more shines, Billy. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Uh, I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax, will you, for crying out? What's, what's got into you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit, that's all. I'm only kidding with you. Sometimes I mean, you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls, and you're right away you're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean right. to offend you. I'm sorry, too. It's okay. No problem. Okay, salute. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking mother! You, you fucking piece of shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on! Let him go. I was going to, but I would have fucked it up. We're back with another heart-pounding episode of Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Weird to go from that into the actual intro. I'm not saying that just because... I'm trying to do my whole shtick here. You're doing your You're working it. What character are you in right now? It's another heart-pounding episode of Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. And I'm not just saying that because Jim's on his third five-hour energy drink. I'm not. I'm actually on my second coffee, Eric. I do have an energy drink. Here, listen. I'll open it up right now. Yeah. Was oh, that right. a good box? This is a, uh, no, this is like their uh, version of uh, – uh, it's called Red Thunder. What is that? Uh, uh, Red Bull. Yes. It's their Red version of Red Bull. I'm already – Battery acid is all it is. Yes. I'm America's there. sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. Jim this Warner. Episode number 74 <laughs> of oh, Weird Out Loud. I don't off, know what happened. Off the rails already. It's already off the rails because uh, this week we do not have a lot of books to do. Yeah. And for some reason we decided to talk until midnight. What the <laughs> hell are we doing? We're, we're freaking looking idiots. up shit about Calendar Man arguing with each other. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Why, why don't we just do the podcast when we can and get it the hell dopes. done? Whew, we are. Proud members. Proud members proud of dopes. the Comics Podcast Network. The Weeby Geeks Network. The Batman Podcast Network. I'll tell you, people love people. People love at the end when we're goofy. I actually, right now, because of the amount of coffee I've drank just today and then tonight, I, I already feel drunk. I am, oh, yeah. I'm done. Gluten, 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 gluten. I was actually thinking about I how am I going to say. I like Jeff Leppard. I was thinking about what to do for the intro all week, yeah. and then yesterday I'm just sitting in the car while Jessica ran into a fucking house. And, and the song came and on. And the song came on. I'm like, that's nice. what I'm doing. You listen to one of them stations. That's still, you're probably listening to 95 <laughs> or 93. Which one? Uh, I you don't, don't know? know. I think you it listen to the Ben. It might have been ninety-eight point one, which is the oldies. Well, yeah. Well, that that actually always upsets me. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing, but that is an oldie now. It really is. But uh, you can find us, Eric, oh, yeah. on Twitter. At Weird Science DC, probably in a gutter somewhere. Uh, Proud. Our 
Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash weirdsciencedccomics. You can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. You can follow us on our site, which is weirdsciencedccomics.com. Sure is. I don't know. Do you think a lot of the people that listen to the podcast go to the site? Do you think they're just like, fuck that. I'm not going to the site. Fuck that. I already invested six hours. Yeah, really. These motherfuckers. I'm not going to that site. We we write reviews at that site, right? Some news, some previews. Sometimes some Earth 2. Who knows? Who knows what's going on? Sometimes. Sometimes that that might show up at some point. You, you're under the gun now. You realize I, uh, it comes I out know, next week. Uh, also, we're on Podbean at Podbean at we're on Podbean at Weird Science. You know, DCComics.Podbean.com. Getting off track again. What is with fucking Doctor Fate and Earth Two seeming like they're fucking bi-weekly books now? It's they are rushing to the end. Jesus Christ! You're like me. They got. I rushed, think I got some they time. Got Russian sudden... fingers, Eric. Russian yeah. fingers. Uh, Roman yeah. hands and Russian Roman fingers. Roman fingers and Russian hands. I yeah. don't know, but yeah, I think that what's That's going on is right they really want to get these things going and get into rebirth. Uh, we'll find out in the news later that that is definitely the case with one book where they're sure like, is. "Fuck it." Uh, but yeah, our show's available wherever. You find other fine podcasts. We're wedged in between them somewhere, uh, including iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Act, Podbean, and on Google Play. And if you listen, you know, we'd like a rating and review. You can write, hey, these guys are off the rail. And to off me, that's just hook. like off the hook. And off then I'm the like, chain. that's awesome. We're off the chain. Two We're chains. There are two things. chains. <laughs> I, I'm like, why is that a one out of five? I don't understand this. <laughs> but yeah, this week we got two. Two, count them, Eric. One, two. Like Earth 2, the review Ah, you haven't ah, done yet. ah. Uh, 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 Two five-star reviews, and they were from Zach Morris and Voorhees13, Eric. Oh, yeah. These are guys right from your walk of life there. Sure are. Right from your heart. Time out. (laughs) (laughs) Top that. Top that. Top that. Uh, Yeah, you could also call (laughs) our Raven review line at... uh, (laughs) God, I'm I'm having problems. This there is going to be some real troubles tonight. Six four one seven one five thirty nine hundred. Enter extension four five two three two eight. Followed by the pound sign. Hopefully, you'll know how to use the Green Lantern ring, unlike Jessica Cruz, and that'll help you out there because somehow it involves a uh, lantern battery or something. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, yeah, but uh, tonight, I think as of now, I don't know that we have any uh, rent reviews except maybe the Gorilla review. So that we oh, might nice. be. We're, uh, I, oh, I'm wrong. We have that crazy guy. He's back. Oh, I want to warn. I want to warn you, Paul, especially Paul Eric. He's got his eyes set on Paul. That's Paul awesome. has. Paul has awaked the snake. Is there anything there. about me in this? Yeah, I, I oh, think fuck. the guy loves you. But yeah, Paul is 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 gotten his ire. And I was wondering if that was going to happen. Yeah, he Paul keeps. I think Paul's fucking with him this week on Twitter. Calling him out. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this week on Twitter. Uh, Paul took it on himself to fight with Brian Bucciolato the whole week. Actually, it was one night about injustice and how uh, Zaz got into the Batcave. Right. And just they were going at it, and Paul was getting very vicious <laughs> with Bucciolato. Bucciolato was getting very irritated. Did not come off uh, well to me. No. Seemed very irritated. Like, first off, he should have just blocked Paul. <laughs> went, I'm actually, you. I did not see oh, this. Wow. I'm happy I did it. And so the very thing ang- is, like, just anxious. imagine this. There's two guys fighting, and you have a schmuck like me in the middle trying to make jokes the whole time. Like, they're like, you son of a bitch. Uh, and there's me like, hey, guys, you know what? I like uh, hot dogs. Yeah, Corn they, dogs are even they, better. They did not 
pay attention to me. They just kept fighting. Then Paul's sending Bucciolato. It's hard to break the hate. He's sending Bucciolato pictures of himself. It got crazy. <laughs> it really did. Uh, but Well, yeah. we're off Bucciolato's Christmas card list. Yeah, well, and then later I had an issue where I wanted to ask him about injustice, and he was kind of really <laughs> short and <laughs> sweet with me. I think, yeah, I think he's like, fuck you. I think he thought we set it up. I did not. But, Eric, it's time for the news. News, news, oh, news. goddamn, you're just, that's it now? You're just going to sing? Now it's time for the news. We're going to have news. And the first news item here is something that I know you're very happy about. And that is DC Comics cancels Brian Hitch's final five issues (laughs) of the new 52 Justice League of America. But Jim... What, what about Rao? That's I put it. I put it on Twitter that uh, <laughs> Eric Shea wants to know what about Rao. That's the first thing you told me when I, I sent that to you. Actually, what when about I, here's Rao? the thing is, and you know me, I got this news, read it, and laughed yeah, so hard. And really, I thought back, and I'm like, I remember on Twitter there were some guys fighting with us and saying, oh, "This is weird, though. Nobody wins or loses here because yeah. it's it's a book that's sold." Yeah. That shows you how just they're like, fuck it. This motherfucker, he cannot get this book. But here's we the story. We gave this to Justice League? Oh, my God. Here's the best is the end of this. DC Comics has canceled the final five solicited issues of Brian Hitch's new 52 Justice League of America run. Now, uh, in general, before we go on, this is one of those where you would think that you'd be like, okay, I get it. But all these other books continue. You know, we have books that are going on. It seems like Dr. Fate's going to go on until goddamn three years from now. I don't know. know. And and Batman Beyond, I I think that's still has five issues. I don't know. It just seems it. Uh, But, yeah, the Justice League of America, number nine through number 12, plus Justice League of America annual number one have all been canceled. But so D- we're, we're done completely with the story. DC tells retailers they will be resolicited at a later date. Jesus. And that is going to be when they release the trade with some sort of ending. And that, uh, to me, that's all that that means. They're going to have a trade, the ultimate edition, where you actually get an ending. And who knows when that will happen. It may never happen. All-star yeah. Batman and Robin, Eric. All-star Batman <laughs> and Robin. The, the boys this, wonder. This series has gone through several delays. With Justice oh, yeah. League of America number nine originally solicited for March 30th. March 30th. <laughs> but pushed back to at, la- at last update, June 15th. Issue number 12 and the annual were previously canceled, then resolicited last month for an August release. So it's actually the second time they were canceled. <laughs> These things just keep getting canceled. And Justice League of America writer, Bri- artist Brian Hitch is, of course, the writer on the upcoming Ju- uh, Rebirth Justice League relaunch. With the Rebirth one-shot and debut issue both solicited for release in July. And we had already and said... And by July, they mean next July. Yeah, and we already said... That yeah, it's one of those like July, but we didn't save the year. Waka waka. Uh, we said before that you would have thought that the Justice League would have been a book that would have come out right away. Now I know I that the, so. well, I know that the fifty, you know, the number fifty uh, Justice League just came out with Rebirth, but we're in another month now. We're in sure. June now. We're, we're getting all these territory. other books, and Justice League usually leads the charge. It, it is, should. It is not. And it'll be in July. We'll see. Uh, we always think that art is the thing that will delay a book. He's not on art. He's just going to write Justice League. I, I still think there's craziness. And I really do think that there, there's a couple things involved with this to me behind the scenes. First off, 
you're going to end up with this book coming out in December. By then, people are like, the, the rebirth in. You don't want to deal with it anymore. No. You know what I mean? So they I think the they're cutting their gold. losses there. They, they're going to do that. And of the fact that you have him trying to work on Justice League of America to, to wrap it up while then you're afraid it's going to delay. The, he might have already said it. Listen, you know, I have to do this in July. And I get, they're like, I got it. deadline Done. issues. Done. And, and he probably got paid for it. So what the hell does he care? But boy, this it is one of the DC's biggest sellers. It really is. When it came out, even after delays, that last I, and issue it, it still sold forty five. It, it's not like it's a hundred thousand, but forty five thousand after being delayed for three months. And in my mind, it's not too shabby. Not good of a story. I, I know. A lot like, of people love it. I and, did not, but uh, I could not see it. I sent this to Pistol because Pistol always gets fired up. Him and Brandon get fired up about delays. Uh, Brandon, especially for the Dark Knight Three, right. I sent it to them. But uh, Pistol's like, "Oh God, you know this is never going to end, you know whatever." And I said, "No, I, I bet you he's just going to restart it with the Justice League." I'm telling you, the Justice League book starts in July for Rebirth, and all of a sudden it's issue one of Jail. It's that again. They're there, the Infinity Core, (laughs) fucking Parasite. Like I think I read this before, but yeah, it's nonsense. That that was a wrap. It's because of that book where I didn't want to do Justice League anymore. I'm like Jim, you have don't do a lot of team. Yeah, I'm doing Justice League, and we'll see what goes on. But we even said when we first, when the delay started, we looked into it and we heard a podcast and saw an article that they said that before. Two years before that first JLA issue of Brian Hitches, he had already started it. Two years before, and he still could. He is, and he's another one. He's so notorious for doing this that they they better do something. This is like they Jim Lee also, and he poked fun at it, and they made sure that his uh, Suicide Squad has a a plethora of artists ready. To jump in, and they're probably right now just, you know, they're in the Jim Lee school of tracing to, to get <laughs> their style down pat with his as well, because he is going to have some delays of his own, but they'll have guys to, you know, jump in. But that's tough with a writer. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I think it's a disaster. I really, I, I would really think that he is going to be off of the Justice League book. Uh, Six issue, I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm giving it. He's so, going to be gone. Uh, the next bit of news is everybody, Eric, everybody wants to get their two cents in on the upcoming DC movies. Oh, do they? And this has happened at the Mexican premiere of Batman v Superman. They're, they're a little behind, the Mexicans. Whatever, the Mexicans just still saw it before it. you did. The Mexicans were too busy working. They are hardworking people. Sure are. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Uh, you know, that's for the British. <laughs> Wait till I you guess. see it, then the it's going to be your two slash cents. slash Germans. Then yeah. I, yeah, maybe I will get my two cents, but there's a spoiler <laughs> in this, this one here, but... Uh, during the red carpet interview with Argentinian news outlet Cines Argentinos from the Mexican premiere of Batman v Superman, Dawn of the Justice. Now I sound French. Mm-hmm. Batman v Superman, Dawn you of Justice. Got a mouthful of and you're doing that shit? <laughs> uh, ben Affleck discussed his ideas for his Batman solo film. Yay! Uh, I don't know. I, I, wish, wicked I, could, I wish I could accent. do a, uh, yeah. Hey, it's wicked hard. Uh, he says, I think what I would do, and this gets me to, I think what I would do is probably what Zack Snyder did with Batman v Superman, Affleck explained, which is to borrow things from the great comic books and put an original story around it. I wouldn't want the fans to already know the story, but I would borrow and steal great things that have been done before in comics. And to me, is there anywhere else that you're going to say that? Like, I'm, I, yeah. me and you have a group. We have a rap group. You're yes. like, oh, you know, what, what, what's this album like? Well, you know what? I 
kind of stole a lot from N.W.A. and L.O. Cool J. <laughs> they changed the lyrics a little, you know, and, and it's kind of the same song, and people will like it, but the, the, the ending changes. It's so weird to me that you would say this, and that is what people want to hear. You know what I mean? The people like part this. Is, the weird part is I kind of want to see the stories that I know put up on Be the big like screen to they see are. how they would do it. No, exactly. I know. Well, that's, what I, that's where a guy like you, I would think, that when they, if they're going to do the killing joke, you want the killing the, joke. Exactly. I don't, don't want to see a new spin on it. I don't want the kind of killing joke exactly. that also ties into the Dark Knight Returns that also gives you a long Halloween. Right? No, I do not want that. And then Ooh. an original spin on all those things combined. Yeah, and then you get it. And then, yeah, then you get everything of nothing yeah. to me. But uh, to me, I don't care. I barely go and see them anywhere. <laughs> I rarely see. Uh, but eventually I will see that Batman the Superman. When it comes out on freaking Redbox. Si, justice a la dawn. But yeah, then the next one. So they, these guys, are they're walking down the red carpet. And hey, you know, Henry, Henry. And Henry says, he's got ideas for the upcoming Justice League film. Oh, does he now? Now, the, the thing is, he's mentioning himself and they had to spell out like this would involve him kind of coming back right yeah yeah i would I, think so I, I didn't even know that you know that i i kept that spoiler out and you guys you and reggie talked about it and i didn't understand i'm too much of a dummy to realize i'm like that's what the fuck they were talking about holy shit but yeah he says i want to see that rivalry between batman and superman about who is in charge said cavill i think superman would necessarily be upset about not being in charge, but it would be fun to play with. I don't get that. I, you know, it, I do you think that I don't Superman need a power struggle in the yeah. Justice League. Yeah, well, that's what he wants. I think he's saying that he already read the script and Batman's in charge, and now he's pissed. Yeah, and he um, already took away my Man of Steel too. Now they're gonna do this. Yes, I think that's what happened. Now in the next one, now fucking Affleck, not to be outdone by our male co-stars Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah? She's next in line. She's like, wait a second. They're all with these quotes. I'm going to have a quote. So she drops some hints about her upcoming Wonder Woman solo film. <laughs> You're going to see a lot of Wonder Woman. Good. Thank you, gal. <laughs> of course. Basically, her coming of age, her growing up story, Diana becoming Wonder Woman. Thank you. I said to you, like, what, what else are you going <laughs> to? You're going to see a lot of Wonder Woman. Really? I like them to like to, as they're running away. Like, what is she saying? But yeah, she had her quote. That's her quote. You're gonna see uh, a lot of Wonder Woman. Uh, I said in here. And then freaking Amy Adams showed up. Like Amy Adams, like, uh, you know what? You're gonna see some Lois Lane. Yeah. There you go. But I said, unfortunately, George Clooney, Chris O'Donnell, and Alicia Silverstone were not able to be reached <laughs> for comment. Eric. Everybody with their two cents. They all want to say something. I guess you have to say something. They're yelling and screaming. Huh. It's nonsense. <laughs> these things. It's it's so weird. How they, they make these things. It's like made up news. But there you go. I and then Tyrese Gibson walks up. I'm Green Lantern, right? Yes, yeah. He I'm just hungry. keeps showing up. But yeah, the next one, uh, the Flash movie has found its director. And I refuse to use dope in this headliner. <laughs> I will not use dope. I'll say I'm a dope. But yeah, the dope director. Here we go. Rick Famiyua. Fami sure. Famu Yiwa. That's it. Famu Yiwa has been chosen as the replacement director for Warner Brothers' The Flash, according to Deadline. Ezra Miller is scheduled to reprise his role as Barry Allen, The Flash, after first appearing in last year's Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. According to the online Hollywood trade, the feeling internally was that Famu Yiwa provided a vision that would resonate with young viewers, and that vision was very compatible with the script that the studio is moving forward. I, I see the, the Flash. With. He runs yeah. fast. Now, this is them saying, you know what? Famu Yiwa... It's going to do what he's told. 
Yeah. Because remember, this goes on. That Seth Graham Smith who wrote the script, he creative differences. Fami Yua has gotten this job. They've spelled it out. You're going to do what the fuck we say. You just get behind that camera and fucking make sure that everybody's saying their Collect goddamn lines. Collect a paycheck. Just have them say their lines. You know, Ezra Miller, that guy is a freaking fantastic actor. Fami Yua comes into Flash after the departure of original director Seth Graham Smith, although a script will reportedly still be used for the film. So he's going to still get his paycheck. I don't like guys with the hyphenated last name. I don't trust them to begin with. You know what I mean? I don't. Frickin' Seth Graham. That that just that is a fancy name. That guy is always gonna cause problems. He's too fancy. He he thinks he's got his own vision. Yeah, (laughs) get out of here, Seth Graham Smith. All right, the next bit of news, and I believe the last, Eric, is researchers may have discovered Hawkman's nth metal, but are still trying to figure out his real origin. I put this. It's such a goofy story. Get the fuck uh, out of here. Recent analysis of a dagger buried with Tutankhamun. I want to know, how long is it taking them to get to these artifacts? Wasn't what, that a big thing? It's like 1930. Yeah. yeah. This is way back. Now they're they're just getting Wasn't to this? Wasn't there a big thing where they found like a thing, uh, a thing, a thing, bleh, a thing where they a found thing? a room behind the room? <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that a big deal, like in the eighties, where they had like, like a, it's like sounds like some fucking like Al Capone's Aztec vault challenge, fucking you know illusion. They <laughs> freaking Al Capone's vault and Tutankhamun's dagger, but they found it with the famous boy king of Egypt. Uh, it's shown that his composition is consistent with that of iron recovered from meteors that have landed on Earth. Uh, the nickel. This is from a. I don't even know. The nickel and cobalt ratio in the dagger blade is consistent with that of iron meteorites that have preserved the primitive chondritic ratio during planetary differentiation in the earlier side. I'm done. You're really reaching for this. I'm telling you, I I put this on because it made me laugh that they were reporting it on Newsarama. Oh, (laughs) jeez. And I just wanted to throw in that they could get this, but they can't figure out his origin. I'm not even going to finish this. (laughs) It says uh, it does go on to say, though, that uh, that's from Daniela Comelli of um, the Milan University's physics department. I think it's all set up just to show that I cannot fucking read. And it goes on to, you know, Hawkman's origin at some point says he's the reincarnated spirit, ancient Egyptian lovers, and they were stabbed by a dagger. (laughs) Who saw this and, like, put one and one and and made six with with this one? So crazy. It'd be funny if they had a news conference and there were, like, people there, like, are you saying this is uh, Hawkman's (laughs) end medal? This Daniela's like, "Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know from his origin she's like no isn't he like from thanagarian she like the whole different isn't he a thanagarian a cop i, I don't know what you're talking no, not about that origin no the other origin no no there's one origin in my in my view here at the milan <laughs> university of physics there is only one and we go with thanagarian space you're damn cop. right that is right what she's your agree favorite? with her she's a you smart like lady that? you like that one that's what daniela comelli said at the end She's sitting right there right now at the Milan University, and she thinks that it is the Thanagarian space cop, right? I'm, I'm good with it. That's where I go with I think that's how the whole story ended, with her saying that that is, the, that is the origin. And she also said if they fuck it up in Rebirth, she's getting that goddamn <laughs> dagger, and she is finding somebody. <laughs> and whoever it is, she's going to find America. But yeah, that's You could have done this, too, if your daddy let you become an archaeologist. Yeah, see? Yeah, really. That's what I wanted to do. I would have had the dagger, and maybe I would have been at that. I I don't know Hawkman's origin, and, and really, if I was a uh, an archaeologist, I, I'm not having these funny books. I'm what? not going to pay attention to this shit. There ain't no downtime in archaeology. 
I'm sure there is a lot. Archaeology takes a lot of patience, and that is, I am like a empty hospital, Eric. No patience. Boop. Heard doing a freaking podcast about archaeology. You say something how you had a tough time with this dig. I was like, did you hit it? <laughs> yeah, I was digging that. Did you hit it? No, I didn't. No, you can't do this that. Is archaeology. That's our that's our archaeology podcast. That's all. It's the same podcast, but we're just talking about archaeology. Yes. Somehow I'm like in the middle of it. I'm like, and then I found this ancient calendar. Calendar man. What are you talking about? Calendar man. Nonsense. Nonsense. But yeah, that's the news, Eric. Hey. Where that is, is the podcast going? Here we go. We're going to hit the mail. All right. Mail. Hit it hard. I hope, I hope I can get through this mail without having to pee. Uh, my my leg is going a mile a minute, Eric, but I'm going to get through it. It's a long mail segment. I'm going to get through it. The mail starts with Stan. Why would you do this to yourself? You could just end it and come no, back. No, no, no. Fair I enough. am doing it. Doing it, doing it, and doing it. Uh, well. The first mail, and actually the first bunch, is uh, hate mail. Hate mail yeah. to you and Jess especially. It's weird. It's these things come in waves. Here we go. Stan says, and it might be the same guy. I actually look, but it's different emails. Stan says, please, if I hear one more, uh, if I hear once more that the podcast has to end because Eric's girlfriend wants to go to bed, I'll kill someone. Jesus Christ. Please. This guy's actually nice about it. Please work something out because the end used to be my favorite part. And now there is nothing there, Eric. Nothing. Nothing. The next one is the unknown comet I think they're playing around with the Quakertown comet and the Quakertown comet but he says or she hey Eric why do you podcast in a room where you know that your girlfriend will have to go to bed in that's just fucking stupid and while you guys do a lot for us fans we also choose to listen to your long ass podcast I added ass there by the way oh, and nice. usually no others then after all that time Jim is in the middle of saying something and everything has to end because your girlfriend bullshit that's what he says I, well I have a one bedroom apartment so there's not bullshit. really anywhere else to go how about on, uh, how about on the, de- the kitchen table I don't have a kitchen table you don't have any sort of table where you could set it up and the kitchen's right next to the living room where the TV is yeah but I'm saying then she just has to go in the room somebody's got to make somebody's got to bend here you know what I'm saying (laughs) I'm saying though but I'm already doing this in the room for like eight hours yeah I'm saying maybe you have to take it out there and uh did you write these Jim no I'm saying I was just gonna say I'm about to write my own dear Eric go to hell Jim is great Here's the next one. It's from D. It starts getting it starts getting nasty here. D says, "Can somebody please kill Eric's bitch ass girlfriend?" <laughs> Three exclamation points. How can someone not on the podcast still be annoying? She found the answer. If one more podcast has to end because of her, then you lost a listener. What do you say to that? I'm saying I don't negotiate with he terrorists. Says, I'm, not I'm gonna sure have you Eric won't terms. care. Though, because lately he comes off as a dick who really doesn't want to be on the podcast. And here's the thing. These are like a – it actually is a narrative that continues because then the next one is from a V-dub, which continues that. I I think this might be one guy. This is V-dub. It has become obvious that Eric no longer cares about the podcast. He rushes through everything and doesn't want to expend on it at all. I used to like you guys because you took your time with the books and had fun doing it. Eric does not seem like he's having any fun and just wants to finish the show a minute after it starts. I'm sure he'll laugh, which shows he could care less. Hoo-wee. That's yeah. some crazy ass mailer. Crazy ass. I, I, I think it might be the I think it might be one guy. 
<laughs> just and because they came in, I put them as they came in, and it is like a narrative. It's a running right. narrative going. So who knows? Uh, the next one is Taylor, and Taylor is not going to have hate mail. Taylor was uh, one of the males in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And I'll admit, Taylor actually, when he heard the podcast, I didn't tell you this earlier when I was telling you about the males. He went on uh, Twitter and said, oh, man, I'm sorry I didn't expand on my list like everybody else. And I said, oh, that's what listener mails for. Yeah. So that's we got it. So I, I did push him into it, uh, but he keeps it pretty quick and, and good. I like it. He says, hey, guys, here are the descriptions for my comic choices, just so you guys don't think I love all comics and just pick them out of a hat. You guys rock, he says. And this is, again, it was from the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly of the New 52 right. uh, special podcast. He says his favorite was Simone's background, and he loves seeing ba- uh, Barbara Backus' background being taken seriously. Her being a real hero and fighting some really cool villains was awesome. I still haven't willed myself to read Burnside yet. I, I think you should. I know you didn't like it. I liked yeah. it a little more. It's still... You know, it is what it is, as they say. Uh, give it a shot. Just give the first arc. Really, if say, you don't like times, that first arc, then like you didn't. You, no, you I don't know gonna, because I do think it got a little bit it stronger. It did get better. After. I, I'm telling you, I think that it was more of a shock to the system oh my God, in the beginning, and I really do think now. I think that if Taylor goes and reads it, he's kind of distanced from the actual, you know, the hype and the, right. and the craziness and them yelling at us, which was weird this week. They had a big thing about uh, fandom and, and uh, critics and villain villains, critics and creators fighting and whatnot. Uh, I, that Cameron Stewart was pretty nasty to us. Sure Nobody was. cared. Nobody cared when we get yelled at. But yeah, he says. But I don't like the art style. And already upset with Batgirl taking a selfie in the bathroom. I selfie was angry in the as bathroom. well. Yeah, I'm telling you. I think that if you go now and you're separated from it, you might get some enjoyment. It definitely is not Gail Simone's run. It, it's not, not dark like that. It is different. It got a little it's, better. The thing is, it's not only just not dark. It is like a complete 180 it from is. where we and were. And I think it's that's like, what happened. I think it that was when that DC... changed, we it... should have. Yeah, it's the, it, it was the DCYOU I'm saying a little it was, before, it was before it. that. It's but what, it in was my mind that. led to where everything well, yeah. we got was all at once well, and we it was too much too soon. They started calling everything Batgirling. And yeah. like uh, Dr. Fate, all those were definitely a reaction to that. And uh, I don't know if you like Dr. Fate. I don't. People seem to like it. I don't. I, don't, I can't, I can't but, get it. Uh, yeah, I'd say for him, if he even went and got one of the, you know, the first couple issues digitally or the first trade, maybe. I don't even know if the trade's out yet. I have no idea. DC's so behind on those. Uh, his second uh, favorite was John's. Well, if you do, I'm saying go to the library and like check that's it out. That's what I'm saying. Or, or just get a couple issues. You know, go online or freaking whatever you can do. Just grab them. Uh, number two was uh, John's Jeff John's Aquaman, which I really enjoyed as well. Oh yeah, it was uh, good. That's the thing. When I went back, my personal looking back, I took the books as holes. Like you know what I mean? Like Aquaman, I love Jeff John's Aquaman, but because of the Cullen Bunn stuff, it kind of soured me to it. But yeah, right. that's fine. This is what he liked. When I finally started reading New Fifty Two, I wanted to read everything by Jeff Johns. I have loved them all so far, especially Shazam and Justice League. But the Aquaman run was amazing and made Aquaman the badass he is supposed to be. I agree. It made him a that's real a character. His number three was Tomasi's Batman and Robin. I wanted to pick Justice League here, but decided that was too easy a choice. He's doing it's the gimme. There's no gimmies. I love this. <laughs> Ron and wish we had gotten more. Damien has become one of my favorite heroes and love the relationship between him and Bruce. I have the um, that last trade, the Batman and Robin trade, where right. uh, he came back with the superpowers and stuff. Even then, I was so excited about it. So was and I. It, you, it was like, that to me was a new direction they were going to go with, and it really 
brought back that dynamic and it made it even better because Damien's out of control and now he has superpowers and that's <laughs> something that Batman couldn't, you know, really relate to. And you can't it, it went, with it either. And it went nowhere. It really went nowhere. I was really and upset about that. And he went to sleep and his powers. Yeah, yeah, it really upset me that they kind of Boy, just washed that away. Boy, talking himself out with all them powers. Now he's blowing candles and he's 13, Eric. He's ready for those teen titans. No uh, longer a tween. I'm in this now. His worst. He says, I still haven't read a ton of the New 52. I've stayed away from the terribly reviewed comics like Superman, Green Arrow, and Convergence. Seems like he's just reading our site with those yeah. reviews because a lot of people like Green Arrow. Some people like that Superman, but yeah. Uh, his girlfriend, my girlfriend who loves the Harley Quinn series and Azarella's Wonder Woman said she hated the Harley Quinn Power Girl series because it was terrible. I'm with her. I'm, she is everybody's a, with her. She's a smart girl. Smart girl there, Taylor. Marry that one. Put a ring on that, baby. Don't Put do it. Put a ring on it. <laughs> His ugliest, he says, getting rid of Gail Simone. Even if she wanted to change background, she should have been given the chance. The worst is she wanted to change in a brighter direction. Yeah. They didn't want to. Then everybody got fired and they changed the direction. If she wanted to make it less dark, she still would write a better story than Burnside. He's assuming. I don't know. It's a little bit assumption. Though I I'm going to assume that as well. I, I would too. Well, we read it though. He hasn't what? read it. Put a Let's ring on it, Taylor. Put a ring on it. He says his second ugliest, making Starfire a dumb bimbo. I've only read Red Hood Volume 1, so I hope her character changes. Starfire, ooh, that's, that's a poke at you, Eric. Starfire needs that personality and actually care about people outside of having It's sex. funny. I actually think this was in The Good and the Bad and the Ugly. Yeah, it was. Th- this part, yeah. Uh, no, well, no. He, he only had... Like, he would have had making Starfire a dumb bimbo. He never yeah. went into it. I He wanted to go into it. Oh, okay. Because I when, thought, okay. No, when we read his thing, he did have his, his picks. Right, right. Didn't I, for have some reason, I thought it was. Yeah. No, he didn't have descriptions. So I thought he, there was descriptions on this one, though. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember things. Yeah, it's the a long time one, ago. The overly uh, cartoonized art. I like realistic art, so it's still hard for me to get into pieces like Burnside, Black Canary, and Dr. Fate. I would wonder if he includes Gotham Academy in that. Uh, sometimes the book... Like, lends itself to it. You know what I mean? Like, a, a, like Bizarro was okay. Yeah, I like Bizarro. I, like that might it I am not against that cartoony art at all. If it fits the book and the story, I, I don't care. I'm well, in. Well, it's like Dr. Fate, I don't think it ever it does, fit. Well, but that's we what have, I'm saying. It doesn't fit that to This me. issue, which kind of had a bit a bit of that cartoony feel, but it was a different style altogether, I think works so much yeah, better. I like this issue. Um, so do I? Wow. I, I ended up... Like I ended up actually enjoying the Batgirl art. I think I just got used to it. That's all you need to me. You freaking, you, you give me something a couple of months in a row, I forget the, what happened before. <laughs> Black Canary, I, I liked it first, but yeah, I think that in the Green Arrow book that we're talking about in a little bit, I think that uh, the, uh, oh, I can't remember uh, his name, but when we get to that, I, I, don't think, I think that he, uh, Schmidt, Otto Schmidt, I believe. Sounds like that's some an crazy awesome name. name. But yeah, uh, sounds like a badass, doesn't sure it? Sure does. It might not even be that. It might just be my mind. Bar? That's a freaking. He, that is a guy who's bald, right? And yeah. has like a real Handlebar beard. mustache. Yeah, beard or mustache and freaking a, a face tattoo. <laughs> You're like, who the hell are you? I'm Otto Schmidt. What of course you are. You? <laughs> no, nothing to me, buddy. But no, I think that what am when, I doing here? when Black Canary first shows up, yeah, I'm like, why am I in Seattle? Uh, Black Canary first showed up in the book. I think it was him kind of trying to get that style from her solo book. And as the issue went on, I think it got better. I didn't like that first intro of her. No. Yeah, but we'll get to that a little later. And that those are his picks. But, yeah, thanks, Taylor. I told him he should mail in. You keep mailing. Keep really? mailing. Yell about Eric. He hasn't Don't done do Earth that. 2 yet. I Yell got about feelings. that. The next guy has given you shit about Earth 2, Eric, on the as- site. It's just Sangha. 
And Chisunga sent in three mails. I don't think any of them rips you apart about that, but he says, hey, actually, he wrote, hey, him and Eric. What is that, an insult? (laughs) (laughs) When I put action comics for my best New 52 DCU books, I meant Greg Pox run and told the truth story. I think I called him out. I'm like, no freaking that. And then his next email says, I think he was listening to the good and bad and the ugly. He was getting irritated. He kept sending it. He says, and uh, next one said, also, when I was talking about the truth, what I meant was that the entire truth status quo sucked, and I'm glad Batman v Superman Rebirth forced DC's hand to end it. I don't think it was Batman v Superman. I think it was Rebirth. Yeah. Uh, that definitely ended it. But, no, nah, everybody can have their own opinion, Eric, but I am always right. The next one, uh, he sent his third mail. To add to the other mails, why is Brian Hitch being rewarded with Justice League? And that no is a idea. big question. Um, I think that... He might have gotten this gig uh, way ahead of time. I don't know. He knows know. where the bodies are buried. I don't know. He failed to tell a nine-issue story, yeah, that turned to an 11-issue story arc and a story over. Yeah, not really. It's now. He says, and it's been delayed. It's gone now. Go now on. And then he says, now it's canceled. If it comes back, I don't think anyone will really give a shit. That's why I think it'll be years from now in a special edition trade. Hey, I y'all mean, remember you that JLA? You can't co- finish it. You cannot collect that as a trade as is, right? No. Be so well, funny. We got eight issues, don't we? Yeah, I'm saying though, it's the story doesn't trade. end. It doesn't end. You would have six issues usually, right? I believe so. And then so. you'd have what a two issue. T- it's not even the length. The story doesn't end. You have to have an ending. Oh, it's a disaster. You he says, that don't to get Jim me Lee and freaking uh, Batman and Robin uh, yeah, All Star. Yeah, but it, it, there it is. It just hangs out there. Uh, don't get me wrong. It will sell if it returns, but like the Dark Knight three. It will mainly sell because of brand recognition, not good storytelling. Plus, with the new status quo rebirth, it feels pointless to care about what happens to Rao at this point. I think that's why. I agree. Uh, that's one of the reasons oh, they're like, okay. Well, what about Rao? Rao. It really. Are you? A, it's funny because, again, I said earlier, we got in a bit of arguments, me and you, and I always played it cool. Like, they, people were arguing. Though I remember one night in particular. It probably was the last issue that came out. It feels like 10 years ago. Seriously. And uh, they were like, I don't know what you're talking about because you had said even the art was off. You're like, yeah. I didn't like the art. It was confusing, and the story's going nowhere. And a couple of guys, and I believe one is a guy who I won't even spell it out because I, I don't – I kind of remember. But it's a guy who's very nice to us on right. Twitter, but he likes the book. So you guys got in a bit of an argument. And then they tried to tie me in, rope me into it. <laughs> like, what do you think, Jim? And uh, I don't know. Haven't read the issue yet because it was when you did the review. I read right. the issue. I'm, like, I'm not jumping into this fucking snake pit. Whew. But, yeah, that's Chisanga. Uh, we're going to go on now. Get, gather your breath, Eric. This is where I really should have went to the bathroom earlier. Uh, Rocky sends in an email. Greetings, Eric, Reggie, Jim, and anyone else present. Why are these all these people starting to put me last? Is it save the best for last? Yeah, save the best for last. Save the best for last. I listened to you read my letter ranting about the new 52. Boy, oh boy. But did I sound like an asshole? He is the guy who, uh, Manship called an asshole. (laughs) Or maybe a douchebag. Uh, yet another thing I can blame on the new 52. I, yeah, I think he is a nice guy. I used to be such a nice guy. The new 52 is killed. Fortunately, early signs of DC Rebirth are very positive for me. So much so that this email will not consist of too many vulgarities or negativity. That's how the whole podcast is going to be, really. Yeah. Uh, this whole this is like a rebirth for us. Till the we, end. We are born again, Eric. Born again. 
till the end. Just like Calendar Man. Some comments about Green Arrow and Batman Rebirth. He says, I'm pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed Green Arrow Rebirth number one, which stands out to me is the character interaction between Ollie and Dinah. I liked that. I thought it was a little forced. I'm actually looking forward to these two getting together. I think they got together at the end of the book, right? I think they <laughs> are right now. If for, yeah, um, luckily, it's a, uh, hey, you bi, a, it's a bi-monthly now because meet. I think until that next issue, they are fucking, and they're fucking hard. And <laughs> that surprises me given, uh, given how much I was against their pre-Flashpoint pairing. I, I think that everybody's just – they want something new and something fun. I want uh, something that's not wargs or fucking yeah, racist robots. Oh, my God. And, yeah, we're getting that. There was a time back in the Gail Simone Birds of Prey days where Dinah Lance was celebrated as being a character who could hold her own against the likes of Lady Shiva and was arguably the most talented female martial artist next to Cassandra Kane. And then DC forced uh, BC and uh, Black Canary and Green Arrow into their own series. I was like, BC? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, into our own series, which dwindled in sales and failed to connect with fans, and where Dinah was criticized for being a prop for Green Arrow's adventures instead of a heroine in her own right. Yeah, I, I didn't get that here. I, she is tough. She's one oh, yeah. tough cookie. She's put giving her, fucking Ollie shit Put a ring on that, Ollie. Put a ring on it, Taylor. Jesus. What are you waiting for? He's like, I've been dating her met. for two weeks. You <laughs> son of a bitch. She's got crazy eyes, Jim. Don't say shit like that. Based on the dialogue and verbal exchanges in this first Green Arrow Rebirth issue, writer Ben Percy appears intent on avoiding any suggestion that B.C., Eric, that means Black Canary, I just realized is that. a tag-along. I agree. He's with the, the classic G.A.B.C. stories. That's Green Arrow and Black Canary. The stories you. all seem to involve some combination of Ollie being an asshole and Dinah being frustrated female counterpart who ultimately ends up forgiving and sleeping with him. Oops. As yeah. Ollie had to do, all Ollie had to do was call her pretty bird and make his move. Taylor. Have you seen that goddamn put beard? Put a ring on it, Taylor. Yeah, that beard is, is tough. I, I, you had a beard one time, and you did not look as sexy as Green I Arrow. know. Or as I'm they actually... say in the business, G.A. Gail <laughs> the Simone. Business, huh? Gail you Simone. know, it's funny. I actually, after reading uh, Green Arrow today, I actually thought about doing my beard up like really? that. Really? Just because. That'd be cool. Well, uh, Gail Simone say, gave Dinah some much needed respect and backbone in her BOP run, Eric. Oh, That's birds. Birds of prey. It's birds. Where she even held Ollie accountable for his infidelities. Oh, you nasty son of a bitch, Ollie. It was very well done. I'm not sure how joyful or fun the rebirth version of Green Arrow and BC will be, but it seems promising based on this first issue. I personally hope Percy continues to embrace Ollie's classic character flaws by having him embrace multiple sex partners without telling Dinah. And I don't think that's happening. I do not think that's happening. That that time is coming on. After all, he's a billionaire and it's none of her business. I I agree there, but furthermore... (laughs) As a successful rock star, I'm pretty sure she never got those lips from sucking lemons and had ample opportunity to develop Jesus her canary Christ. cry. Yeah, I thought he wasn't going to have vulgarities. I guess <laughs> these aren't vulgarities, but boy, the suggestive. Innuendo. Yes. She ought to be the last person on earth to be pointing fingers. He is going from one to the other. She isn't <laughs> pointing fingers yet. He is now, he's in his own continuity going forward, and he's arguing. I see both characters to be very socially, financially, and sexually independent and equally hard on each other. 
And I mean hard. Oh, yeah. There is lots of potential for drama and crazy stories. Ollie is the classic asshole, but new 52 Dinah is more hardcore than her pre-Flashpoint version. It's clear that Percy is going with her musical background, given Ollie's reference to her as Little Miss Rockstar. I actually think that's going to end right now. So do I. I think that is done. Okay, we, we dealt with really this. We we'll talk about it ever there, again. Yeah, there is a lot of these things that I think are going to happen in Rebirth issues where they're like, okay, I am going to tell you that I, you know, I acknowledge what happened in the New 52, and I am out. You are never going to hear it again. If you hear anything, it'll be one of those, like, throwaway lines later. But, yeah, I do not think she's going to say, hey, we're back on tour. You know, she's or not going to stop like fighting crime to sign autographs. No, no. Yeah, you're not going to get that. I really don't think. I don't know. But I expect good things for this comic, and I hope that Percy is not afraid to rock the boat between these two. Ollie and Dinah are like water and dirt. Together, Eric, they make mud. I don't know what that means. They are codependent partners, doom the room. I'm just a, a dummy. I really am. Like, people say things like this, and probably everybody listens shaking their head. That fucking Rocky is right on. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. They, they, code they go together? Well, you're just as dumb as me. I am. Man, you're just dummies. They are codependent partners, doom the remain together like snot to glass. <laughs> snot to snot to glass. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want. I'm telling you, I don't want snot on glass. Further supported I think by their different books. Further supported by their mutual. I think he's living on a different planet. Further supported by their mutual inability to uh, maintain respect, uh, respectable monthly comic book sales. This is the one this week that this is the one that uh, definitely will time will tell if it's going to sell. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I I think this will eventually become a monthly. But uh, perhaps together they can crack the twenty-two thousand mark. That's here's the thing though, you, I say that, but say it sells fifteen thousand a cop uh, a an issue. Yeah, it's better than the. You know what I mean? You still end up thirty. I, I agree. Really, that there's always that. So you. I just really, don't know how the like the uh, ratio works. Where what like you know when's a real big profit? I know, but thing. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you say After okay, it's not everything. selling. We're going to make it a monthly, and then the monthly ends up selling 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then there is a weird dynamic that's going to go on forward with these that is something different than what we've seen before. Because, uh, you know, and again, a lot of other people might say, oh, you know what? Uh, you know, Marvel has done this. I understand. We, we haven't really dealt with this. We've only dealt with the weekly titles that were never going to get canceled. And in the end, we ke- I kept even saying to you, I couldn't get it through my goddamn head that I would say, oh, man, it's really doing bad. It's only at 35, not thinking that's, you know, Yo, 35 times sweet. four. Yeah. You know what I mean? That Yeah, that's pretty good. So, But he says there, uh, perhaps together they can crack the 22,000 mark and Black Canary can finally brag about outselling my little fucking pony. For your information, in April 2016, Green Arrow sold 21,000. Uh, Black Canary sold 13 and my little pony sold 14,500. Let's be blunt. If DC can't write compelling stories about a promiscuous rock star known for being a screamer, a philandering billionaire with Robin Hood fantasies, something is fucking wrong in the world. And for Christ's sakes, at least outside of comic is fucking characters are named Pixie Pie, Applejack and Twilight Sparkle, Eric. He actually Twilight put Spark. Twilight fucking Sparkle. And I don't read that book, but I do not think twilight fucking sparkle is in it he says here's hoping and he says FYI. Well, i'm thinking to myself right now is that when i was reviewing percy's run of green arrow running up to this i had negative things to say about it but besides that i didn't hear anybody ever talk about that book but with this rebirth issue all i'm hearing is positive shit uh, um i was gonna say that later 
definitely the one that's gotten the most positive. The standout thing. this week. It's not even. I'm not even talking about uh, just review scores. Oh no, no, not it's at all. It's just people talking. And yeah, you know what? That that is kind of the backhanded compliment because they're they're saying, boy. Ben Percy actually can write a – you know what I mean? Yeah, is it I, I that? Actually. Is it more that they're like, holy crap, I was worried and now I'm not? I know that I used it. I talked to some people and they didn't want spoilers because we do get the books earlier. Right. And a couple of people said like, hey, Jim, I don't want any spoilers. Just give me you know, give me a thumbs up or whatever. And I said, well, what I'll do, I'm going to read Green Arrow first and then I will give you you know, whatever. And I wrote to them. Yeah, it's pretty, you know, not just Green Arrow. Like I, I'm pretty positive with this rebirth so oh, far, yeah. and that was that was kind of one of my barometers to see if that's going to work. If Green Arrow can work, the rest can work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's how a lot of people were. I uh, think you said to me, Eric. Guess what? No wargs. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I said, and I even said, I said, I really, I like it. And I, I didn't even say – I don't think I said it's awesome because I still up until I talked to you before the podcast. No, I was saying it was awesome. I was afraid. No I was afraid. Words. I was afraid that you were going to hate it and uh, we would fight. But, yeah, you liked it enough, too. Yeah, I did. And I'll say it right now. It's the best Ben Percy Green Arrow issue we've had. It is the it, best yes. Ben Percy Green Arrow we have ever had. It is. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> the next one he goes on with Batman. Batman Rebirth. Mikkel Yannon's art is beautiful. I agree. Snyder and King's writing promises a very interesting art. Now, again, this is where I, I have to point out to some people that, first off, Scott Snyder's only on this one issue. Yes. And this this story isn't what's going to continue. And Michael Yannon is gone, too. You know what I mean? I think that this some sets of the these, tone like we're always talking about. It does about. set the tone. I think that they made a little mistake. I think that these rebirths are making people like people are going to fall in love with it's this like false issue. Advertising. Yeah, I think it is a bit because people were going on Twitter as well. going, man. Michael Yannon's hit the big time now. He's um, yeah, yeah. he's going to be gone for a while. It's going to be David Finch. And to me, that Grayson book was huge to me. You know, it sold. So, yeah, he was already big time. But we like him. But, yeah, he says uh, this arc is very interesting. Arc arc is in one deal. My only comment is what the fuck does Batman mean when he tells Duke that he does not want him to be Robin? Now, we'll get into that during the book. I have very specific reasons. (laughs) <laughs> very specific reasons and none of them are racially charged eric i'll tell you that are you sure <laughs> no they are that's not. not what you're saying to no. me earlier first off he said <laughs> batman says he wants to try something new with him i, yeah. I think it's periscope he wants to I try think that. it might be a periscope. it really sounds like batman just wants a sidekick but without People can the responsibility only call you a and so long until you start believing it i i'll tell you, i'll give you a little sneak peek file yeah i don't <laughs> i don't think that he wants a sidekick i think no. that's what's new I do think that what well, you're you're looking at it different that you think he means like not a Robin. It's gonna be some new kind of no. I think that he's saying that he wants more of a partner than a sidekick. More and I do not think that Duke will be called Robin in this. No, and I I really do. Well, we'll get to it, but I really do. Even when you see him working with Bruce with Kellerman, it's not Bruce telling Duke. Duke at points is telling Bruce, like he even says, hey, right about now he's going to be, you know, uh, resurrecting and becoming new. That's something new right there to me that he must have said, hey, you deal with, you know, you check it out. And I think that's what it is. But and how is Bruce doing Duke any favors by making him wear mostly yellow? That, that, that well, really, he's a goddamn target. Is what he yeah. is. You don't want to get shot. He's already died once. He's seen that he's not, a, you know, he's not invulnerable, Eric. My theory is Walk that Batman. Off, 
Batman wants him around so bad guys will shoot at his pale yellow idiot sidekick instead of himself. He's no idiot. Exactly. At this point, Batman is so used to having dysfunctional sidekicks, he's incapable of developing any emotional attachment to him. Right there, I think you're you're uh, kind of spelling out your own thing. I think that's what's new. It's part of his rebirthing. He's out of fucks to give. I, I, I thought, no, you know, curse words. I picture a conversation between Bruce Wayne and Oliver Queen prior to rebirth going like this, Eric. I wish I sent you the mail. I didn't send you because I would have you act it out. Uh, here it is, Oliver. You know, Bruce, you should donate to the Bernie Sanders campaign. Those bastards on Wall Street are robbing this country blind. Now, here's Bruce. You realize... That we are two of the richest pastors on Wall Street, right? I don't like hearing my heroes' voices. Bruce, we be like Gandhi. We need to become the change we want to see in the world. Fuck Gandhi. I accomplished more with one donation than he did his entire life. You're full of shit. You don't even pay your fair share of taxes. How can you say that? Do you have any idea how much it costs to maintain a back cave or a fucking JLA satellite? You know what? I've lost this because of the voices. <laughs> you don't like those voices. Uh, I don't didn't believe your bullshit werewolf story anyway. That goatee looks deli- oh, delicious. Ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> how the fuck do you expect to blend in with civilians when you look like a fucking cross between Alexander Luther and Aquaman? Which reminds me, stay the fuck away from my aquarium. You scare the fish. Hey, fuck you. Kill any sidekicks lately? Uh, this goes on and on. I'm sorry. Right. I, I can't. Please I stop. can't continue. I can't. Uh, he goes on. He ends by saluting the tragic and hilarious death of Luther at the hands of Darkseid on the final page of The Coming of Superman number five. Contrary to what Darkseid explains, it was damn funny. He's just going down the list of books this week. I'm sorry, Rocky. I, I can't continue. <laughs> Plus, my voice is killing me. Anyways, thanks again for all your hard work, guys. I have no idea how you find the time to entertain us as you do, but it is appreciated. Here's awesome. Joint Happiness, Rocky Lane. It's a pretty cool name, too. Yeah. Rocky Lane. I'm sorry, Rocky. I, I Actually, I said earlier, if I would have thought ahead of time, we would have done like a uh, radio play with Oh, that. yeah, definitely. I didn't send it. I, I wish I would have sent it to you. But now now we go to Dancing Mike. Dancing Mike is sent in. He says, hello, Jim, Eric, and maybe Reggie. Hello, Chris, and hello, Mother. <laughs> it's Dancing Mike with a few random Batman-ish thoughts after reading batman number 52 and batman rebirth i decided to finally read batman number 52 and actually enjoyed the story quite a bit okay, okay. We, we i i didn't like it as much we, no, we talked all. about it on the podcast i thought it was uh very generic and was uh forced to try to make you feel and it i had already felt 51. already on 51 so yeah, right. it really was the same to me i know that it was 51 was to, light yeah I know the villain was disposable and the how to move on book trope was a bit much. But again, we just had before that the Gotham is. Yeah. And, you know, how many that more? That great. Yeah. We have the how to move on Gotham is and the next. What are, the, what are they going to have next? The uh, what I should do later. And that'll be the next one. But I like <laughs> the sentiment. That's showing Alfred is a true father. Yeah, but I like the sentiment of Alfred taking care of Bruce. I didn't like him meddling. And Bruce being more human than we've seen him in a long time. Actually, again, I don't think what he was doing was human. He, no, he that was, is beyond. That I is think it was insane. also nice to see Alfred actually written as something besides the puss master general that Snyder has turned him into ever since death of the family. Guys had some hard times. A lot. Jokerized, fucking hand cut off. I, I'd be running scared Recruiting myself. Recruiting children's. 
I'd be running scared there. Yeah, recruiting children, you know. People, don't look, people don't look well on you when you do stuff like that. <laughs> Coming into my uh, semi-truck yes, little kids. Yes, I just hope that we can get back to the Alfred that is still a, a bit of a badass without too much static from Snyder once All-Star Batman starts. Because God forbid any other writer contradicts whatever lame-ass crossover storyline Snyder is currently dragging out uh, for two or three years. I really think Snyder would have killed Alfred off if he thought DC Editorial would have allowed it. And out of different uh, deference to Mr. Snyder, I won't offer any speculation about daddy issues. Yeah, I think he might have killed Alfred. I, I, I think that know. there was probably a discussion at some point. It seemed like he was trying to. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I found it actually odd that they cut his hand off and then yeah. we find out, oh, well, no, I he's, think he's that, I think that that was just like a, a compromise. No, you can't kill him, but cut his hand off. And I think he, it was almost like, you know, I'm going to do this because I can't kill him, but I'm going to do this to show that anything can happen. Yeah. And then he got his hand back. And he got his hand back. I think the only good thing to come out of Batman and Robin Eternal was Harper Road, descending back into the shadows from whence she came. Hopefully it'll be a long time before we see the scrappy duo of Batman comics again. I like Harper. I, I don't like, like what Harper they turned her into. I like when we first saw her. I did. Yeah. Unless it's a delightful story from Pooh Corner in which Harper catches a stray bullet right in the stupid blue hair. <laughs> I would buy that digitally in print and with the Jim Lee variant cover that would come out five months later. <laughs> yes. My problem with that character is, again, a problem with Snyder's going off the reservation with this characterization of Batman, a complete abandonment of logic. I don't use guns, but she does. She's her own person. And hey, Harper, wear this mask that doesn't hide your blue hair and facial piercings. Though, and also, you have to realize, I think one of her uh, trademark disguises, those piercings were all over the place. Oh, Every yeah. time we saw Harper, she looked different to me. I think that was disguise. Had nothing to do with artists. I don't know. Uh, you yeah. say that too. It's like a uh, fucking Green Arrow has a goddamn uh, what do you call that? The uh, Errol Flynn look, the friggin' Van Dyke. I'm like, yeah, the, yeah. you look a lot like that vigilante, but without a green mask yeah, right yeah, now, Oliver. Yeah, really. That's like Mike Tyson wearing a bandana around the lower half of his face, old West train <laughs> robber style, looking in the mirror and saying, "Perfect." They'll never guess who I am now. That's pretty good, right? And the that fact that the good. last child, just a punk in the street, was somehow a better programmer than Tim. Smarter than Batman, stronger than Superman, and faster than Flash, according to whatever Snyder decided she should be at the time. I, I actually, yeah, I was going to say, just keep that going with Duke. He I'm really saying, we wanted to make like, the we greatest that thing. Forth with Duke. Yeah. yeah, I think that, yeah, if it wasn't for Duke, Harper would be in Batman right now. I would think but, so. Yeah, Duke is just, he's a guy. That's, that's what they want, right? A guy. I kind of liked Harper. Put a ring on it, Eric. I like Good Duke as well, to though. bad rubbish as far as I'm concerned. Uh, again, I'm, I not wanted a huge, birds. I'm not a I'm not a huge Scott Snyder fan, but I, I uh, he's a good writer. He just yeah. has his ways. It, it, his ways got to me, but yeah, <laughs> here again is the, my the, issue with the bit, proliferation of Batman sidekicks. I remember back when it was a big deal to be trained or taken in by Batman, especially after Jason died. Batman was always reluctant to take on a new sidekick, knowing that the sidekick would uh, be put at great risk due to the nature of the mission and the dangerous villains of Gotham. Alden knew. But now apparently he just says, screw it, take on anyone who wants to roam the streets and be a stalky stalker than the Batman. We've got Dick, Barbara, Jason, Tim, Damien, Spoiler, Cassandra, Harper, Duke, John, Paul, George, Ringo, Frankie, Annette, Peter North, Harry Reams, and Vanessa Del Rio. I was a fan of Vanessa Del Rio back in the day. You ever you remember Vanessa Del Rio? No, Do you just open your drink? No. No? I'm going to drink mine here while I say Do I leave out? I'm like a ventriloquist. Do I leave out a roof? You're a terrible man. You're going to choke. Look, I don't know what that sound was. It's gotten a bit ridiculous and a bit much. I have soda all over me right now. 
Can we please put a, mo- a moratorium on new Batman sidekicks? I'm telling you, it's not a sidekick. And is it possible that that yellow suit is to make it so that he says that that's you can't get involved? Is that possible? No. I don't. I don't know. That being said, I'm intrigued by Batman. Maybe he is the he, Batman's the night. He's the day. How about that one? He's the day. The Julian Day, Eric. I'm okay. intrigued by it. Bruce. That's actually not a bad idea, though. What, the whole like, he would the light, be in the light? Robin, Robin was always the light to Batman's darkness. Maybe but that's what he's doing. Maybe that is a good symbol. Maybe that's that. the new special deal. I'm intrigued by Bruce's assertion that he's trying something new with Duke in Batman Rebirth. I'm cautiously optimistic that this will turn out to be a book I look forward to again for the first time in forever. I just need to take my frustration over Snyder's decimation of the character and let it go. It's funny because, again, we are not the biggest fans. Uh, you wouldn't know from my review scores. I really <laughs> did review it high, but it did it graded on me a bit. It, it wore me down. But boy, where are all these people? Like, like uh, we get a lot of hate. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but the book sells. Like, sells it's a lot. the biggest book. So why? I don't understand. Do you think that the Tom King is going to sell any better? I mean, after the whole rebirth dies down, I think it's going to be the same, right? I think it's going to be exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, it's Batman. Uh, freaking Rob Liefeld was right, Eric. You write Batman, Batman is what sells. Damn right. Not you. So that'll be, but is that going to be like Tom King starts and then he's at the 120, you know, something like that. And and again, though, it's going to be skewed because of the twice a month, whatever it happens. But it comes out or there are going to be people like, I told you that it wasn't Scott. You know what I mean? Is that just going to cause more hate? I hope not. God, I, I hope, hope not, not either. It's just it's Batman. It's gonna sell well. Tom King is a great writer. Let's all get along, Eric. Let's all get along, and that's all I got. I'm all out of Disney, AA, Milan, and Aerosmith, and '80s porn references for the week. Love the podcast. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Dancing Mike. Uh, yeah. Gives me nightmares, but it also gives me dreams. Mark is gonna write in. Uh, Mark is our Batman Beyond fan. He says, "Sup, Jim and Eric." Sup, Mark? I think it's fair to say that Batman Beyond number 13 gets cover of the week. I didn't give it cover of the week, Eric. It no, friggin' I, rocks. I give it to Dr. Dr. Fate. Fate. It's kind of a shame about the rest of the issue. I really like the art style last issue had, but we seem to have returned to the previous art style. Not that I have any real problems with it besides the red and white panels. But we're now, down. Now, I'm going to tell you, the panels that you're talking about is what I thought when I first saw the cover, I thought it had bled onto the cover. <laughs> now it is, it's like yellow and black and, yeah, and red. the symbol, but it's still, it really came across to me like those panels, and that's why I didn't like it. I liked the concept I of liked it. The I liked the concept it cool. too. It was just different than anything we've seen yeah. uh, for pretty much any cover. Yeah, it was lately. a cool cover. But uh, which, to be fair, mercifully absent this issue. Yeah, they're not in this issue. I actually looked again. I'm uh, sorry, there was like a panel or two where they had like a red bag. I'm like, this is maybe them trying it light. I don't mm-hmm. know, but it, it was not really there at all. Speaking of, I think that they always have to have something. That's why they went with that cover. Speaking of the red and white <laughs> panels, apparently constantly complaining about them worked. But unfortunately, they were just replaced with panels that have orange backgrounds. Sometimes it is more of a yellow-orange. Sometimes a red-orange or others just a straight-orange. That's what I'll I'm tell talking you, about. I'll tell you in general. Uh, the backgrounds in that book have always been – first off, they're always dark. Dark as hell. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, I think you even complained at one point. Wasn't that one of the books that you complained that the, – was it Marcelo Maiolo was doing the art? Exactly, the colors. The colors and and he, he, he was, just didn't get the chance to do a lot. Now he was that doing they, a Lantern book, I want to say it was, before this. Yeah, it was something it, like colors that. Colors were great. Yeah. yeah. 
and, and he got that and now in this in Batman Beyond you'd have all the you know the refugee stuff and everything was brown and we always had <laughs> now like everything's red... dark they're always oh, yeah, like in... a red sky in Batman Beyond always, always had that going on cave uh, yeah he says I didn't particularly mind them uh, definitely an okay change of pace he's talking about the orange and stuff uh, but still concerned next issue will be spammed with them once bitten twice shy and all that oh, yeah I they do seem to like grab onto an art thing and go with it. So that beginning. I recap- think Mark's right though. You can we people complain about it enough. I think they've stopped. They got the fucking message. Yeah, I guess because you even check like, huh, maybe there's a no, no, it's no. You know, uh, so that beginning recap thing mentions that Tim lost Madison, who last time we saw her was alive in the future with him at the end of Stupid's End. I like Stupid's End. <laughs> uh, did she die between then and the beginning of the series? The world will probably never know because Jurgens can't keep a story straight. That's you know what? I actually forgot all yeah, about that. Yeah, you forgot about that. Me and you were arguing about everything else in this book. Oh, my God. All night, yelling and screaming. I barely read uh, Dr. Fate because we took too long <laughs> screaming and yelling well, about so this book. I was getting angry mostly because I'm trying to do my notes and you keep messaging me. Oh, it's so mad. God damn it. Well, first off, I did say because you had mentioned to me when you were reading it, like, I am confused. And there was a bit of thing. Like, this is one of the few times – yeah. Where if you read it digitally, y- you were thrown off. And I saw that again, and I had the print, and I re- but usually for the podcast, I read digitally. Right. So I'm going through, I'm like, wait a second. I remember somebody saying something to you about it as well, or somebody messaging me. So I looked in the book, I'm like, wait a second. And yeah, yeah reading it with the print copy, it really comes off a lot better. And yeah. like, you had a problem where a section lasted forever. It's really only two pages. <laughs> but when they had it digitally, it's like nine pages. It is long. But yeah, he says, I've heard from many sources that Tim Drake is a great detective, or at least above Bruce's level. He's the guy who figured out Bruce's identity. Oh, yeah. Yet the man couldn't detect a spare Robin. red Robin suit in his back cave. It was did fucking he, nonsense. Did he not do any inventory of the place after Brother Eye's defeat? <laughs> Can he detect his way out of a paper bag? I think it, he's getting old. I'm going to sit in this chair, and I'm not going to move yep. from it in the back cave. Can he detect how to win a fight or maybe just dodge a punch? The answer is a big fat no. Last issue, I made a joke about Commissioner Gordon dyeing her hair, and I, my, I, it appears I might have been right. She's gray in the beginning of the issue when she saves Tim, and I guess about a day or so goes by because by the end of the issue, she is clearly a redhead again. I swear <laughs> about it, but it, I brought it up as a joke last time, but apparently it's a thing now. He wants to know. Women are vain like that. She doesn't want to walk around gray. She's got a young hottie in the freaking cave, right? Do, do not hit on Tim Drake. He likes the older ladies. We've already God, established no, that. he doesn't because he immediately dropped her like a sack of yeah, bricks. Yeah, that's true. We've Some, never seen yeah, her since, yeah. oh, my true love is here. And baby, you got old. I got to go. <laughs> Some good things. I really enjoyed seeing Terry this issue. I also like the concept of the override system of the bat suit, so it shuts down on external contact with its intended user if used by somebody else. And that does make sense. Yeah. Uh, feels like a very Bruce Wayne kind of safeguard. Last thing, love the good, the bad, and the ugly podcast. Laugh really hard when you guys read my list. This is funny. <laughs> Wait till you get there because you'll know what it is. There's just one thing I would like to refute. I wouldn't have people over to just watch one movie. <laughs> Do you remember what this was? No. <laughs> Keep going. Please, it would be a marathon. Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. That's what his movie night would be. That sounds awesome. Okay. If I'm having people over to show them that one page from the fifth Red Hood and oh, the Outlaw trade, right. I'm going to do it right. <laughs> remember, like, hey, I remember like, now. Remember every, everybody's fighting to not go to his house. Like, oh, no, man, he's going to show me that Red Mark Hood again. Us again. Are we, we going to have to see that fucking trade? <laughs> uh, Mark says, that was yeah. good. 
Tilly called it that Terry was the new rewire. And he says, PPS, I wonder if Jason is on the painting 35 years in the future. No. No. I say no. Next one's Manship. Hey, bros. Last issue of Justice League. Did Metron really die, or was that dust from Grid? We don't even know about Grid. I'm saying Grid's still in the chair in my mind, and Metron is dust. I don't know. I said to you, obviously, it's left for interpretation. I think that Metron is not dead. I think he skedaddled the fuck out of there. It seems odd to kill off Metron out of nowhere. Perhaps Metron is working with this mysterious person behind the curtain, who he says is probably Dr. Manhattan. The Mobius chair, which has an umlaut for some reason in this mail, is free <laughs> for the taking. Uh, after all, and who was more experienced with it than Metron? Yeah, it's just sitting there. That's my yeah. favorite. It's just there. That's a chair on the moon. Yep, just on the moon. Perhaps the multiversity story revealed the truth about the creators, wondering if Morrison was not a fan of what the deal was doing with the New 52 and called him out during his multiversity run. Not having any marriages during the New 52 seemed like a Nazi way of thinking. Nothing good ever comes from trying to control religion, relationships, or politics. I just think Grant Morrison was out of his fucking mind, as always, just throwing shit out there. Our household top... Uh, two popsicle flavors are orange, then red. Orange? Orange. I'm telling you right now, I could go down and there's probably three separate packs of popsicles, and all of them still have the orange in them. Nobody what are you likes do them. them orange? What am I going to do with them? Yeah. Nothing. They just sit there. Nobody likes them. Sorry, are you going to get rid of them? Probably eventually they'll eat them. They'll get desperate. Okay. But yeah, but they're Don't buy any more. I haven't. I didn't this week. Uh, bottom two are blue and purple. Mission. It's fucking I'm not a fan of blue either. I get you. These people in their fancy Chicago. Who was it? Who was talking to us this week? Brandon uh, or Paul? Uh, he's about... Detroit. What am I saying? Chicago. Uh, it's Freaking even a... worse. Who was talking to uh, us? That Brandon. red is strawberry. Brandon, no. But and then I looked, and it's all over the place. That's just that brand. It's, nobody thinks red <laughs> is strawberry. And he I did do. say he did spell it out. Pink is tropical fruit. Punch or and I like tropical fruit punch. I, I don't mind. That's generic. That's the most generic of them all. It's delicious. The biggest issue is how to get the kids to throw away the fucking leaky wrapper when they're done. Seriously. They're all over the place. I'm so in for a boxing what? match with any douchebag listeners who comment about things that they have not read. Can I wear my blades during boxing match, though? Yes, you can. It's not only my badass look, shirtless with short shorts carrying a backpack. <laughs> That'd also be impossible to catch. Speaking of blading, you talk a big game, Jim Flash Warner. If there was ever a Weird Science get-together... An airborne roller, uh, airborne style rollerblade race is a must. Uh, Jim, did you do a lot of rollerblades? I thought you did more foot hockey. No, I did that, but I, I had rollerblades. I okay. played rollerblade as well. So did uh, I. But that's skatemanship. And we're going to finish off the mail. Long mail section. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, he says, sup, fellas. I need to call sup, myself Brandon. out on a huge mistake I made last week in my Marvel Gorilla review. Ooh. It's funny. He says this. I've listened through it, and I did hear this. I didn't know. I said in the beginning of Captain America number one, the black, white, and red panel colors reminded me of Watchmen when he meant Sin City, Eric. Oh. Rebirth was on the brain, I guess. Nobody I cared enough to call me out, but I'll, I'll refer to the mistake I make on air from here on as Dan's. He says Dan did it. <laughs> now, it's so funny. Dan still comes up. Boy, if he only knew. Poor Not Dan only, I did, and Dan Stransky I got a hold of last week and asked him if he had read Rebirth because I really was going to have him call in and give us a little review of it on the <laughs> uh, rant. I really was going to ask him. I don't yeah. know if he would have done it. I think he would have. 
And he gave me this sob story about not being able to afford rebirth. Oh, Whatever. If you would have stayed on I just thought to myself, if you would have stayed doing that stupid segment of yours, you'd have a free copy, my friend. Free copy. Not oh, only free. to keep his early contributions fresh in everyone's mind, but because I missed the crickets, damn it. <laughs> and you did use, uh, you did use to drive Eric, and you did use to drive Eric Bonkers with it too. That was fun. Never forget. Remember when I would put the, uh, uh, crickets when you would the talk. The best part is sometimes I wouldn't even hear them. No, you wouldn't hear, but I would always pause and you would know. You'd be son like, you bitch. son of a bitch. That was always the case because I'd just start giggling. In <laughs> other news, I saw X-Men this week and boy, was that a letdown. Oh, really? That's a shame. Says, I, I heard this from a lot of people. Fox Studios needs to scrap all that shit, but Deadpool and Rebirth themselves. When you leave these X-Men movies saying Quicksilver was the sweetest, that's a letdown. I did hear today. that, too. Yeah. Staying on movie-related things, I, I'm, that's like I'm reading freaking, you know, fucking Latin there. I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. I did like all the, like, uh, X-Men uh, First Class I loved. Oh, I love that, too. That. And uh, it was weird, the Days of Future's End was that's yeah. where it was problems with me because I didn't understand what was going on. Like, I'm not an X-Men fan, so I didn't know anything. Like, I knew what they were telling well, me honestly, in the movie, but I didn't have connection. But I'm saying that. I didn't have the connection. Like, that was the – like, the ending, You, if you had a connection with those characters as they – oh, my God, I didn't have that. You right. know what I'm saying? So it was just like, okay, this is like that Buffy when they were all vampires and killing each other. Doppelganger. Yeah, I always bring that up. But that's what it reminded wish. me of. And that I love because I had an investment in the characters. These, I'm like, what the hell's going on here with that guy? Who's this Bishop fella they keep talking about? Bishop, <laughs> Bishop is awesome. Bishop, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You like that. I knew it was Bishop. I have no connection with him. Staying on movie-related things, Eric uh, thinks you can drag Jim out of the house to see Suicide Squad when it finally releases. Hopefully. <laughs> or will the inevitable inevitable love or hate too much to either side keep Jim away forever? We did go to see uh, Force Awakens together. Yeah, we, we did. We did Suicide that Squad. Was my se- I actually, that was my second time. Yeah. But yeah, I think we- I, I think I will like uh, Suicide Squad. So do I. I think I'll go, I'll have some fun. I know that in past podcasts I screamed and yelled like, I'm not going to go see that, but... I, in one of the news yeah, items, you stuck I, your guns with Batman. In one of the news, in one of the news items, it, the problem is you're talking about me going. Then I have to take everyone. That's a hundred dollar affair. That right is. There. I can't afford it. I really can't. So eventually, that red box comes around. I'll give you my review. I'll be like Dan Stransky live tweeting a show from three years ago, <laughs> just when he happens to watch it on DVD. It's not even on it's TV. It's not live tweeting. No. Really, I want Jim to watch Batman v Superman since he loves taking opposite sides of the norm to hear his defense of things. Just to fire up the masses for a few hours, it'll be enjoyable. Maybe I will like it. He says books. Rebirth is off to a good start. I think Superman's new goal in the Rebirth format is to get me to try and cry every damn week. And I think I'm okay with that. I've had to sit with a box of Kleenex next to me the last few issues, (laughs) and not just because of sexy Lois. Sexy Lois. Enjoyed Batman, but anxious for the Tom King solo work without a Snyder 8. I'm opposite. I actually am really looking forward to seeing him without Snyder. I think that that kind of handcuffed him in a little. Uh, the art was badass, too. I didn't think I would enjoy this as much after Capullo left. And, yeah, it's it's awesome. I, I needed it was something so good. fresh after Capullo. Yeah, and, and it was. And I'm actually – Kind of. Re- I'm sorry. It's kind of fresh. It's Michael Yannon. I love his art. I can't yeah. wait to see what we get next issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, with David Finch. 
All right, gents, got to go back to work here and wrap up the Saturday shift, or at least look like I care today, Ben. That's Brandon at BMIR360. Thank you, Brandon. And Brandon's going to give us a gorilla review, and Eric, he is going to give us Gwenpool number one. It's, right. a, it's a couple uh, months. I was just trying to – I couldn't remember because he's actually on the site going to do the second issue. Uh, for just for the hell of it, Monday, I tell him, fuck it. We're throwing up a Marvel review. See nice. how the world implodes on us. But yeah, he's going to do that. But it's like, uh, isn't it the amazing Gwenpool? I, think I actually that's have what no it's idea. Uh, but yeah, it's the number one issue. He loves it. He's laughing it up. He told me. But yeah, he's I still have the Red Spider Gwen, which I was uh, actually interested. He's going to give us that review, and then we're going to be back with all those rebirth books, Eric. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Baby. I'm going to go to the bathroom right now. But yeah, so Brandon, take it away. Hey, how are we doing, Weird Science? So Brandon here. I'm coming at you with a gorilla review. Uh, Marvel Minute this week. We got unbe- unbelievable Gwenpool, number one. Uh, we got writer Chris Hastings on it. A couple different artists because it's split up into a prologue in the main story. Got Danilo Beirut and just the name Giru. And then colors by uh, Tamara Bonvillain. So we start this issue off uh, w- with a prologue. Uh, we we kind of get to peek in on some villains kind of going over their plan to rob a bank in this truck. The, none of them really get names other than the, the hacker guy, and he's the nephew of one of the, the robbers. So, so they discuss going into this bank as Gwenpool is, is kind of narrating through through the, the beginning of the story. And basically you get the uh, gist from her narration here that, uh, that she's been taken from basically Earth, our world, pulled into the Marvel Universe, and that she's very self-aware of this. So she's aware she's in a comic book. She has no superpowers. She's chosen to be a hero, basically, because good things happen to heroes, and, and bad things happen to extras and, and bad guys in the Marvel Universe. So we, we flash away from the bad guys as they walk into the bank, and we see uh, Gwenpool is having a conversation with the bank teller. She's trying to open an account and deposit money. He, he's asking her for ID, and she's like, from a different universe. I don't have ID. So he, he says he's going to have to go talk to somebody about this. That, that's when the, the robbers come barging in. She's like, well, uh, I'll, I'll get rid of these guys if you open an account for me. And he's like, there's no way I can do that for you. And she's like, well, I'll do it anyway. So she starts approaching these robbers, and they're in the bank vault, uh, stashing cash in these bags here. They each got a different, like, animal head on instead of, uh, like, president masks. So, so they're looking pretty ridiculous. And she approaches them and says, stealing money, huh? Cool, cool. But I bet you really wish you were robbing a blood bank, because you're about to run out of blood soon. Get it? So she, she's completely over the top, and she starts shooting at these guys. Takes cover and throws a grenade and blows a bunch of them to hell and, and kind of disposes of all of them at once and, and saves the day here. But despite saving the day, the cops arrest her and she gets thrown into the cop car with, with the nephew of the robbers. He's the only one that ended up surviving. So she's like banging on the window saying, hey, I'm the good guy. I'm the hero. I, I got rid of these guys. And then nobody's really paying her much mind. And, and this one cop takes them and starts driving away. He, he basically ends up pulling down a side alley and Gwenpool and this nephew here think they're going to be killed uh, when, when he kind of gives a little monologue speech about how he's going to take Gwenpool's money, but but he's going to let him go because he's he's sick of being a cop in this crazy world and he just wants to, to get some money and hightail it out of here. So Gwenpool ends up talking him into giving them the police car and, and she ends up kind of kidnapping the nephew as her sidekick. So she says sidekick acquired at the end of the prologue story uh, and then we're thrown into the main issue here. 
So we start off the main part of the issue, and we see Gwenpool's been hired for a job here, and we see some sentinels on the front lawn of a mansion. It's it's not necessarily the ex-mansion here, though. So she's basically stating she they're kicking her ass into space. She doesn't like it. It hurts. But, but she's there's not really much she can do because she don't have any powers or anything. And all of a sudden, it kind of a light bulb goes off in her head, and it kind of clicks for her that these are, are moves that they've used in a video game she's played. So she kind of remembers the moves and uses a uses her memory of this to plant something on the Sentinels that allows her sidekick to, to hack into them and kind of blow them up. You know, she she's like, oh, go ahead and blow them up now. And he's like, well, I can't blow them up. They're on the front lawn and it's going to blow up this house. She she mentions how everybody's paid four ninety nine for this issue, so blow the damn Sentinels up so they get their money worth. And uh, he goes ahead and does that. So when we see the next scene where where she reports back to this lady named Ronnie who ended up making her costume for her in the Zero issue, and she kind of like gives Gwenpool her jobs. And we see Ronnie's kind of pissed at her and, and not going to give her any more high-profile jobs because she blew up the house along with the Sentinels and, and they're not going to pay her for this job. She's ruining Ronnie's reputation there. So, so she says she has to only get like general general jobs, and, and she ends up picking this general job that's kind of way over the top for her. Too many armed guards and stuff for her to deal with. But when she sees how much successful mission uh, completed would get paid, she, she wants to take it, and she writes dollar signs on her, her goggles there. So she goes off to uh, take care of this mission, and Ronnie who ends up you know making suits for other superheroes too, kind of. She's like, I'm being kind of irresponsible here letting this girl go out and do this. She's like, I also make suits for a blind guy who says he can see with his ears. So she ends up forgetting about that. Gwenpool gets on this helicopter, and she's kind of making all the passengers nervous. She asks the passengers why they're all so nervous about her, and they say she tried to bring six guns on the plane. She's like, well, they didn't let me. So, so. She ends up jumping out of this plane and onto this secret submarine, which is where her, her mission is. She ends up falling flat onto this glass that she doesn't break. But she does see somebody's cut a hole and in this other side, so she falls through. She goes charging after this bad guy and starts punching him, but realizes he's already dead, so somebody's been here before her. She ends up just kind of taking a gun to cover herself on the way. She moves through this base. She sees all these dead guys. She ends up finding person responsible for all this just kind of some random uh, assassin that she sneaks up on and once he kills the last guy pushes into this fire pit uh, so she takes a selfie sh- showing uh, Ronnie that she's completed this mission and that she's now going to get paid all this money see her kind of hanging out with her sidekick back at her her apartment or a hotel they've now rented it. for payday and she's taking a bath in some rose petal water when suddenly they're kind of transported to this area and they're approached by uh, Modak. We see that it was uh, Modak's assassin that she ended up killing. Now Modak wants her to work for him because he thinks she's this super trained assassin. She ends up laughing in Modak's face and uh, for laughing at him, Modak zaps her sidekick with this laser and kind of disintegrates him. So he, he... is no longer in the Marvel Universe. She is deceased. We see Gwenpool all sad, and she's saying she was wrong. She's not a hero. Her new job is to just be a henchman. So the issue ends there. Issue 2 is currently out. I'm going to do a review on that one for this coming Monday on the website, so check that out. For all, this is where I tell you guys to buy, borrow, 
uh, or forget it altogether. And to be honest with you, this is probably my favorite book going on at Marvel right now. So I'm going to tell you guys, this is a high, highly recommended buy. To give it a shot, it's it's utterly hysterical. The writing is great. Jokes are, are funny as hell. Uh, I think even Jim approves of this Marvel title, so take that for what it's worth. But uh, you have anything to say to me, you got a, a book you want me to review, something I've missed, uh, you want to hear something about, holler at me at Beamer3660 on Twitter, and we're going back to Jim and Eric here. All right, we're back, Aaron. That is Brandon's review. I was going, and I took a leak while that review was going on. It all happens in real time here. It does. It's real time. It's continuous. People, like I, I always say, people, how do you do a six-hour podcast? You just record. That's what keep you going. do. You just keep talking. Yap. Yappity, yappity, yap. It's time for the books, Eric. It's the meat and cheese of the podcast. I would like to say the meat this week is pork chop, and the cheese is Swiss. Swiss cheese on the pork chop. You like that, that right? gross. It does. Really, any meat with cheese, like unless it's a cheesesteak to me, maybe a hamburger. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of yeah, cheese. Now there's a and lot meat. of things that will sound good. Yeah, I guess a cheesesteak would be really good. You know what I don't like? I even mentioned it this week. I know Reggie. you, you don't stop. I'm mentioning. just gonna keep saying it. Anybody who says Philly cheesesteak and includes freaking green peppers, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. And it always and Reggie's like, I'm surprised that you say Philly cheesesteak. I'm like this. When they use this, it's rarely on a cheesesteak. That is the Philly cheesesteak-style pizza. Fucking green peppers all over, red onions. What the fuck are you talking about? When was the last time you actually called it a Philly cheesesteak? Like, except for when you're funny. trying to... I, I go, well, yeah, I, that's the problem is the only time you hear it spelled out like that to me is when I see it on, like, a, a fucking, you know, Pizza Hut ad. Pizza Hut, Eric. Who would go to Pizza Hut around here? Me? My family. They love it. All right. You like the Little Caesars. You had the stuffed crust pizza this week and told I me did. you loved it. I had, had it. I, it well. almost made me sick. All right. Now, we're going to get in the rebook books. But before I go, I'm going to tell you, we're going to spoil the shit out of this. I, I neglected to mention spoilers in the last couple podcasts. I, I, I always feel like people would know. Oh, but like so. these rebirth books, Eric, I'm hoping more people are jumping on. It's a jumping on point. Uh, jumping yeah. on point for everything. We're going to spoil the shit out of these books, Eric. We're going to spoil them, but also you can go and read our written reviews at weirdsciencedccomics.com, where it's me, you, and Reggie, and a lot of people. They all jump in. Everybody's, ma- everybody's doing their reviews. But these big ones, it was me and you this week. Me and you did all the big books this week, and the first one we're going to start with is my book, Batman Rebirth Number 1, right? Yes. Trying to, I got a weird tickle in my throat. You still have it? Yeah. It's really killing me, too. See, you don't edit that out. That's how you get a six-hour podcast. Stupid talk. All right, this is written by Scott Snyder. Wait a minute. I thought uh, he. I thought this was Rebirth, Eric. Oh, oh. Where's my Rebirth? It's and, over there. And Tom King. Art by Michael Yannon, Mikel Yannon. We don't know. He Stop. follows us on Twitter. We talked to him. He's actually follows us on the site. We should know how to say We should actually say ask him. Name. I'm, I'm embarrassed. June Chung and Darren Bennett. All right, Rebirth has hit the monthly books, Eric, and I'm sure we are going to be repeating ourselves a bit tonight because this issue was a nice hint at the tone of what to expect going forward in the series. It's all about tone. Yeah. We get Duke as something new, 
something old, something new, and a very Snyder-esque version of Calendar Man, though I argued with people about that. Uh, we'll get to that. It does have me looking forward to the regular run, but mainly to see what Tom King does all by his lonesome. I don't know if you agree with that. You agree with that statement right there? Do you agree? Yeah, people were arguing with me. No, that Calendar Man is real Tom King-esque. Like, really? Uh, as of now, I don't really know that I could say what Tom King-esque is. I, I read all of Grayson, and, you know, I haven't really read Sheriff of Baghdad or whatnot. I think that he is a hard man to tag. He's a, he's a rightist. But, yeah, you start out, the big thing, you start out, Duke shows up. Hey, I want. I'm here for the offer. This is a weird book to talk about for how it's yeah, presented. Well, it is. Well, I'll even say that before we start. Uh, the Calendar Man is the quote-unquote villain. I don't think that he is there for anything but to tie in this whole seasons thing. It's one of those books where the villain is kind of secondary to the Bloom. story. And I, I think that the villain is secondary. Very. There is never a time where I think that they're not going to foil his plan. He ends up kind of captured very open-ended that he's there, you know. But it's to do the seasons thing. I have a little theory about it. But, yeah, you, you're going to separate. It separates in the days of the week, but also seasons because Calendar Man can affect the seasons now. And they have hyper accelerated to every day is going to be a different season it's funny too because it does happen that way but yet nobody seems affected by the weather you yeah. know what i mean and at one point this summer it's like 130 degrees lucius That's a hell of a summer. yeah it's a, you know what i mean and and it's funny because lucius says we'll get to it but lucius kind of calls Hot bruce out on it and stuff city. like that but it starts off duke shows up i'm here for the offer i said when we got the preview that i was hoping that it was a mistake and he actually was parking cars for the the <laughs> freaking thing it's like one of those fucking 80 movies thing where, yeah yeah it's like a freaking what's it called with eddie murphy Mc, i'm saying yeah it's, yeah it's, yeah uh, it is coming to america McDowell's. yeah it's coming to america when he shows up at the mcdowell's house and he thinks he's going to be at the parties, you know, he's doing that. But yeah, it, he shows all up. All right, boys, put all these vests. Yep. So he goes there, and that's when we start with these seasons things where you get uh, the first one's Monday, and it is spring. And it kind of just happens. When I first read it, I didn't even really pay much attention to it at first. Here did I. You know what I mean? But it's Monday, and it's spring, and that's when Batman is fighting this Calendar Man. Now, Calendar Man has released spores. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Very Mr. Bloom-esque. Uh, he's fighting with guns. He's getting it all, but it, it is definitely the long Halloween look of uh, Calendar Man, but, uh, you know, You mean awesome, the Channel 52? Awesome Mikhail Yannon, yeah, where he's got the tattoos around his head. That's actually not that quite exaggerated. <laughs> no, but but, but fucking... it, it is there. I like it. I really we... like the look. Mikhail Yannon's art in this is incredible. That first page even has that panel layout where the panels equal out to the, the bat symbol. Awesome. It really <laughs> is. Now, here is my theory. And I, I, I'm not a deep fella, so maybe this is something that most people are like, fuck yeah, yeah it's obvious. But this, this whole thing separated into the, uh, the what's it called, the seasons and the yeah. days of the week, to me is definitely giving you an idea of that that is like the first thing he's fighting. Uh, what am I saying? It's hard for me to explain this. Where I think that you're seeing a bit of what led to this. You're getting a little background in the New 52, but a reverse way. Because in the New 52, Batman was always alone. In the Batman book, he pretty yeah. much was alone fighting here. He is doing that at first, but then you see Gordon. Now, Gordon and Batman are both fighting a villain who is kind of like a Mr. Bloom at this point. 
And I think that's one of those, like, in the New 52, he would have been alone. Now he's with somebody else. But even to the point where the dialogue, they're fighting. And at one point, Counterman out of nowhere goes, you, what are you? And I really thought that that's like a play on that Gotham is. And the whole, it really was odd. Why would he say that? Yeah, but why would he say that? And Batman doesn't even respond. I just think that this is a issue. This part is just to show you. It used to be Batman fighting by himself. Now he has other people. I don't know. I might be looking more into it. I honestly, you looked way more into this than I did. Like well, you explained this to me before we started. I'm like, I just saw it for what it was. Yeah, but that, that was this it. is the thing. You're talking about two writers that don't just end. I know. This is. I'm going to lead into what I was going to say at the beginning of this. These issues are very quick reads. Very. They are setting up the tone of what these books are going to be going forward when people pretty much hated what just came. They are not wasting space by just throwing shit out there. Shit means something. Most of this stuff, and when you have it that it says Monday spring on its own thing, that means something. That's I think not it just means them. That, like it, it helps it out that we know that the uh, seasons are accelerated yeah, by but Mr. The problem Bloom. Is I mean, this, uh, Mr. Bloom. At this point, Man. we didn't even know that. That's not even introduced for another eight pages. It doesn't come into play until after we get through the whole thing with Lucius. We finally get to Wednesday fall. That's when he says it. You have no idea, and that's like paid. That's halfway through the issue before we even know that. Yeah. So I, yeah, but I, I'm saying so. I don't think I just that don't you're think they throw it in your face right away is all. No, but I'm saying I think that that's why you're like, huh? You know, you see that first and don't understand it. That's why I think it's more than that. And I'm telling you, Scott Snyder and Tom King don't just throw shit out there like that. There's no reason why they would have to tell you at this point on Monday it's spring. You don't even. No, you I'm don't. saying, well, that works into the rest of the. Uh, yeah, but issue. You're, I'm saying, like, you really do think that they're going to write this, and it it only means exactly what they're telling you I, on the surface. Honestly, I think it's a really good way to write it and uh, telling us exactly what they mean. Yeah, I, I I think you're full of shit, and I think you're fooling yourself because these are, like I said, these are what has come after the the whole thing starting over. You have a certain amount of pages to tell a story and to go – Scott's – now, the other thing is Scott Snyder's on this book. Why? I couldn't tell you. Because it's not going to be because they think they need to get the sales. It's not going to be because he needs to tell Tom King how to, to write these characters. It, there's something else with it, and it, I think that – it's more to it. Like I said, Tom King, uh, not Tom King, uh, Scott Snyder would show us a bug in the middle of the desert, and it meant something. He's <laughs> not just throwing the shit out there just to like, oh, you know what? He's accelerating the seasons, and we want them to know that Monday is spring. There is a reason why they're doing all of this, and it obviously the calendar and the things are to lead into a rebirth, which happens at the end to me. Right. That I'm telling you, and you get the second part. To me, him getting his money back is just the opposite of what happened at the end of the New 52. They, it's almost like Scott Snyder to me as well, like Jeff Johns apologized to some things. I think that there's, he's showing, and Tom King with him, showing some stuff that went wrong in the New 52. Why, why wasn't uh, Mr. Freeze the goddamn villain? Well, that, but even <laughs> so, like you're getting the uh, Batman working with other people. Mm-hmm. You're getting – and really, he ends Calendar Man exactly like Mr. Bloom ended, but now it's Batman that people wanted. They didn't want Jim Gordon. He calls Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon's there. He's how he's supposed to be. 
He I is there. At the, at the end of that Mr. Bloom thing, there was some, like, some charge, and then it all went black. Yeah, but remember, it was, but it was the charge him. and the things like that. It's To me, this – and the spores with Kellerman makes no sense. It is, to me, hey, you know what, you guys? You, you always wanted you know, Mr. Bloom – or you hated Mr. Bloom, but if it was Batman, you'd like it. Look. And then it goes – like I said, then you have Summer where he is getting his money. All this is to set that right. He's getting his money back. He's getting his company. And they even make fun of the whole thing. Lucius says, how many times have we gone through this? He's like, yeah, you know what? It happens all the time. They throw like a little... We're going to do it again, just like yeah, the we're seasons. Yeah, gonna, we're going to do it again. Like a, like, it's like a calendar. It's like the seasons. <laughs> yeah, wink, wink. But yeah, to me, this was like at the part where they're saying, yeah, in the New 52, he lost everything. Now he's getting it back. And then it goes on to the next season, which is fall. And that's where it spells out. That calendar man's like, hey, they keep going. It's accelerated. His body's aging uh, with the seasons, and somehow he's accelerated it. And uh, with this weather machine, again, makes no sense for calendar man. It really yeah. doesn't. There's that, that's why I think that the calendar man is kind of forced in there, but it's also just he doesn't really matter that much. It's and we just took, something we took to get a lot there. of time before the podcast looking at him because it was that Bucciolato Detective Annual number uh three run yeah that yeah. book he did where we i thought they introduced calendar man into the uh mythos yeah and it, the, they're kind of going back and forth with it and now it's yeah, almost they're kind of like recanting a, that now and if if they showed mr freeze in this issue we, we wouldn't be upset from before you know what i mean i think yeah. it's one of those because yeah you said it was that bucciolato annual in detective comics where yeah. he was beating the crap out of julian day because he didn't remember his son's birthday and yeah then and this is not that character at all no but he's there. They're saying, hey, he's going to go. But And they spell it out that, uh, hey, a true calendar man, he dies in winter, molts his skin, and is reborn a young man in his prime. And that, you what happened to a bad that. guy who just pulls some heist on a goddamn holiday? No, he's got a weather machine. He's got all of this. But in the <laughs> a mean, weather machine that's and, underneath the goddamn ocean. Yep, I don't know how he got it there. But yeah, and then it's speeding it up. He's got to do this. And then the whole thing, he spells out, hey, he's got more of these spores, I guess. I, Batman really jumps to conclusions. But really? he's like, I think it's getting there. When spring hits again, the spores are there, and everybody's going to die. Um, but then you go into the Batcave. That's when uh, Duke says, and this is what a lot of people were up in arms about, where he was like, hey, why am I here? And to me, again, this is showing that in the New 52, Duke became Robin. He was Robin. He had no parents. His parents were from Endgame. They were done. They were Jokerized. They're gone. He didn't have parents. He's like, hey, I don't even share with my parents. And, and Bruce says to him, no. You're staying with me until your parents get better. Now, it, again, it's something different and better than what had gone on before to the point where you're, he's not Robin. They, well, you know what I mean? I'm not even sure that Duke will stay with him. Uh, he's in now. At the end, they're training. He's I know that I, He can come back to Wayne no, Manor. He's like, no, I, I, th I think Batman's like, you don't live here. You're done. I'll go get Harper <laughs> Rowe, you son of a bitch. She's at college. I'll go grab her ass. But no, he, he says to him, like, hey, I was already Robin. Robin doesn't need a Batman. He's like, I'm not training you to be Robin. I want something new. And then he shows him that he was going to be the yellow Power Ranger, Eric. He's going to be <laughs> exactly. But no, look, we, we, look on that it, visor. It's a bat symbol on the visor, a bat symbol on the chest. Like, this is not a Robin costume at all. No. Well, and they said, everybody's, oh, something new. That, And I really do think that Batman, to have a Robin Bat now, Wolf. where people are arguing about it, I think that their whole argument makes sense, but in a different way. It's silly to think that Batman, after everything that has happened, would have a Robin. Seriously, he doesn't. And 
What, sir? I'm saying even like you can't say tell Damien he's not Robin that, anymore that's, either. That's the, the other part of this is you have the Super Sons book with a Robin. So, and also he's going to be Robin. And, you know, there is kind of that with it And as then well. Red Robin, who barely has any fucking uh, red mm. on his costume, is yeah, a detective and, comics. And you know what? Yeah, he is Robin now again. He yeah. doesn't look like Red Robin. But yeah, I think that in general, though, the way Tom King's spelling it out is the Robin hasn't worked. Batman has finally realized this with him after he died and the whole thing with Batman and Robin Eternal Eternal, that he's like no this doesn't work and I think it goes beyond a costume everybody's focusing on this costume it's that I think that he is going to treat Duke as an equal I think that that he what what was the whole thing in Batman and Robin Eternal Bruce lied Bruce didn't tell us the whole story. He's well, that never was not even that. that was goddamn death and, of the family. No, it's too. it's been everything. It went yeah. from there into Batman and Robin Eternal. I think that that is him now. Batman's like, no, I'm gonna tell the truth. You know what? I died and I came back. Uh, I am Get going you to. You know, it was kind of like a rebirth. Ooh. But yeah, I think that he would say, I, I gotta be open and and deal and i want a partner not a sidekick not a guy like we said we joke because of this this costume but yeah not a guy who's just there hey chum let's go he wants somebody who's really gonna work my, and my new idea i need a target to fucking like yeah pick the, the yeah i don't know I, I, I hope that they address why that shit's yellow <laughs> or maybe he has different suits i don't know it's weird it just looks like a motocross outfit it really does. It? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's like, and, and Duke, I don't know, Duke's taken with that outfit. He likes that. Remember, Duke likes the motorcycle jackets. Sure does. So and the freaking helmet. He sees that. He's like, I'm listening, baby. I am listening. But yeah, I don't then know about you go. all that yellow, but let's keep going yeah. with this. Then you go to uh, Thursday Winter, and obviously, Winter is when things die, right? That's mm-hmm. the whole deal with Winter. And that's where I kind of got the idea here that. There's Bruce. He's diving into the cold water. He has spelled out, listen, it's too cold. The uh, Really, though, it's really forced because, to me, Batman would have figured out by now how to make a better breathing apparatus. He's exactly. like, I can't the go. The oxygen tank can't yeah, work and he's down like, here. He says the oxygen tank's useless in water. This temperature freezes the main valve. Batman's a smart guy. He, he'd figure he, something out. Work the problem, Batman. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he's going to go down. He's got to dive into this water and go down. And th- it's actually the only time that the art threw me off is that one panel where he's crazy looking. You know, when it's <laughs> there. But, but in the meantime, he has Duke counting down the seconds. And he's saying to him, you know, at this point, what does he say? Is it like three minutes? Something like that. He no, needs I, don't, I actually think it jumps. It's like it's forty-eight seconds. And it well, jumps no, I'm it. saying he, I thought. Five, oh, yeah, he, I thought he spelled out how long he minutes. had. Four minutes. So in four minutes, I got to get out of here. And yeah, it's going. It's going down. Whatever you say, and he's going. And it gets to the point where he's pushing it, and it really felt like the point where he did die against the Joker when they're, hey, Bruce, you got to, you know, when Alfred and everybody. I really do think it's that where. It's kind of mimicking that scene when he died before, but in this case, he doesn't. And he jumps out of the water after he pushes it well beyond the limit. He's told him four minutes. I'm it's you, way at out. The end, before he does it, before he comes back up, he's already been down there for six minutes when yeah. he blows up the six weather minutes, machine. He blows it up. And then he, yeah, and, and uh, Duke's yelling, This is insane. You can't do it. And then it blows him up, and there's Robin. He grabs him. There's Duke. I like it, That's too. The explosion Robin. actually Duke. shoots him up into the sky yeah. right at the helicopter. And there's Robin to grab him and to help him on there. And it just, again, I don't think that things are just because of how they ended up. I think a lot of these things mean something. And to me, that just is showing before he died because he was on his own. Now he it, things are different now. He's, he's, he didn't die, and he's got help, and he's got a partner. It's just me. 
but that's how it, it seemed to me. And then you go into the next scene, which is spring again. And which obviously is spring is a rebirth. And Calendar Man rebirths himself. He molts out of himself. He is a young man again. And he's there. But it's also, to me, that's where you see this is the tone of the book coming forward. All this before to be me. Gross. No, no. When <laughs> know, Bruce and Duke you. are going. And that all of a sudden, everything's bright. Everything's different now. They're they're talking to each other. They're quippy. They're beating the shit out of a tree. But yeah, to me, that's what that is. That you know, here we got through all that. That was all like the the shit and what happened. And yeah, there's your dark stuff. But no, spring has happened. Everything's bright. You got the rebirth. And there's a calendar man. And I said at one point, it did seem to me. As if Calendar Man, they were spelling out that he was like Doomsday. He's like, he, he keeps learning. He keeps his memories. You know, that's what Duke Every says. And this is where I'm saying, what I like about it, though, is that's not Batman telling Bruce. All of this is Duke telling Batman. Y- yeah. You don't ever see that. I, I'm glad we have and that. And I'm saying this is the difference. Like this, is something, this is something new, though. This is where, because, yeah, Damien, if Damien, if this was Damien... And back in Batman and Robin, he would say something. Bruce would tell him, no, 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 you don't, don't, you know what I mean? You don't get whatever. No, this isn't like that. This is him spelling it out to Bruce. He's telling Bruce because it seems like Bruce has had Duke this whole time. He's the one who's been researching Julian and right. Calendar Man, and he isn't, he's the one telling Batman what's going on. We haven't seen that. Batman is always in charge. He's always the one that, not here. Not with this case. He no, has had him on it. equals in this. Yeah, and they're fighting. And even so, it leads to the point where he's like, yeah, he, it says that every time he comes back, he comes back slightly different. This is Duke talking to Bruce. His DNA altered. He's a different person, but he retains all the memories he had last time. Very similar when Bruce came back. Sure is. Yeah, and it, it definitely is. He's, you know, he's talking about Julian, but we're getting the point that that is Batman as well. And he's like, hey. You know, he'll come up with new ideas, of, obviously. Duke is a new idea for Bruce, and then he says, you know, what are we going to do? What's what's your point? And then he uh, Duke says to him, just that. He comes back better every time. How are we supposed to combat that? And then Bruce just says, you know, we come back better each time, too. And then Duke laughs, and you're crazy. You know that, right? You're and I really like it. Man. This is not, I'm telling you, this is more of a equal-type deal. And I really like oh, it. I, I like I, I agree the interaction. I think is great already. I can't wait to see more of it. Yeah, I really, really like it. Though, uh, do you have the book? Yeah. Look at the page of the last one. He goes, "Yeah, I know." Mm-hmm. Look at Bruce's face. What the fuck happened to his face? Do you see it? <laughs> you what just, the somebody hell? Somebody came out of nowhere is with he, a shotgun. Is he a cyborg? <laughs> his whole face is destroyed. It's caved in. I don't know what happened. Oh, yes. But then, yeah, then, then it ends, and yeah, you have, uh, there is the avocado. And I, this is the worst part of the book for me, because and, it was just winter yesterday, these would be destroyed. Yeah, I just get the idea that it's one of those that no matter what, even maybe that's the case, too. And also, it seemed that when these speed up, it's really sped up, because, yeah, if the spores were going to come in spring, then yeah. so would the avocado. They just, everything's sped up. But, but again, but not anymore, also, the weather machine's, yeah, the weather machine's down. I don't know. All it, should, it is to me, with winter, all it is to me is that that just shows that all through this whole thing, Alfred is always there to take care of the bat. Suh. The bats, Eric. But I don't no, know, man. I'm telling you, I like everything you're saying. I just can't see it. I think you're reading way too I into it. I, but you're, what I'm telling you is these books 
are the only thing you are going to get until from rebirth to the new things. They have all this time and this. There is not. They are not going to waste pages by just a throwaway panel. There's no way. There's only so many pages that they have before going into rebirth. And like I said, when we went through rebirth, we were talking about it. Well, we're going to have it. I didn't even mention it earlier. We're going to have a second look at rebirth where we had Reggie come and we talked about it. And yeah, some of the things we might be looking into it, but this is your chance to set things up right. and to be, you know, I, these people, especially a Tom King and a Scott Snyder, they're clever guys. I don't think they waste time with a, hey, you know what? Let's just put winner there. Or let's have Alfred start the thing where he's ga- gathering an avocado and then he feeds the bats. It's like the I'll be the bat business thing. Right. It, there, there is symbolism. I believe we probably missed half of it. <laughs> I, you know, and there's callbacks and They're all that stuff. They're too smart for me, man. They're too smart. But no, I just think that it, it goes on. I even said, we'll talk about it in Green Lantern. We were yeah. arguing, I really don't think that you spell anything out in most of these books that you don't mean to. These are stories that you are going to be going over that they said Jeff Johns is going over. You're going to have to explain why things are there uh, to Jeff Johns or whatever. They're not right. going to fuck up again. And yeah, I may be looking into it. I don't think so. I think that they are spelling out some things that uh, we don't even see. But I I did like it. On the site, I gave it an 8 out of 10. It was not my favorite book this week. Mine either. It was actually Um, my least favorite, but I still enjoy it a whole lot. Yeah, I would say it was probably my least favorite as well. But I did like it. I love Duke with with Batman. Again, I get this whole thing about me thinking about the season stuff came today. Right. Uh, when I read it, I was really just going at it, and uh, I just like Duke and, and the something new that made sense to me. I think I might even go up to an 8.5 maybe because I really did like the art. Oh, I uh, love the art. I, but yeah. I am really excited to have I – don't, I don't really care for the fucking Duke costume, but I like the pairing of Duke yeah. and freaking Batman so yeah. goddamn much. Yeah, I do too. And I really like that. It's like, just them kicking that tree fucking and, works. Yeah, and not even just that. Uh, up until this, with obviously, you could even say that maybe uh, Scott Snyder was on because Duke's his character. But right. that, that's that's thin to me. Like you would have him on just because <laughs> of that. Pretty thin, Riggs. Yeah, you wouldn't. Uh, but um, I really like the fact that you didn't get forced to like, hey, I figured this out, Batman, and I figured that. I think Batman knows that. And oh, Batman we've seen knows that. But I'm saying that Duke, usually Duke was, Duke was so – all those other times in We Are Robin or whatever, it was forced on us about how much he knew and how right. – he beats up people. He's beating up freaking – what's his name? Dick Grayson. It, it, you know what I mean? You don't That mean, was very forced. Yeah. Uh, but here it's just that he's a very smart kid who has been a Robin – Batman wants him to try something different with him, and we're going to see what that is. But yeah, You I sit think, at the computer, kid. Learn up. I think it's a, a partner. What What would you give it? I would give it a 7.5. Yeah. But I, I'm telling you, I don't know if people think that's a low score. I yeah. think it's a d- decent score, and I still enjoyed the book. Like, if we would – we don't break it down between the art and the thing, yeah. but the art to me – it's close to a five. It's so good, like a four even. So I would even have to that give. Even with that caved in Bruce face. <laughs> that was the weird thing. I don't know what that was. It was like Westworld. They took his Batman fucking in the thing. Water? The angry bat. I I understand that was more of a perspective <laughs> thing in the water. Yeah, it I'm just threw me off. It threw me off big time. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I did like it though. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed the next it a lot. one. I liked uh, more. Oh, so did I. Superman Rebirth number one, written by Peter J. Tomasti and Patrick Gleason, with art by Doug Mankey, Jaime Mendoza, Will Quintana, and Rob Lee. Yes. 
for our Rebirth issue of Superman, we're looking at the pre-Flashpoint soups, who from now on, I'm just going to go and refer to him as Superman. You're just calling him Superman? Just go, calling him Superman from now on. All right. Getting Superman ready to, he is. Getting ready to take over for the one we lost, and the way we get there is through seeing the friendship that the New 52 Clark had with Lana Lang, and the fact that the New 52 Superman is actually dead and not coming back, because this universe doesn't have a regeneration yeah, matrix. St- it still gets crazy. It does. Because what? You, you still have to say New 52 Superman. I know, I'm trying to How about this? We're going to make it now. New 50... Well, then, because they do call him Clark anyway, the pre-flashpoint. How about yeah. we call him pre-New... That's it. Pre and I'm new. Telling you, I, as far There's as I pre. know, right now we're going to be dealing with the pre-Flashpoint Clark for like, and so I just want to call him Superman. Okay. And if we're going to deal with this new Fifty Two, I'll have to call. And the then new Action 52. Comics comes and you know, Lex, you'll just call Lex. You don't have yeah. to go because he's got the super suit. That's the Lex on, Superman. It's still Lex. No. Yeah. We'll just be all over the place. That's the Rebirth Superman, Jim. Yes, yes, yes. But, but he does not have a regeneration matrix like Superman had when his original fight with Doomsday. So it's time to put on the red and blue, shave up the face, and start inspiring hope, Jim. Yes, he's going to do that. Uh, yeah, you start this- out with a little rundown of what happened in the uh, the final days of Superman. <laughs> I told you right there. You see them fly out there. I don't see the dog or the cat. No. Where's Ranger? But yeah, Ranger. they have that. Then they show they show him with the. Um, him and New 52 Superman beating up the uh, Con-El. And I don't remember Superman punching Con-El in the face. They're no. showing that. No, he didn't do that. He was <laughs> not involved in that. He grabbed Superman. And then uh, pre or New 52 Superman punched him out. A uh, little he, bit of that revisionist he history is. you're he's talking rem- about. He's remembering shit he's remembering the way the he wants times. to. <laughs> yes, he's like the good times. But yeah, he barely knew him. And also he's like... I, we barely talked. Yeah, they they didn't talk much at all. No, they uh, had like three fucking lines. But you know, you're you're gonna have to show something. This had to be That's shown at, at some point with the you new gotta people catch breaking people line. up. And this because... is gonna happen in, in a lot of these books. It's weird. Batman did it the least uh, to me. Green Arrow was, Green wasn't Arrow as was much kinda, either. Yeah. But Batman really, unless what I said that you were giving a, a glance of the New Fifty Two a little in the seasons at the right. beginning, but the opposite kind of of it. But yeah, that's. Not that that's thin. That that's really convoluted for somebody just jumping on. I think yep. that they are like people know who Batman I'm is. Just I've, go read, with it. I've read all the Batmans. I would not jump onto that. So <laughs> I don't know. Every point, every scene in that Batman. Not to get back to Batman. Every right, right. scene was something that mirrored a big pivotal point in that New Fifty Two. Him dying. Him losing his money. Uh, him, uh Gordon being the Batman. And Robin like, hey, and we Duke fix and Robin. We did here. We're back to normal here. We got yeah, this but at Robin that point, here. but that's the problem is it wasn't normal. Well, it, him that, having the money was normal. No, but it, but we haven't had that. So you know what I'm saying? Him just and just the fact that it's like, yep, I pulled some strings. They never explain it. It just no. happens. But huh, yeah, it's just good that way. But even that with Gordon, why was Gordon in it? This, I don't know to establish like the Batman, like the working with Gordon yeah, kind of didn't. etiquette. All he said was. Hey, what's going on? The spores are out here. That's it. And then he talked to Alfred. He really didn't. It, it was very odd to have him thrown there in a scene that was exactly like Gordon's with Bloom. That's right. why I, I thought because there was no reason to show Gordon there. He was just out there. They didn't yeah, work but you, together. Yeah, you established that uh, Batman yeah, does did, work with Gordon. But they didn't really work together. He was just there and he said one line to him. Uh, we all know. Book. We all know that he, and I don't think he's going to be in the book that much, actually. But we'll see. But uh, yeah, and just the fact that they mentioned about Duke being Robin and then switched it around, I really do think. And every one of those scenes started with the season. 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was like out of the blue, nothing happening. And then they, 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 the book did not flow like continually through the book. It was divided in the sections. Right. And I really think that there was something to it. I, there's no way to me that they were just playing around and, and not doing it with two of the uh, two writers who definitely have been known to fuck around with shit like that. <laughs> that I mean, Scott Snyder I'm, especially. He has something saying, and it going... doesn't. The guy finished his run by going back to the first thing he put in the comic. Yeah, it was a good bookend. But that's. But uh, but no, I'm saying I'm all I want to say is that I didn't read into it like that, and I still appreciated the book. Mm, it's okay. No, and, you know, I'm it saying, got me up. Yeah, got me I like it. I like the, the whole book. But it, yeah, I think that it was like, hey, you know what? The, to the people, you know what happened in the New Fifty Two. Look, it's already it's already the opposite. We're doing the exact opposite here. Everything was opposite of what we had gotten in in Scott Snyder's run. He worked alone. He's not working alone. He didn't have his money. He has his money. He died. He survived. It all goes <laughs> down the line. I mean, everything that happened. Yeah, Gordon fought Bloom by himself. Nope, Batman's here to do it now. Uh, that whole thing with the spores, with Gordon, is the thing that threw me the most because <laughs> there was no reason to have Calendar Man have spores. There was, and he killed them the same exact way Gordon did. It just was crazy. And um, now, so I don't and even also, know how Gordon he yelled, book, and ne- remember, he was yelling, book. he was yelling to Julian about it, uh, uh, Julia, you know, to do the thing, and she said almost the same thing. Nope, now it's Bruce and, and freaking Alfred the way it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah, I just that's how it seemed to me. Now we're gonna see Julia again. I don't know, but yeah, we have back to Superman. Well, I say, well, this issue more than anything else feels like it's bringing the legacy of DC Comics back with Rebirth, like Jeff Johns is talking about the whole thing, focusing on retelling of uh, when Superman died, you know, in the nineties. Yep. So we got this whole legacy feel going in because it's right from the bat. Like we have this, we recap the uh, New Fifty Two with where we ended off, and we Never start forward. Recap, and as soon as yeah. we jump into the story, we have to have take a big section to say. This is where Superman died. This is this, what we have now. This is not the same Superman that we've had before. Yeah. That's weird, too, though, we said, because we were talking about, uh, you know, coincidence. It's a coincidence he shows up that same time. Maybe he goes there every night and looks. But, yeah, he run, he goes there the same time Lana shows up. And it's a yeah. while. Oh, you know, they have built a memorial. Well, it's they're been still a while. in the process of yeah, building Yeah, but it's been a while. That thing right there didn't happen overnight. It's been a while. That's a pretty impressive little display. It's been a there. while. Yeah. So, but Lana's <laughs> in there. But I like Lana here because she is going to. She promised Clark. Clark asked her to bury him so next to the parents. She yeah. was, that was what he wanted her to do. Um, though it's weird because at the beginning, Su- Superman, we're, we're going to say, right? We're, yeah, we're, Superman. Uh, Superman shows up and she's all excited. Oh my God. Oh, you're you know, back, Clark. You're back. And he says, Clark, you're alive. What happened? How did you? And then he's like, Miss, you know, I'm not Miss who you Lang. think I am, Miss Lang. Back off. I'm you know what? And, and then you go into, and as it goes on then, and she's like, I saw the S. And it's very odd, too, because she spells out at the beginning almost like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Then turns it around like, yeah, you were there when he died. And the one thing I really, really liked, she calls him out on leaving. Because yeah. he was a dick. Remember, a he just left. Yeah, we were pissed off. off. And she says that. But why is she so angry now? She thought he was back. He gave her false hope. Yeah, but now he's trying. like, no, no. You know what? He's going to come back. Don't worry. And she, no. She doesn't want to hear anything of it. But yet, right at the beginning, she was so excited he was well, back. Dude, I'm I'm actually got a weird part before that. I'm telling you, I love the hell out of this book. But 
when we start out with Superman, it seems like he's staying there waiting for Superman to come back to life. Yeah, and I think he... When we get like down I there, said, it's all it, like, oh, we need a regeneration yeah, matrix. Yeah, I don't know. He shows up, and I don't know if it's one of those where you're supposed to think... You, you don't get it where maybe he does go every night, and he's just kind of like... Yeah, because he does spell out, listen, well, he can't do anything because he doesn't know where the fortress yeah. is. So I, but, I'm telling you, this whole thing where he's waiting for Superman to come back to life doesn't really add up by no, the end of the No, it doesn't, but I, I don't know that he's going there just to, like, I should try something, but I really don't know. I don't It's so convenient the way it ends up yeah. because it, Lana's trying to break in. Uh, she mentions, I said, she mentions that she's an engineer. Which I love because when Greg Pak took over Action Comics, which was the book that Lana was in the most, every issue, I'm an engineer. She's an engineer who's dressed like times. freaking Lara yeah, Croft. Yeah, at the one point she was Lara Croft, but an, an engineer. Yeah, I'm, hey, Baca, I'm an engineer. She'd always yell Fucking it. But yeah, Baca. They're there, yeah. They're there, and uh, I really like the line. There's a lot of lines in that, too, and she's like, Clark's dead. I'm here, you know. I'm here for a different reason. Why? To keep a promise. And I was like, that's fucking that's awesome. That's good. And I she's like, like yeah, Smallville in Kansas. And there's always, there's this real back and forth with, there's Superman trying to explain to her, like, I, I kind of know what's going on. Now, also, he flew in with a Superman suit on. Like, <laughs> the shit's going on. These people who keep seeing him flying around with the suit have to realize something is going on, right? Just picture Superman with a beard, goddammit. Yeah, this is, yeah, hey, you know, you look a little older, but yeah, you know, I, a, I know anything. When I, was a, I know when I was a little boy, my dad had a beard my entire life growing up, yeah. and then one day he shaved, and I did not know who yeah. he was. Yeah, it scared that, that the hell out of this strange man. Don't you think you have Lana here, or even anybody who has called him out on it, don't you think they would be like, hey, are you Clark's brother? Or are you an uncle? You know what I mean? They don't ever make a connection. They always just start going with this, almost like the imposter thing. Almost. And the weird part is, they want to know his, I want to know his backstory if I was one of them. And he's like, oh, it's a long story. I don't want to talk about it. No, please, talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, let's, let's sit up. down. My friend, and he really, exactly yeah. like, just fucking died. And really, you know, if he said anything, long story, no. It's not that long. Here no. it is. This story is going to fucking warp your mind, baby. You're not going to believe it. All he has to say is, you'll never believe it. You know, just And one thing I do want to point out, I, I was, during the week I was thinking about it, and with this whole thing with the new 52 Superman spelling out that it really wasn't Superman, right? that Connell was right. The flame Superman yelling that he was an imposter. I'm almost thinking now that the thing we made fun of was that genome that he had reacting to that and he couldn't get over that fact that I he was know. yelling at that he was an imposter that much to give us a hint that he really he was that kind of was right he was right it's so weird though because all we're basing this off is uh mr oz is saying yeah you guys aren't the right ones and yeah like, but even so like i said in, in rebirth that we'll talk about and after this again uh wally showing up at that site and saying oh, yeah. like i can't see who it was it looks like it was superman so weird. it's really being spelled out and uh yeah and so this this issue basically like you said it's going to give you a background of these characters it's going to tell you superman is dead you you pick up this book you find out new 52 superman the superman that is the younger Superman. He's he might gone. have jumped on this book to see because it seems like he's on the cover. Yeah, he's oh, gone. Wait, he's dead. So we get this, and, and to the point where 
this long story does have to be spelled out, and you really like this. This is the longest, to me, the longest background, right. but it does – it's the most convoluted story, so you're going to have to show it, and it all – is centering around this death and Lana basically like, how do you know that Superman's going to come back? Because it happened to me. You have to yeah, die. We have the duality of these two Supermans yeah. dying so going on right now. He's going to, they're going to show this and you get the death of Superman and it, it's really good. It really I'm is. You, death of Superman is probably where I started reading DC comics as a kid mm-hmm. and just seeing it again. Cause it, it blew me away as a kid. I love the book. I read it so many goddamn times yeah. seeing it again here. Just like, you know, we're telling it the line of language. It's a whole new universe. And they I, haven't had to deal yeah. with this. I just really got into it. And I, I liked it because it's the story, but it's also now narrated by an older Superman who's come back from it. Right. So he's saying like, oh, you know, I had to punch it harder and I knew this. And my pa- I really like that. The weird thing is that Lana has to spell it. Yeah, we dealt with that. That doomsday a couple times. We dealt with something similar like, to that. I don't know if you did. It's not baby. exactly that doomsday. Yeah, it's really odd. Like, yeah, it, we had, I, and it's funny too. It's, it's so weird. We had some run-ins with him too. <laughs> run-ins. You don't have run-ins super with doom. doomsday. Yeah, super doom. That's the other thing where I was going through all this, all these things, and because I think that a lot of these things are not just thrown out there. Most of these right. things mean something. I was going back and I forgot completely. About the end of that Super Doom story when he disappeared in that black hole. Right. And why isn't that spelled out? Well, why? I will say, though, we got that in Convergence Issue Zero. Yeah, but I'm saying now, where when they said, oh, yeah, you know, all the shit that happened to me when, I di- when I'm going to die, I think going in that black hole fucked him up, too, and possibly changed him up. But they, they haven't spelled that. it up. Maybe that's, I guess not. Not. Maybe that's where he's not the Superman anymore. Well, that's Who what knows? I'm saying. Yeah, if that was know. the case, why wouldn't they have brought it up? I don't think it is, but that's no, the perfect thing. He disappeared. And then came back all that time. That's when he came back with the beard. Yeah. When he was flying around space. But yeah, uh, they're there. And this is, we, we get the death of, and it ends with the, uh, you know, over my dead body. It's a long haired freaking extreme yeah. Superman. Awesome. I love it. I don't know. There has to be some people out there like, oh, here we go again. Trying to get me with this death of Superman. I have to deal with it. I'm sure there's, you know, haters with that. I'm sure there are. I just really but have for me, nostalgia with I it. wasn't there then. I no. wasn't reading comics, and I liked seeing it. I know the story. It's one of those stories where even if you haven't read the full thing, it's all the you, goddamn you were, news. Yeah, you and you've also at this point, I've seen it. You know, talked about in comics and whatever, but this is the best version I've seen of just a synopsis of it. It's really good. It tells you what you need to do. He's telling Lana about his version, how he died, and trying to stress to her, listen, I died. I know I came back, but then he spells out how he did, and it does involve this Kryptonian stuff. And they say, Regeneration she, 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 he is hoping that it is in the Fortress of Solitude that Clark has, and now in the, the, cases he never wanted to get too involved so yes he and i like that they spell out yeah i saw he had a fortress because vandal savage had it he had it right. melded in with that, all that those was a things. decent callback too, yeah right? i like that no i like that because then nobody can call you out on it but i also like that he says listen i didn't want to get too involved i never followed him anywhere i didn't want to do that he has i respected his privacy but now i'm fucked and, i don't know and, it, it seems odd to me because even if like um he needed to track Superman. It, to me, he could just go to the Arctic, fly around, and find a goddamn ice fortress. That's the thing. I don't even – I think that it's kind of spelling out that he doesn't even – you know, he obviously – he must not know what's in the Arctic. 
And I think it's calling out how it's always been crazy places at points. And maybe he thinks it's somewhere else. I, he has no idea, though. You saw it was a crystal-looking palace yeah. thing. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't know. It's all to force Lana into it the is. whole and, thing and, because and whole, we saw Lana that, get that, the flair. Lana exactly, got the flair when got Superman died. Superman I am died. actually shocked that we didn't see that here, that they didn't see, yeah, I was there when Clark died and showing her get hit. I don't because, know, because then you got to point out that Lois got hit, too. Yeah, but no, you just have them. It would just be a thing. Yeah, let Lois, which spelled that out as well. But to hear, if you didn't read that Final Days of Superman, Lana seems like she's doing some hocus pocus. Because all she says is, I don't know how I know. You know what, that's true. I it's know. very odd. I, only because yeah. I, I went with it because I realized. We know it. How, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but that is some who, hocus You are spelling people. out the death of Superman, but you're not letting us know how Lana would know where it is. And as she's like, magical information. there's someplace safe. You don't happen to call it the Fortress of Solitude, do you? Yeah, exactly. How would you know? What if I told you that there's a place Clark went? They're saying that. Now, that was the part where you're like, because we saw that, that when he was a kid. Yeah. But yeah, then she's like, I don't know how I know, but I do. And you're like, really? Let me take you there. Yeah, she's well, going to take him. You take me there. I'll be the GPS. Yeah, well, you know, he, he wants to know. Yeah, and she's like, nope, we're partners. And I like that. I didn't know going in. When Lana got hit with that uh, that flare and possibly now has the genome as well in her, um, I didn't know what, what that was getting to. I didn't even know that Lana was going to be in any books. I thought that she was just going to be hanging out with Steel. Yeah, I had no thing. idea. I thought she'd show up every now and again, again but not play this, any kind of This doesn't mean that she's going to be in the Superman no. book going forward. I hope she is. I hope that this is spelling well, there's out. There's got to be some kind of payoff to well, her I'm, getting I'm, hit by that fucking I'm tag. hoping that this is spelling out that, that this Clark is going to become best friends with her as well, like he was in his world that he spells out, and that she is kind of his like go-to gal. Right, and he yeah. needs something because I love Lana. I really like the Lana that we've gotten. If anybody, they people hated Lois in the New 52, Lana was great. Yeah, she was an engineer. She dressed <laughs> like Lara Croft. She was really good, though, and I really like her. And she disappeared for a while and then came back then with this, and I, I really like it. But they go to the they, – they do. They fly to the fortress. He wants to find the Matrix. Uh, the, I was thrown off. I was looking because he goes to enter – and the fortress recognizes him and says, "Welcome, Kryptonian." And I couldn't remember if the fortress, when uh, when Superman, New Fifty Two Superman, Kal El would go, if it would address him by name. And I couldn't remember. I don't remember either. And I tried to find it. There's so many goddamn Superman so books. You were looking at that, and I was thinking to myself, well, "Why did Supergirl need a key if you could just walk up? Hey, Kryptonian, yeah, come yeah. on in." It is, but uh, remember, she, he even says, "Yeah, she's like, I know how I can get in the front." And it was to a separate. Remember, he said, "No." You no, don't have the real, the real key. key. Yeah, so who knows what the hell. But uh, it was just a show he trusted her. But yeah, even so, you see it here because they go in and when there's a Kryptonian. New 52 Superman doesn't think there's a lot of Kryptonians running around. No. So he has it set that if a Kryptonian comes, it is going to think it's Kara. And it spells it out. But it's weird, too. Like, the front door doesn't even say that. Like, he doesn't have that set. I, I don't hey, know. Hey, Kryptonian, I'm going to go up to the crystal font. Hey, Kara, this must be you. But here's the other thing that I get. Um, 
he says, uh, search the fortress of the regeneration matrix. He wants to bring back Superman this way, the way he came back. And he's explaining to Lana, again, they're going to show you a little thing and kind of explain stuff. And it comes back and says, unable to detect the regeneration matrix, right? Right. But then it says, no such artifact exists within the confines of the fortress. Right. To me, that spells out that they are telling you it's somewhere else. Not that these I, are telling you that. There's no reason to say that. All no, they have I, to it's, say it's writing because, that. I don't know. I, I agree with you on that. There's no reason to say no, it. There is but, no reason to say that extra part. All it has to say is unable to detect the regeneration matrix. And then Superman, the, oh, shit, I thought we were going to do it. To spell that out, to me, makes it so that when it happens later... You can't call. Out. You can't call bullshit. Well, You're like, oh. these, these things should only know what's inside the I, fortress. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why would they say that then? And it's a separate one. It's like and these. Honestly, it's fucking actually, Laurel and Hardy here. I actually showing thought up. it odd that it took them that long to fucking search. Yeah, it'd be funny too. It's like unable to detect regeneration matrix. The other one's like, no such artifact exists within the confines. And they, shut up. He's the fucking <laughs> one so mad at him. Shut up there, Johnny. I told you the fucking too much info, buddy. Yeah, it's weird, but then uh, Superman has the the uh, crystal, and then it says Kryptonian genome recognized, and Lana – it's, it's Lana's face. The only time we've heard about this genome is through the last, day of, last days of Superman. Super, we we haven't heard of genome fun. before. It's definitely – it's detecting Lana to me. I know. I, I'm saying it is such a freaking force thing too because you have Superman's hand there on the crystal. Yeah, but now that I'm thinking of too, he's had the crystal in his hand for a while when it says that. He's I thought he was just putting it, it back at that well, point. Well, even I, so, he lifted it. He's talking. Yeah. Then the guys come back. We haven't found the artifact. And uh, maybe even look, look close enough. And then it says Kryptonian genome recognized. And that's where you see Lana's face. And I think, yeah, I think that she has the genome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then it activates Superman, Kal-El, New 52 Superman, talking to uh, Kara. It's a message that he set up to talk. And that's, again, it's a callback. Remember, he said, you won't yeah. be alone. I'll be there to help you. And the world's going to need you. Yep. Uh, I'm saying no to Kara. Remember, he said to Kara, she's like, I can't do it. And he goes, don't worry. I got it set up. And you saw that big hologram oh, of yeah, himself. Yeah. That That's just what he was talking about. So yeah, he thinks he's talking to Kara. Uh, it spells it out, and that's it, it, again. It's a nice thing. Superman sees it's, it's all the a bunch statues. Of nice and, yeah, we don't have the regeneration matrix yeah, right now. Yeah. Besides that, it's all nice yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then um, he like, looks. Oh over, no, we're getting to see Superman finding out more here about the differences between this universe's Man of Steel yeah, and himself. Yeah, and we got it claims, now. And he claims that things are darker here than he's used to. There are aspects of love and hope that go beyond yeah, the yeah. And, well, and it, it continues to take up the Because he looks back and he's like, I, you know what? That never occurred to me to do that. And that was where we saw before where he made that uh, the, the statue the for the Kents. And yeah. And he's like, huh, that's pretty cool. That's <laughs> and what, he's I like, I'm going to call Batman right now, get Jason <laughs> on the goddamn painting. But no, he sees it. And it's nice. It almost, to, to me as well, it kind of like, you know what? He was he wasn't all dark, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's like you said about the universe, but just Superman himself, and I think that also kind of gets him. Like he's like, huh, that you know, that's pretty cool. Because even there, Lana says, "Are you all right?" And then he's like, and that's when he realizes, you know, when he's looking at that, and he realizes that Superman was a great guy, and he's like, he's dead. Uh, you know, it really hits him. He's like, I can't bring him back, and I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little upset right now. Damn and right. it's weird too, because I, I, I did get upset at this part, but it's, it's so weird 
these emotions because I've been so angry at these books. But yet I guess I realized that I really love the characters. Even if the stories have, have sucked, I, I'm invested in these characters and I want them because, yeah. And there was just that great turnaround, though, with the character for the final days of Superman after getting yeah. off of the truth. And I'm and, like, this is the Superman that I've wanted this whole time and now he's gone. And then, you know what? He realizes that and then it's the thing. He, I want to help you keep this promise. Yeah. And before it was like, no, he's going to come back. He's like, no, I'm no, going to do now. it. And then he says, what happened? He's like, what happened to that truth story when they dug up all those graves? How are they back there? Shut Does up. Does anybody say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What happened to the house and the, the things? And what about that Horrorville? Uh, but hard. it's all gone. It's good. It's all gone. Eric. They go back. And yeah. Superman. And I even liked, I'm telling you, Superman, I'm guessing, to help take the body over there. Lana wants to yeah. dig the grave by herself. He's like, okay. You do well, what you and you know do. what I also like? Just a little thing. I like that through all of this, Lana does not give up those ashes. No. She holds it the whole time. Well, no, I'm wrong. Superman, I'm looking right now. <laughs> Superman's holding them at one point. But that, I think, is when she, he gets them out. And then Lana, that's when she's like, no. And she takes them. She's not giving that up. That's, that's her promise. She wants to do it. But, yeah, at the end, I, I did get a little choked up. Again, because... He's gone. He's dead. They're and the saying. Same. And Superman adds the new 52 Superman to that Kent statue. Yeah. Makes him right in between his mother and father. It was so I'm funny like, because when it. I first saw it, first off, it looks a lot bigger than mm-hmm. I thought it would be. But I thought that he destroyed Jarrell and Laura <laughs> to use to get to them. Like, he needed some materials because you don't see Dick them next move, to it. They're Superman. just showing it. But I did like that. Yeah. And it's funny, too. Because, yeah, you can look into it a little, if you want, that he did put him with the Kents. And that was because that's where he wanted to be buried. That's You know what I mean? I really did like that. And, yeah, he's like, all that tomorrow's missing is Superman. And he looks a little retarded in that last panel. But, yeah, uh, the art in general. He feels a little retarded. The art in general was good at points. There were some panels that were a little off to me. Like, this art did not wow me. I love the part of that. I love the... um, the death of Superman art, but the other art, there were some w- really odd panels to me. There were times where you saw a distance deal where it came off really odd and their faces were all off. It's, I'm looking at it now when Lana and uh, Superman are talking when they're getting out the ashes. They're weird, like the one where they're talking, we can agree to disagree. They look weird there. It's a really weird panel. Uh, but yeah, the art, like, um, Mikel Yannon's art wowed me. Every, uh, holy shit, this Bastion didn't, holy, Bruce face. this did not holy shit me. But I did Bastion like it. Bastion Bruce face. Yeah, well, yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna say that he wasn't involved in that. That was, uh, I don't know. that I was love the, the art. I, I love all the love in this issue. Yeah, I did too. I, I liked it. I There's did. a real sense of hope that everything will be okay. And after having almost a year of the truth and then the death of the new 52 Superman, it's, yeah, this it's is weird what I need because right there's now. hope, but yet, they're trying to push that Superman is gone. You think he's gone? He's, he's gone. not gone. <laughs> We're going to get the real Superman now. That imposter, he's gone. But yeah, I, I did like it. What did you give it? I gave it a 9 out of 10. I would give it an 8-5. The only thing that tore me down from a 9 probably was Lana doing that about face where she was all excited that she thought Clark was alive. And then when he wasn't, she was pissed that he wanted to bring her back. It, it was very <laughs> odd to me. And there was, you know, a couple things that the whole thing seemed she didn't forced. Want to get her hopes up, the whole thing happened. seemed forced with, with Lana, yeah. uh, with that whole deal. But no, I, I did like it, but yeah, I'd give it an eight five, but we're going to stop right now and do what I told you earlier. We're going to do the rebirth, uh, second look where we talked to Reggie about it, kind of talked about some theories and more of stuff we got wrong. And, yeah, I think that when we did the book, we had so many books. 
we did kind of rush through it. Uh, oh, and it's I, an 80-page info. Yeah, it is. So we had this. And now that we had talked about it, we could kind of get to some things and, yeah. and discuss some things. So hopefully people like it. We've never done, it, we've never it done this before. No. Uh, but it's a big enough book to do it. So we did that. And then after that, we're going to come back with the other two rebirths, the green section air, green, green lantern and green arrow. But we'll be back in a minute. All right, here we are, guys. Here we yeah. are. A week re- after re- rebirth re- hit, right? Rebirth. Rebirth. Yes. I figured that we'd do this. I, when me and Eric talked about it last week, we kind of, I don't know, when I listened to it, it sounded like we were rushing through it, like we freaking couldn't wait to get to the end. But also we had a couple things wrong, and, and afterwards a lot of info came out and the other things, and I looked into some things. I actually read it You, you did a lead in with times. the uh, Justice League and Superman book, so you kind of, I think... Well, be, when, when we did that, it's because that. that's how the order the, was, though. That's the yeah, reading yeah. order, so we did that. But yeah, by the time we got the rebirth, it did seem like we were just, boom, we, we went through. In fact, I believe if you would time it... We this podcast tonight we probably talked about the coming of Superman twice as long. Uh, I was going through that already, so I figured we'd we'd go through this. But yeah, and also you weren't involved, Reggie, and you're our historian. You're That's a resident right. historian of this, but we're we're not going to go through exactly page for page. But I wanted to talk about some of the big things that people have been talking about and some of the things we were talking about together. But uh, uh, so on the front is a watch. Yes, which is there is a, a watch. An advanced version of a sundial. And there's men. Uh, the Phoenicians uh, invented the Thank sundial. You. Really. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I, that sounds okay to me. Well, you it's just old. keep They're, talking, and the then you get. The sundial is very old. Oh, oh I'm I telling you, I old. saw some people's coverage, and they went on uh, longer than me and Eric talked about that splash page with the hourglasses, with the people breaking out about like <laughs> that. Like, well, you see, Superman, he looks like he's upset in the middle, and that's this Superman, <laughs> and he usually didn't get upset, and and then the lightning's hitting that, and there's Doctor Fate, and he, that man looks like my disapproving father, yes, and yes, uh, so exactly. I hate him. <laughs> yeah, I really. thought Barry sort of looked like that one uncle I um, wasn't supposed to be that, alone that, with. Yes, well, that and that led Why into was me. I alone with that led into me <laughs> looking into this. Uh, that led into me going through this book, like really going in. And it's a theme that I think I'm going to mention a lot on this podcast as well, because to me, when you have to get something right, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're trying to right all your wrongs. Right. I yeah. don't think, especially in these rebirth number one issues that we are in the middle of talking about right now, um, you you only have a certain amount of pages, and I really don't think a lot of things are wasted on them. I think that most of the stuff has a purpose, but that led to me looking through this again with the freaking trying to come up with – I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> reading into the watch at the beginning where you yeah. see it. it. It looks like it is maybe eight of five, seven of five, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So but I even there. went to the point where I thought it like, okay, in Britain, it's eight to two. <laughs> Or 825. So I'm looking up shit 825, uh, just doing crazy shit, trying to think of things. Because I don't – 
to me, you're throwing something out there. I think a lot of this does mean something in the end. Boy, I had a lot of crazy theories and things like that. But uh, just in the meantime, you start off with that watch. And that basically is just Bar- uh, Wally telling you know the story about Barry and, and whatnot. And you still don't know that it's Wally, so they're kind of being cute with it. It, it yeah. kind of throws me off that Wally is looking at the Earth. From from beyond, I, I don't know how the speed force works. Uh, well, but, he's sort of he's sort of he looks like he's descending to. You Earth know what I mean? It just seems weird. Now, heavens. in the meantime, I didn't I know. I think this is I, the way Barry did it too, though. I, I said I, that sounds familiar. I think that's exactly just the seems same weird. thing we had before. Yeah. yeah, I know that I read. Did you were you aware that Jeff Johns, the speed force, is one of the things he hates the most about anything in DC Comics? He said, "Really? Yeah, he hates that's, it. That's weird. He hates it. So he much. thinks it is hocus pocus that is just used to correct, well, almost like Eric says, lazy storytelling. Like anytime yeah. you mess up, there's speed force. So really, it was weird when I saw that. Uh, the one thing though, he, Wally is coming into the New Fifty Two universe. And he mentions right away that he has an anchor that almost always, a lightning rod that he always used, you know, always goes to. He can't find her. And I don't know. And it it ends up later. We know that he goes to Linda. Then eventually he does find her. Um, And it seems like he finds her. Not because he senses her. He goes to where Superman is is die has died. It is my baby, and she's there, and she doesn't. I don't know that we're finding out that a lot of these characters in the New Fifty Two are not real. Like the Linda is there because they know that's the way Wally came back. Like, is it that in you know? Is it that precise what this universe is that they've made that they want Wally out? Obviously, they didn't want Wally. And he's out, so they have to set up, like, you know, fail-safes. He always comes back with Linda, so we're going to replace Linda when we remake this universe. This is a Linda that will never know Wally, and that keeps out. But it's Superman. You think think Linda is a synth? No, I think it's just (laughs) Linda, but it's not a connection. Like, these are because he does have a connection to Bruce, he says. He senses him. He knows where he is. He can find him. You know, he's in the Batcave, so it's easy, but he yeah, does go to him. Yeah, he's not strong enough. Yeah, he goes to him, yeah, yeah because he doesn't you, we remember. Talked, we talked about it briefly the last time we did Rebirth, because I was really, like, calling it before where Wally was not a part of this universe. He was the pre-Flashpoint Wally, but after reading it again here, no, he it really it does out, seem yeah. like... He, he is a part of this universe, yeah. and when him, like he just disappeared though when he was fighting with the Teen Titans. One yeah, day. they were there, and somebody just plucked those ears out, and he was yeah. gone. And yeah, he was there, so he should have a connection with a lot of people. Like they, right. whether or not they remember it, he did have a connection. That whole like ten year thing, it, it's weird. Like well, that, that ten year thing, I think he was a part of. I'm saying when the when yeah, the he was there. Point, he like he was a younger version of himself. Yeah. But it wasn't until he was a part of the Speed Force where he realized. Holy shit, where'd those 10 years go? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, he got taken out. That but was, he, that, he was part of those 10 what years. What I think, that, in my mind, the 10 years, he got, boom, you're taken out of the, the universe. But because he had been in and out of the Speed Force so many times, he became part of it, that that was part of kind of being in it forever. He's outside of time. I, I don't know. That's how I got it. Because, yeah, you don't see, you name any other character. That probably was there as well. They're not coming back. It's the you that's know true, the speed yeah, force. There's no way they have a yeah. No, I they mean, don't that, have a way in. And he really does stress. And he back. he stresses that he has gone in and out of shit and got lost at times at yeah. the very beginning. So yeah, that's the end. But yeah, it really threw me off again. Where he is, Batman is in the Batcave and he's looking, and there's Superman, 
and they don't know he's dead. And I, I really don't understand. I, I think he's just watching the news. Yeah, but the news should know. We already saw that in Superman that they already announced it. They announced that he had, you know, and the whole thing with the quote-unquote unknown metahuman yesterday, that, that, that guy was in the news. The Connell was definitely in the news during the final days of Superman. If he was fighting and they knew that, unless that's just information they're leaking, but we've already seen the world react to Superman dying. We've already. I, in, it, they, I don't they, know. It, it really feels like it's going on like after the fact. Like we could be doing this rebirth stuff while the world's reacting yeah, but, to but it. But it's weird though because Batman, while they were reacting, it seemed like Batman was still dealing with that. Why is he sitting here watching the news? It just seemed weird. And to the point where then you go back and now you're seeing the scene later of where he died, and it seems like they're making it seem like that's right then. Like, that's when he died. There, It just, it's off to me, and I don't know why. It, it, like uh, Reggie said, it might be just an uh, editorial thing, but it seems yeah. weird for such a big I mean, I, I didn't event. read that la- the last issue, I don't think, of huh. Superman. And they Maybe spell I'm... out for you to read that first, that that came yeah. in, so it really does. But I, I'm even looking now to the point where when they are at the scene, it looks like there's still smoke coming from the crater where Superman died. So it it just it oh, just yeah. seems off. It really seems off. And there everybody's there, uh, which is another thing. But yeah, I don't know if that's one of the things that it's already changing. Like I said, I I just wonder if it could be a fuck up for something this big. You know, initially I would say even this scene with Batman and stuff takes place just before he's dead, just before he dies. Yeah, you but know, Batman was there with him. Yeah, I'd that say it was right after. Yeah, yeah Batman yeah. was there with him, and you, would, you wouldn't mm-hmm. think that Batman would zippity-doo-dah right back to the Batcave and watch news about about that. Yeah, It just well, seems weird. He's got Joker problems. Well, he does, because that's what <laughs> we wanted to talk about, because then he deals with the three Jokers, and we thought that that was pretty forced right away. Like yeah. you, It's like almost like the solar flare. They give us the solar flare. Next thing you know, Superman can't get enough of that goddamn power. And this is, we just found out in the I'm Justice League. I'm a chili dog. Yeah, we just found out in the end of Justice League about that. Though that seems to be, you know, back in time, but now he's going back to looking at it. And and everybody's claiming, oh, that this means that the comedians here, or there was always Jokers. That, right. uh, that, that explains why he was always breaking out of Arkham. It's because there's three of them, and they helped him. I don't, I don't see how you can think that. You are really ruining the world's greatest detective with yeah, those thoughts. Yeah, really, because what I don't, you agree with me that it does just seem as if he has slipped through like Wally, that he has well, come through. I, think I don't that's even know if it's he has through or if actually the worlds are just kind of fucked up. Uh, I, well, but yeah, but then you do think, though, that it was when Darkseid died, probably. They'll probably oh, yes. explain it that's like that. That's probably the catalyst for a lot and of this. It, it's also the thing it's that like gets me about that. It's the Superboy's punch of the modern yes. era. You know? And the thing yeah. that gets me with that is they really made sure, like, then Batman got on the chair afterwards. Like, there is a specific timeline to that. To that when he asked the question i i get the and also who knows really all the information the chair told him. Uh, you right. know we only he's only telling Dang, how in justice <laughs> in justice league oh he told me there were three of them but who knows what the chair the chair yeah. might have told him everything but it's very close to the chair well and he didn't tell him everything mom's a whore. Yeah, he didn't tell him everything because the, he's trying to figure it out but <laughs> Yeah, I I just I don't get the idea that this is anything but different well, you know, multiverse you know, you know jokes. The interesting is that in a way, 
Uh, didn't Scott Snyder kind of lay the groundwork for this in Endgame, talking about all those different? Well, yeah, I said there possible was different origins. Yeah, for there Joker, was all those know, things. Joker was always in different photos and things like he, that. But he can be all, all those things. No. You know, if there's three of them, maybe no. one of them is immortal. One of them. But yeah, Again, it looks, though, like, you it looks would, like kind would, of like what you're saying. It's it's just a Joker of different eras. No. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, yeah, and the weird thing about it is is I think that when I think about it, I do keep thinking of the multiverse and all like that. But, yeah, it might just be that because of the speed force, because of all the things, even like why Wally even went into that, time's all fucked up, and it's all coming together uh, like yeah. a convergence. But, yeah, they seem to just be, to me, these are just different era jokers, and we'll see how and- that is. Also, coming off of Convergence, we really don't know what saving the I mean, like uh, saving the multiverse from the crisis crisis did. Well, and that, because we had at true. the end of that, we had the like uh, we no longer have an Earth two, but now if they saved it, there would be an Earth two, which would be the classic uh, Golden Age Joker, yeah. that right. somehow still exists, even though we still have an Earth two, which is something completely and different. And then it, it gets a little wonky a, a little later as well. We that, oh my God! Uh, but yeah, then you get the thing where me and Eric actually thought, and we were way wrong. We thought that Wally was saying to Batman, look at the, you know, remember the letter. Oh, yeah. We thought that that meant to go behind it. No, he was telling him, remember the letter. So that it's funny. It's like, hey, Bruce, remember the letter. There are other worlds and universe and time and, and shit and, you know, parallel universes and shit. But yeah, when he goes out of, he gets sucked out. He says that the connection's not strong because Bruce does not remember him. And he goes out and says, when I go out, shit leaks in. Now, the other thing is I went back and looked and looked to see the other times he goes out, but I couldn't see anything else leaking in. Yeah, I was in. looking too. And that would have, like, then that would have explained, like, if you didn't know about the Jokers then, that would explain that. But, yeah, it's the, the button flies out, embeds into the wall at that point. The comedian's and, button, yeah, from the, the comedian's end, yeah. button from what, and so that embeds in the wall, and you can tell later, and it really is of anything of the art in this book that is very confusing. It really is because yeah, we thought it. I don't know what we we just thought it went there. Yeah, I, don't, I know. don't know. Actually, we thought actually what I think me and Eric both thought was when Barry went out, he was telling him, remember, boom, that lightning came out, put a hole in the wall, and in that's the wall, where he I, found and, it. Yeah, like, yeah that, it was Barry was, doing. I mean, it. The, this whole page is is just nothing but lightning strikes. Yes, but yeah, it just looks like more that. of that shit. And then you get but, you know, you then you're going to get the you, they've got to tell. Wally's origin for people who have no idea. So you get yeah. that. But what got me then is Wally to me is a guy out of time, right? But then they show Barry dying and they don't he doesn't even say like I thought he would say like but but they went back and fixed that and and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But they don't. He just there's Barry dying, I became this. So it, it's just odd to me. But then they I show say, Barry never died in the crisis, though. Like yeah, uh, fifty-two. That's what I'm saying. That's what's weird about it. But it still happens. So that's. But even then, they went back. You know what I'm saying? Things I'm, are a little I, weird. Like I said, I believe that this Wally was present in the New Fifty Two. He had like oh, all I do new too. But he does thing. remember Barry he, dying. I know, but once he was sucked into the Speed Force, plucked out of time, whatever you want to call it. He was like shown behind the curtain. Yeah, but that's and knew what I'm saying. But behind happened. the curtain, it also didn't happen. So that's why I'm saying it's weird that he says about that and doesn't just have an aside like, but you know, it doesn't really matter because that was why. You know God what I'm saying? He just, yeah, he just doesn't spell that out, which is very uh, odd to and, me. I really think convergence the, is white clean. I don't think throw, that that's throw another wrinkle at you here yeah. because I was thinking about this after I said about the um, the multiple like 
other like Earth 2 still exists, but the yeah. Golden Age Earth 2, not the one we know now. But um, if you go back to Grant Morrison's multiversity, we were also led to believe there's another multiverse. Oh, yeah. Well, also, I haven't looked. As well. Like they, they really left open those worlds that were never yeah. spelled out. And one of them is the Watchmen world. Then they even made a little hint at that before. I remember hearing right. that at one point. I do and, remember uh, that. Yeah. So that they, they were smart to leave those open. But I was even looking back through those to see what I could find. There's some weird, you know, craziness of that. And yeah. the problem is, the more you think about it, you know, shit starts not working out as well. <laughs> and then, then you see, then that when he's saying like, oh, and then everything was great. To me, that is where you had the new 52. Everybody was there. Oh, it was great. Everything was perfect. And then it wasn't. And that's when he got sucked up. But then again, also, you also have his kids involved. You and they're gone. They, you know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't really mention them. They're only in that panel there, but you see Jay Garrett. You see all the guys running around. Um, but, yeah, and then he says it wasn't. But, yeah, I do believe that he is fully spelling out that at a point they all – Flashpoint happened. They were all there. Somebody went and took it. So, But that leads a little weird thing in there where they said – you know, somebody went in when it was forming and did it, but it seems like they even went after that. Uh, yeah, after they were freaking modifying. Yeah, uh, they were there, and maybe it was one of those things where we're going to learn that uh, they tried to fuck it up, but there were too many hopeful characters, and that's who got plucked out. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever spell out everyone who got, you know, you could go through Jeff, the characters that I know that Jeff aren't Johns is like, I don't even know if Jeff Johns has come out to say this, but it really feels like he is saying that, you know, after we got Watchmen and stuff like, and, um, uh, the dark Knight returns, stuff like that is when comics got yeah, darker. Yeah. And he wants to, yeah. but the th I was thinking about this. It really feels like people are saying the new 52 is so dark. Things were better. But I'm thinking back, you know, when Maxwell Lord shot fucking Ted Accord in the back of the head, and then Wonder Woman came and broke his neck. It's like yeah. there's a lot of dark shit for yeah, a while yeah, before yeah. the new 52. Well, and oh, he, yeah. well, I mean, here's the died. here's the funny thing died, though. Batman Do you remember the one broken? thing that he says though? He says that uh, you know things were were dark, but they were before. He even spells it out later in the comic that he says that it wasn't just the new 52 that they've been dark for a long time yeah and he says they've been around you know fucking things up for a while then and, yeah, and i, I think saw that's... that when i reread it for this bit here and i was thinking to myself that we were in the week where i really had this idea that they really meant the new 52 but no shit's been dark for yeah, a good yeah. long while now i think now. he spells it out like they were always there and they my were entire comic up. reading experience timeline is this yeah. dark shit yeah uh and yeah, even so, um, some of these new, but I, it's weird. It's not like it's going to get like everybody's just shitting out roses and rainbows. There's going to be some dark shit still. But yeah, it's more of the legacy and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah, then you go and there's Johnny Thunder where we were talking and they even have on the building the good life, the home of the elderly, but it's established 1940. That's when the JSA was established, 1940. Yeah, right. So they kind of throw that out. Uh, but yeah, this and one I'm, is right in your face. That they I are, was like, reading the into it right there. My like, good life. Okay, so this is when shit was perfect and happy and hopeful. Oh, yeah. I, and yeah. I, also that, I was looking to see if it was an anagram for something. That's exactly That's what I was thinking. I was, I was, thinking, yeah. like, I was like, I'm the worst Zoom. with anagrams. Yeah, Fog Dug? I know. <laughs> anagrams to me is, is backwards. Bad. Just backwards. I'm Zatanna of anagrams. I think Jeff Johns is trying to drive us crazy with yeah, this Yeah, I think he is. But, uh, yeah, then you get Johnny Thunder, and he, they spell it out that, the you know, while he's coming through, oh, here's another guy connected to the lightning. Uh, nobody believes him, what he's saying, except his great-grandson. And that is definitely, to me, Joaquin uh, Thunder, where yeah. he's going to be, uh, you know, Thunderbolt. And, uh right. 
they have that, and in that story, the way he got his power was that uh, Johnny Thunder put the genie in a pen. It's the craziest thing. But yeah, he, was, he had all types. I think I put it in a bottle. He uh, he uh, he put it in a pen and then misplaced the pen, and then Joaquin found it. So yeah, I think that's fully spelling out. Also, though, it's weird because we even said even the whole thing with McCarthy saying to take off your mask seems very Watchmen-esque. And yeah, so that's a little weird, but yeah, he like Wally says, find the Justice League, and I've been trying to. Well, then he gets sucked out. That's when I was like, there's got to be something there. What happened? But yeah, <laughs> he's just going, he's yelling for the genie, but he doesn't have it. That you know what I mean? It's one of those where, without yeah. looking into it, I didn't know, and I just thought it wasn't working. But yeah, he doesn't have the genie. He says, forgive me for for misplacing you. I didn't mean to throw you away. And Reggie, yeah. are, you, are you like really familiar with freaking Johnny Thunder? I am, even okay. from back in the 40s. How do you pronounce the freaking genie's name? How would you? Say you. Say you. So I always say, I'm looking at it again. I'm like, have, am I doing it? I always thought see you. No. The, okay. the, the, the gag sure. always is that, well, early on in the, in the 40s was that Johnny Thunder had the Thunderbolt, but he didn't know how to actually call it, that he had to say this ancient term, say you, but he would say it by accident, like, say you, get away from my and girlfriend. And then it would happen. <laughs> and, then, and then he'd show up for an hour, and then it, would, it was always... He, otherwise, he was always yelling, you know, help me, Thunderbolt. Come on, save yeah. me. Where, where the hell are you? In fact, I, I have to tell you guys, my favorite ever one was, was one he where they all... Was listening to Lionel Richie, Say You, Say Me? And then... That would have done it right there. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, That's awesome. So, so, so they all had to go to different parts of South America. The way the All-Star comics was set up, would there be some stupid unifying story like U-boats are in South America, and they would all go to different countries. They would all split up, and there'd be like a Hawkman story, an Adam story. And in Johnny Thunder's story, I think he went to Cuba, and he was playing uh, he was playing dice. He was rolling dice with some guys. And, uh, work. So at, in this place, say you doesn't work because it's Spanish. He has to say it in the local dialect. Oh, really? That's in order for it to work. So, you know, the, the way to say, one way to say say you in Spanish is dice usted. But they must have shown that to whoever the hell was writing it. They must have written that down. And he decided that while he played dice, he said, dice, you stay tied. And that was really? enough to come out. And it's like, that sounds nothing like. And that said, is so, that's so crazy. Fucked up. It's just like, that it's just it. like. Who would say that? Fuck you to the language. I know. Yeah. Who would you say stay that? tied. You like, stay tied, dice. Like, what does and that then mean? Hey, oh, I'm not staying tied. Hey. Who go. would it's say cool. say you normally? I, 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 say, say you, say me, say it for But yeah, Lionel Richie on. has a freaking yes, genie. He does. He has the genie. Uh, but then it moves on, and then you get the part with the uh, Legion and the flight ring, and we think that it is Saturn Girl. And when yeah. I looked it up, uh, Jeff John spelled it out that he loves Saturn Girl. Saturn Girl is like his, uh, almost like uh, what's her name that he he made up. Uh, freaking star girl star girl yeah it's, it's almost right, like right. that but he said that basically to him that she is the epicenter of truth for the entire universe for jeff johns that's crazy but it, it's, uh, so it's a little crazy that, yeah i'm telling you this really feels like a red herring because since we never see her face it's so weird to hide her identity but show us a flight ring now, and I, say that she's from the future yeah well I, you know, eric has a point only because i think even if you saw saturn Girl's i wouldn't face, know it, it wouldn't it wouldn't strike you if she yeah. just looks like a white woman you know that's yeah. really all she is so yeah. yeah i mean might have a point there but it definitely the fact that she's saying she's seen the future well not only and, and not only that if, it, if this is supergirl say um yeah. She's saying that she grabbed food and ate it because it's free from where I come from. So I don't think that would be anything Supergirl would do. 
Like she wouldn't be grabbing a sandwich from the fucking place and stealing she would it, know saying, that, "Oh, that, because yeah, she is there. Also, she's she there because she stole." Ring. Yeah, she went, she but she stole something. She, she stole a sandwich. They brought her in. So yeah, I don't think Supergirl's stealing a sandwich. But who knows? But yeah, I, I think that that's one of those where the the flight ring big, and then you know it goes on the atoms. And I said, chameleon I girl out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. matter eater lad, uh, just in drag. Nice. Yeah, then you go, and they, the whole Adam thing is weird because when I looked it up, this whole thing with Ryan Choi, it definitely is like Ryan Choi's big story and his, his origin deal with Gail Simone. Gail Simone wrote a story, uh, right. I forget what it was called, but it, it, it's almost to a T, except in this one, he's going in alone. But even with Kronos involved, and uh, I don't know, that that seemed like to me not a red herring, but it did seem interesting. Like all of a sudden then you got Kronos involved and it's weird also because this whole thing, there's time travel with the Saturn girl. It seems like you would expect booster gold to show up at some point or, or things like that. Weird for the entire. That's what I mean. It's almost like, I don't know that if we're going to find out later that it's one of those things again, where the, you know, the time masters are kind of getting fucked with. And it's fucking up shit and stuff. It just feels weird because Booster has been in all of these events. Weird ways, too. Yeah. And this book yeah. seems to continue only in these events. Like his story, and he's not here at all, seems very odd to me. Even with like Ted Cord involved and, and, and Blue Beetle, you would right. think that that would be him showing up, but he's not. And there really isn't besides, uh, uh, what's her called with the flight ring? Uh, Oh, Saturn Girl. Uh, Saturn Girl. Yeah, there's there's not any real uh, time travel. It's not that there's a lot anyway. Um, but, yeah, it's weird. Almost like maybe they don't want you to think that this all is a bunch of time travel going on. I, I don't know. But it, when I read it again, Booster seems to always show up in these, these stories that they've had. I was surprised to see him. Yeah, and he's not there. But, yeah, you get, like I said, you get the Ryan Choi thing that is was a Gail do you, Simone. Do you remember what happened at the end of Convergence with him and, like, the vanishing no, point? No, that's what I'm saying. There was the vanishing point, and that's what maybe we have to go back and read like, that. There and were, see like, when... two or three of them, right? Yeah, there, well, there was the older shit. one. He's like, oh, you yeah. must be my <laughs> – it was crazy. Oh, well, he became Wave Rider at the end. Yeah, Wave Rider. Uh, well, yeah, the older yeah, he one did. did. Only yeah. one of them did. That you was would, the thing. You would and the think younger that that one stayed even... booster. Yeah. What am I thinking? Was there a future Zentai in with him? There was. Yeah. I can't uh, even remember that, that, that actually, the, the future Zentai. Well, that was before the future Zentai was, was the weird like a prequel one. to the Convergence. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Story. His story okay. in right. the New 52 has really continued only in the events. And that just yeah. stemmed from him disappearing at the end of JLI. At the end of JLI, when he yep, said yep. that uh, Wonder Woman and Superman were going to do something that was going to fuck everything up. And then he disappeared. And then he showed up in Future's End, and that led into Convergence. It really didn't <laughs> even fit Future's End. And there was, it was wacky. It was, it it was, was a wacky. long. It was a slow burn story. They were in for oh the long God. con. <laughs> But yeah, that was all, all Jurgens. That was yeah. all Dan Jurgens. Right? And now he's he's not here. JLI only lasted thirteen issues. Yeah. The zero yeah. issue. And then he disappeared. Uh, but yeah, yeah, then you go, uh, the, the Blue Beetle stuff with Ted Cord and Jaime, uh, we said the, the interesting thing is about the magic, uh, the yeah. Scarab not being uh, alien tech, it's more magic. And I thought that it was more of that, like, you know, once that, uh, once the, almost like a Toy Story thing of like the cowboy, then all of a sudden everything turned into space tech and stuff. But Eric, you said you think it's something different. I was, Dr. Fate coming in and just out of nowhere saying, hey, we got magic stuff going on, this is from a sorcerer 
who was like, you know, all about illusions. I started looking into it a bit. I think this is just to connect it with the JSI since we have these characters coming in. And I really think it might be like, you know, bringing back the original Sargon, the Sorcerer, or the Wizard. Yeah, because yeah. they were both all about illusion. If we have this whole grand thing about how this great sorcerer has like made everyone believe this is alien technology, I'm like, well, all right, I'll go with it if you tell me to, Doctor Fate. But I don't know. I, know, I don't know. It, it just to I, me, I, is I like the darkest of sorcerers. I thought might be just the person who's playing with the whole universe, and to me, it just it, magic to me is like more that great it's fun, and you know what I mean. Yeah. And you you get that alien tech, and it is dark, and and things like that. But uh, the one I thing is like that reach scarab stuff that we had going on. With yeah, that. yeah. I know you loved it. Uh, I I think it's weird that it is. The classic Doctor Fate, and you, I and know. they know that that is not any editorial issue. The, yeah. He knows who Doctor Fate is at this point, and yeah, this is an older Doctor Fate, which is funny because he shows up. I'm Doctor Fate, who, and, and and Ted just doesn't even push that. He, he's yeah. more concerned with the magic. This guy just materialized out of nowhere, but yeah, it, that's weird too. But yeah, I think that he's going to be, you know, there is the version that will be in the JSA, maybe. Maybe that's Kent. I don't know. What What do you think? No, that, that I believe that's Kent from like even this issue yeah. of Doctor Fate we're going to be talking yeah. about tonight. Yeah. That's I think it is too. But it's weird that he's just going. Around, you know what I mean? It from everything the seems a little <laughs> off. And then you you get Damien and you get Jess. And they, you know, and then you get the well, the promise of Aqualad. That's that's fine and dandy. And uh, maybe that's why you know the Fate's all about this great illusion that makes us look like extraterrestrial technology instead of magic. And then we're, we know we're going to have the young Doctor Fate in the Blue Beetle book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. will so be in there. We, we're setting all of this up right now, and we got the regular Doctor Fate book right now. We have Kent kind of training Khalid a bit. So yeah. you know, I like, mean, hey, this, take this, care of this, this for me. This kid. is what I saw this whole scene to be was just you know this is going to be the status quo of these characters when they show up. So yeah. pay yeah. attention. This it's, is who they are. This is how old they weird. are. It's just weird out of nowhere to change it from alien tech to magic. To me, I don't know. For some reason, it, it always it seemed to me when I first read it, and even when I read it, that that just is going to tie into something later of why yeah. it will work in the story later. Yeah. Like, like they'll get attacked by it. You know what I mean? That it's going it, to be it, magic. I, I think it's a Jeff John seed. We'll see if it really comes to any fruition. That, but he definitely dropped something there. That seed in my mind is just to have more to do with the JSA when we have those characters come back. I think yeah. I think that that's that's entirely possible, but it also could be, for all you know, that Blue Beetle becomes kind of part of the dark universe and he yeah, starts hanging I, out I with Satana. Yeah, or like I said, who knows? Like, I I think it actually might be so that they can have a Blue Beetle suit at, behave more the way it did in the cartoon, where it's really more like ludicrous, you know, like he can build giant cannons out of his suit or whatever, you know, it's, it totally goes beyond the realm of anything. Well, he did that in his own run for the New 52. In my crazy mind, I just think that eventually there's going to be something where all the magic characters are going to have to come together, and they they don't have a lot, so they have to add to the roster. Are you you hoping for Blight 2? I don't know. son of a bitch. It just seemed like it's like almost adding to the roster of magical characters. Making him a magical character, though, I just imagine that like we're going to pair him up with Shazam at some point. I think that'll be awesome. Yeah. That could be great, actually. Yeah, that'd be Uh, good. But yeah, then then it goes on. Like I said, we're, I don't. Uh, we're we are going bit by bit through it because there's yeah, a yeah. bunch of things that we missed before. But you get Aqualad, you see Jessica Cruz. This is a lot of the book uh, ends up being 
uh, just a sneak preview of what's going to happen in, yes, in the yeah, actual sure. tire. Yeah. That, that especially the Jessica Cruz thing, the Damien. But then you, you get the Aqualad. That's a pretty cool throwout. Uh, people I, seem to I be excited know. about that. I actually think I'm a big dummy because I saw it was Damien's birthday, but I and he has the cake right there with the big 13 on it. Yeah. It ne- for some reason though, because I never he became put it a teen. T- that, he became yeah. a teen. Yeah, he became a there teen. You go. And it's it, like for new some ideas. Reason, That's the only thing. He he blows the candles out and he's like 13, huh? Start yeah. smiling. I can be a part of this. I'm now. telling you, that is so stupid. I, I love the fact it that is. he's all alone. Like, yeah. what a oh yeah, well, yeah, nobody life. likes him. Daddy's in the basement I'm watching the news. I wish that I wish that he was 12 still, and that was the joke through the whole thing. That they were like, "No, you're not a teen," and he beats the shit out of him. But yeah, he just be, he's been waiting for this. And they birthday. call him the tween type. Yes, the, he's been waiting for this 13th birthday. To me, it's not even his birthday. Damien somehow thinks if you have the, the fucking cake, you're in. Yeah. He, he baked, and that, he baked he, that cake himself. I had the cake. All 13. my parents taught me was 13. detective work and killing. Yep. I don't know much oh, else. Good. But then you, you have uh, Pandora, and I really don't have anything more to say except that I looked, no. and she was at the end of the Shazam, uh, that backup in Justice backup, like way yeah. back. And in the last issue, uh, the wizard told her that she was – she wasn't responsible, that we know that you weren't responsible. Uh, I don't consider you guilty of anything. The other two, meaning Phantom Stranger and the question are, they're pieces of shit, but you're okay. But just watch out. There's going to be somebody and he's going to, and then the wizard, just, his power goes out. He disappears. That was the last thing he went to do when he was losing his power uh, to go tell her, and he never got to tell her what this big threat was. And it's interesting, but you really don't get anything more except, like we said, seems like how Rorschach died. And, you remember what uh, issue that was? Was that like 22? Yeah, it was something around there. Uh, I went back. I had it all. I was going through all of them. It was like 20, 22, uh, something like it that. Is the, well, actually, That's crazy no. to see actually, that all the way I, back Actually, I then. believe that it's even further back. I believe that it was the zero issue. Uh, really? 13, yeah. Well, between the, the thing. I think it was the zero issue where Shazam actually fully became Shazam. And, uh, yeah, I, I believe it was then or around then. And, yeah, it's way, way back. Like I said, there's a couple things in here that are pretty long story burns that were out yeah. there. Uh, well, who knows if that's what it meant then anyway, but they, and here she just, you know, we she's there, work. she's there just to show that somebody's fucking with everyone and, you know, but, uh, then we and also, to, and also to say, you know, we are going to put paid to Pandora, you know, yeah, we're yeah. no longer. Yeah, You're no and, longer and again, yeah, you don't have, like Eric, you can <laughs> say Eric wanted to know about, the, you know, how's that resolved? She's dead. Resolved. Yeah. Uh, then, that's not yeah. a resolution. That and is then a the, the whole thing, then you move on to Grail and, and the baby dark side. And I said, like, it's weird. There's a lot of rebirths happening already. And dark side being born again, yep. that's one. Uh, Clark coming back that they, they've hinted at. That Who knows what each of them are. But in this, uh, they talk about that Jason... And do you think that at one point there will be a quote unquote like a Jason and the Argonauts type story where this Jason comes out and he gets the Justice League and they head out to, you know, maybe even the space to go fight whatever's going on uh, because they really want to stress him. And we haven't seen anything about it. I think of that character. I think of Apple. I think it was Appalachee, that freaking god from Mythbrawl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, whenever I think of Jason, I think of that character. Obviously, the big. You know, stories Jason and the Golden Fleece. So they yeah, they might yeah. even play around with that. But, uh, you know, do you think that's what that is? That he's going to get a bunch of guys and they'll, you know, they'll be corny and call them the Argonauts and off they go. And it, it's just it could they, be cool. They're really stressing it. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see it. But 
who I don't know when that's going to happen. A lot of these things that people are going on and on about, these could be three years from now. I know, or it, never from now. Yeah, or never. A lot of the things. Don't forget I mean, all the things that got seated, you know, for the new fifty-two. Like yeah. the whole Trinity War was supposed to be yep. the crux of everything, and it was yeah. nothing at all. Then, well, and then you have Superman's death, and I don't know about you, Eric. I was pay- going through this to find like some crazy character in the back <laughs> to see, like, oh, there. But they do have a uh, Captain Atom right there. It's just odd. I, when was the last time you saw him? Captain Adam, as far as I know, the last time we saw him was uh, he was transported to the Legion time yeah. like in the future, and yeah. I don't know how he could be back. I and, might be missing an issue where he was, did come back, but yeah, it's funny because in this, I even actually he might have came back in Firestorm. Now that I think about it, I was it, even yeah. paging through like or looking through this, thinking that like they would have the amalgams of all the uh, Watchmen there, but the, it doesn't seem that's the case. I do like Cyborg appears to be using a metal detector, maybe to find Shazam's keys. You see that? What? <laughs> What is he doing? Yeah, I is know. He, what is that about? Is, like, like, really? Is he looking for radiation? Because if he is, there's too many crazy people standing around anyway. Get him out. But yeah, there you have it. And it, it does seem off. God damn it, Captain Adam. Get out of here. Yeah, there's yeah, <laughs> really. There's Captain Adam. You got Black Canary. You got, you know, Green Arrow. There's Steel. You got all these guys, Vixen. It's weird. And I wish we could come up with one way to draw Steel because this, and the, the way yeah. it's presented here is my favorite yeah, way. Yeah, that's the one that you and like. we barely ever get that. That was even in, like, the JLU. Was was yeah. that steel? Uh, yeah. And that is where he came out when he was the death of Superman in the '90s. That's what he looked like, and that's where I fell in love with the character. Man. So, and then you go from there, and that's where you get a little bit of a preview of the Green Arrow book with Green Arrow and Black Canary. That that's right. just that. And then you have the big scene with uh, Clark Superman pre-Flashpoint Superman with uh, Mister Oz, and that's another one where during the Superman run of Jeff Johns. He was always around. He was in almost like every issue, just hanging there and always looking like there'd be a, a Superman, the new 52 Superman, fighting somebody. And always be there like, yep, that's what I taught you. And then he'd be doing this. And it, it didn't seem – he's never seen – and even here he says he's never seen like a bad guy. But he, who knows what he's up to? But even here he says, that, you know, it's too simple to consider enemy or, you know, friend or whatever. But he does spell out that that Superman was not the New 52 Superman, was something different. And it even goes Wally when he shows up at that death scene where, you know, Superman died. He even says that someone died, Superman, or I can't see him clearly for some reason. Like, that yeah. is, like, he only can see, I would think, the characters that he had been part of a universe with. I Maybe. And this yeah. new Superman was not. And well, I'm saying, but then there's also Linda, who we can see. That's Linda, what I'm though. saying. But he can't. No, he says that he knows well, he, what they're saying. Superman's yeah, dead. He can't, he can't see the he body. He can't sense it. But, but he yeah. can't sense Linda. But he shows up there, and she's there, and that's when he's like, "Oh, she's here." And then she can't. You know, she doesn't know him. So I don't. I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of craziness. Uh, but yeah, you get Aquaman with Mara. That's nice. They, you know, a lot of the sprinkled in has been the, uh, you know, let's fix things. It's not all, yeah. you know, trying to figure the out band aids. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he, he doesn't. Linda doesn't know him. He freaks out. He goes, and then basically he ends up. Uh, you know, that, there's other things, but he's trying to get everybody. But he ends up with uh, seeing Wally West. Uh, they explain Kid Flash. That's again, that's setting up more stuff to go. And then he ends with Barry. And Barry doesn't remember him, and then finally he does, and then realizes right away, like, oh my god, there was a Teen Titans, oh my god, you were here... I got choked up again reading this it's when he so says good. Wally, and they have a freaking hug at the end, I'm like, the people, how did I ever forget people you? People were saying that they hated it. 
I, really? I don't understand it. Yeah, I've seen like, oh, there's Jeff Jones trying to, oh, it's all about this and that and the other. I'm like, really? I really liked it. That that was oh, so it's, good. It's so good. It's a big emotional good. moment of the comic. Man, How they're... could I ever forget you? And I'm pretty good. I got the shows again. I was looking at it now. Yeah. And then, yeah. Fuck then everybody. He, I love that it's Barry then. He's like, you work with me. And then one day you disappeared with the Teen Titans. Hey, there was a Teen Titans. Like Barry now yeah. is remembering. I like that it's that, not Wally telling him right there. Like, hey, we were this and that. No, they're they're spelling it out. And yeah, I really liked it. But uh, that that's it then. You have Batman finding the button. The Watchman button uh, actually looks at the letter, kind of you know you, you would think in his mind he's like you know what there is different people oh my god <laughs> this fucking letter and then he sees a glint goes over picks it out and it's the button uh, and you know there it is and then you end with the ending of Watchmen and yeah and people that's the last thing to talk about I think also I think it's a big thing where there's that broken watch. And if you, you know, we pretty much think it's Dr. Manhattan, but he act, he takes the watch apart, but then he puts it back together and he makes well, he it new the again. Cog. Yeah, he, well, he fixes everything. At one point, the, the freaking face is cracked. He fixes right. the whole goddamn thing. Uh, to well, me, say, when, we, when we started the issue, that we saw that the cop, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Teeth but I'm saying, I think that out. that's showing that he is not a villain. He's fixing that watch that Barry was saying. Or Wally was saying at the beginning was the oh we that's when we lost time when the watch broke that's when I lost hope and that I think that he is not a villain I don't think and if he is he can he can just like we said he can blink and they all disappear it, and it's yeah. so weird too if Doctor if Doctor Manhattan is the freaking uh, the man behind the curtain the one pulling all the strings we have this last line here where it is straight from the Watchmen where we have Adrian say. It all worked out in the end, and then Manhattan says, in the end, nothing ever ends, Adrian. No. Nothing ever ends. And I'm like, why would – I'm saying I can understand if we're going to say that this is not actual dialogue going on at this moment. It's just weird to acknowledge uh, Adrian Veidt there. I just think that uh, to me, if it's anything but – you know, besides the ending of The Watchmen – He's putting that together, and he's basically saying, you know, thinking back and, and like, yep, I was right. Nothing ever bothers, ends. The thing that bothers me the most is what the fuck is Wally's watch doing on Mars? Well, it's weird because <laughs> at one point you actually see a glint in space. I think yeah. he brought it there. Uh, it, it just is weird. Like, what would be that glint? And then it lands. It's almost the same. Like, it smashes in. Uh, right. I think he's maybe he, maybe it. he left it for for Doctor Manhattan to fix. Yeah, I just I'm saying at one point it looks like it's flying through space, like Doctor Manhattan's bringing it to him, and yeah. to me it it with, goes with back the to the beginning. Yeah, it go well, it goes back to the beginning when they said when Wally says when that watch broke we lost all hope. It looks like Doctor Manhattan's fixing it, and you know to me that means that he sees there's hope. I I just I really think that he. Is just and it also goes the whole thing obviously a watchman but I think it also goes with like the clockwork thing of uh, God like you he yeah, may have said it he just yeah. let it go and now he sees that it's coming together and then that's just a you know symbolism of it of hey look uh, it's all working out now it's it's starting new uh, and then it goes to watch but who knows what's going to go on but I it's just weird I don't think of him as a villain. I know that he is. No, I don't think of him as villain either. He's more of like a, uh, you know, he's above everything else. And yes, he did some crazy shit just because he didn't realize, you know, that. And he, but 
I don't think he's the villain. I just think he's there. And... I say if Doctor Manhattan's a villain, then the God of Abraham himself. Yeah, I mean, what really? If he is if, a villain, if 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 he comes down to Earth and goes to fight the Justice League, they're dead. They're just. Oh, they're... They'll turn dead. them all into flowers. Yeah, you know, be that's what I'm saying. He doesn't even have to go to Earth. He could do it right I, now. It wouldn't even be a thing. I mean, there'd be, there'd be nothing to say. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, boring, they're saying he's the thing. Right now, if he is a villain, they don't exist. They, he, they've no. gone. He, yeah. he is, I think, like you said, he's watching them. He's seeing what's going on. And who knows, later, maybe it ties in that he, you know, they have to help him or they go to help uh, go for to him for help, but I don't even think he'd help him. He's just like, no, yeah. I'm gonna see how this plays out. I'm just gonna sit here. He's sitting He's on probably Mars, just watching his cousin Talos. Yeah, yeah, Talos is there. Yeah, I think it's Talos. I think it's Talos, and uh, I don't know who else it could be. Some other relic? crazy. Telos. Yeah, Talos and Relic. They've combined. But yeah, yeah, I, I still, it's weird. I went back and read it again and again and again, and I, uh, I, I still like it a lot. The more I read it, I, I was like, huh, I, I think I'm just sick of it. By now. Yeah. And, and it's weird, too, because I really like reading this and then going into these Rebirth number ones. The Rebirth number ones are not exactly giving me everything I want either. So I was right. kind of getting, you know, a little irritated. But I, I still do like it. I, I think there's a lot going on. Uh, Jeff Johns is a smart guy. I think he's throwing a lot of things to confuse people as well. But I do not expect the Watchmen Unless Mr. Oz is, you know, whatever, but uh, Osmondius, yeah, yeah. Osmondius, I don't, I don't expect the Watchmen to show up and start, you know, beating the shit out of people anytime soon. And I, even I Osmondius really being here, like, I think I'm pretty sure at the one point in Watchmen, like uh, Manhattan says that he's going to go off and create some life on his own. That's what he and says to him that, at the end. Yeah, I could see that doing all this does not make any sense for me for Osmondius to be here. No, it's weird. Except the only thing I could think of. Is that and like then you start thinking like Doctor Manhattan can get there. Well, how is he, how is Osmodeus getting? You know yeah. what I mean? There's shit like well, that now. The only thing you could, could think could of could have been one of through Wally West's, you know, or one of these guys. Maybe, like, fucking but you could rates. also think that he's not a villain either, and maybe he's trying to right wrongs, and that's why he made the super. You know what I mean? Like he, he knows there's something though, wrong. But he isn't. But you know, but he, he his his ethics his are a lot more just, dubious than. Uh, yeah, his ends justify the means in his mind. Well, I'm saying yeah. maybe this is him thinking he wants to try to do something a little different. Uh, I don't know. You know, like he's already fucked up that you know, and now hey, I'll, maybe I can do it a little different. I have a different way, and made the Superman after. This whole thing, whoever it would be that took away that time and gave up hope. And maybe in that universe, originally, there wasn't a Superman. Maybe they, he wasn't there. And that's this, uh, Mr. Oz obviously seems like he made Superman. And at least from what I was reading in the, in the other, uh, the Superman backups, he just keeps saying that, oh, I taught you well, Clark. And oh, you're going to show that and shit like that. That I don't know. Maybe we'll see, though. Again, we're talking about the none of this or all of it. Who knows what will happen? But yeah. I yeah. just actually the other reason. As I I've said, to yeah, the other option could also be they're making this shit up as they go along. Yeah, that, uh, but it's, it's weird possible. though. It is, but you would think that they're trying this time not to do that. The new Fifty Two really seem like that. Like, hey, we'll throw this in and that in, and we won't really think of it, and we'll have this five year that doesn't make sense and all that. I yeah. think that this one better be a little more it coordinated like they've, they've, they've thought it through a little yeah. better but 
Uh, and that's the other thing I wanted to do this, this uh, to talk to you, Reggie, about what you would give it because we, me and Eric, already said what what would be your score. Um, you know, right after it, I bet I was a little more hyped about it, but I, I think I'd still give it a def- an eight out of ten. Okay, that's cool. So it's a solid book, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, art, art is great throughout, and it's a pretty oh, yeah. compelling story. I think I said. I don't remember what podcast this was. This might have been when we did read the mail for the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Really, my my main thing about it was that it's just a lot of fan service. You know, it's yeah. a lot of like, you know, if if you did start reading DC Comics with the New Fifty Two and you never went back and you never did research, I know that's unlikely in this in the twenty first century. Yeah, yeah. But th- then the whole shit with Wally West and and the scene with him hugging Barry Allen doesn't really mean a lot to you you know what i mean it, it yeah. can't doesn't there's no. nothing there uh whereas I, when i saw him sort of give the give the nod give the thumbs up to the new wally west from the new 52 there was something in me that settled you know and that's it's it was really I like that as well yeah i think it, it was something for guys like us that that have a connection to that you know the old kid flash or wally west as flash that for to get a thumbs up from him you're like all right now we can go forward and hopefully not make every new character a fucking criminal that would be nice also you're, you're trying to make it you're trying to make this make up for bar tour aren't you oh uh, something's got to make up for bar tour <laughs> let me tell you if that fucking teen titans doesn't uh yes. doesn't get good fast when they rebirth it i'm gonna uh, be pissed off yeah that that's one of the books that i know that everybody's looking that if here's the deal if they fuck it up again they, they better cancel it yeah, oh, yeah, just walk just away from, it, from the IP done. forever. Yeah, we we, we can't do and it. T Titans, go! You can Damien's have Damien's thirteen. He's in thirteen. 13. But Whoa. yeah, hopefully people don't mind us talking about the rebirth again. I just thought that I'd like to hear your info, <laughs> Reggie. And we went back and looked at a bunch of things because, like I said, everybody was on uh, online with these uh, crazy ass theories. And yeah, yeah, they might be right more than us, but it's just some of these theories were so off the wall. And, I, and it seemed people like a lot of the people, places. but it was also a lot of people that seemed like they haven't even read anything of the New 52 and then just jump in and just reacted. And yeah, I yeah. think that that Watchmen thing in there, all for reaction. I don't, yeah. I, yes, eventually it will play into something. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that soon. I really I think, can't I think see the reaction it. people had to it, which was largely, uh, you know, outrage yeah. over, you know, how could you do that? Yep. That was the reaction he wanted. It wasn't like they yeah. thought that they didn't know people were going to behave that way. Yeah. And I think, I think you're right. I, and Jesus Christ, yeah. it's not like he fucks around with it. Batman finds the button, and then you <laughs> end the book like Watchmen. And there was no coyness about it. They freaking shoved it right in your face. Yeah, they yeah. wanted a reaction. Like you said, they but wanted it's, a... It's not like they're going to send Dr. Manhattan to the Phantom Zone, and that'll that'll be retribution. That, that's yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. Never going to need to happen. No. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, thanks for joining us, Reggie. And, my uh, place. Yeah. And then we're going to get back to the regular Rebirth number ones. Say you, Thunderbolt. Say you, baby. (laughs) Say you, indeed. We're back. We're back. Back for like again. The 80th million time. 
Yeah, shit got ruined again, and we're redoing this the day after. I still haven't gone to bed, so when you get to the end of the podcast, and we mention that it's 5.30, it's now 6 at <laughs> night, I still haven't gone to bed. So I don't know how uh, up I'm going to be for this, except I have my pants off. might be up. I almost just killed my freaking kids. I tell them, i got to re-record this part. They're yelling at each other up the stairs. I was going to fucking, fucking wring their necks. And if you say I hit him, I was gonna. gonna hit him? <laughs> I almost did. I was gonna kill him, but yeah, we're here to once again talk Green Lantern Rebirth and Green Arrow Rebirth. Green, Green Lanterns. Green uh, Lanterns. I did it again. I was even actually <laughs> as we do this, I have everything edited and I was putting it in uh, the thing in, in the show notes. Green Lantern. I put. I actually caught it then. Right. Oh, this Green Lanterns bit. So I have a theory that it's not going to be that for long, but we're not going to argue like we did last night. Yeah. No arguing because we're going to talk Green Lantern now. You give us that's your book, right? Green Lanterns. My book. I, Green it's going to take me forever to remember Lanterns. I'm going to say that until actually they'll end up canceling. Until it they cancel it or yeah. they shorten it to Green Lantern. Just call it over. I don't then know what like, they would call it. I was it. always right. Yep. Fuck everyone. That's what I'll say. It's weird because even when they do, they do fool around with stuff like even like the uh, New Guardians kind yeah. of fell apart a bit. You know what I mean? They they do some crazy shit, but. Uh, go on. What the fuck is this book about? Green Lantern's Rebirth, number one, written by Jeff Johns and Sam Humphreys, with art by Ethan Van Skyver, Ed Bennis, and Travis Lanham. What could be cooler than having Simon Baz in his own book? Well, having Jessica Cruz join the party as well, that's what. Ooh, party. The party. This Rebirth issue is all about seeing these two unlikely Lanterns being forced to work together while the Green Lantern Corps is off fighting a war in deep space, and you wouldn't know... And you... <laughs> <laughs> I just had to write this real yeah, fast. You Wouldn't you know? know? Wackiness ensues. Yeah. And a big old ass kicking ensues as well. Yeah, I'm actually, when when we had already talked, I, I've read this stupid issue 800 times. I really liked it, so it's not really stupid. Yeah. It's funny about this, though. This is definitely the one that they're like, okay, we want to show just the team up. Because when I thought about it again and reread it for the, like I said, the 900th time, I'm like, you know what? Nothing really had, like, there's nothing that attacks. You do get the Red Lanterns at the end that are going to be the big bad. But yeah. they just show, that one panel, Atrocitus looking badass, I think Blaze is dead. I still she, do. She is basking in I, orgasm. I don't know the, what she's doing. It's really. I know whenever I, I, I think have you sex with someone, they bask yeah, and have I blood running out their mouths you, as well. You get mad about her and Atrocitus getting along. I'm not thinking they're having sex. I, I Maybe it's freaking what's a Dexter. He looks like he's been doing some stuff. But uh, the issue starts off and you're getting a voiceover. Well, you know, we find out later, but you knew right away, right, that it was atrocitous. No, I had no idea, honestly. I, I, just because of the red. I didn't I, know it, what to expect coming into this book, well, honestly. Here's the the thing that, that got me, Simon actually. And, the, only uh, thing, yeah, the only thing that, that got me a little was that he, it starts off talking about how Jordan being mm-hmm. a problem, and then when they go and it, it's, result, you know, and you said uh, you had an issue because they kind of mess up the order a little and give it's Guy the order in my well, mind. Because really, like, as you know, Jim, I have the first appearance of Guy Gardner. Yes, you do. And You're it was the, before but, John But that Stewart. was not the first appearance of Green Lantern Guy no, Gardner, right? Not. You only had the appearance. He's just no, there. No, I think I had him in the... Or you had the I, Green Lantern appearance, not... The, not his I, first I, appearance. It's it so was some fucking up. nonsense. Uh, uh, the weird, the weird thing about this, though, is as they spell it out... It, it's I was sold and all good. If there's how that he's a problem, then they're like, after him, another was choosing a man who gave the court in perspective, not all threats, and that's John Stewart. You're like, bullshit. And they're all, God knows before John. They're saying, Get these it are, right, they're, they're saying these are all a problem. But then they go and you see this lantern, uh, or guardian, I mean. And first off, 
I think you're made to think, hey, oh my God, Ganthet. But it, it doesn't look like no, it's, it's Ganthet. And it, it looks like Ganthet in a uh, outfit that might have been in Time Bandits. So that's fucking like steampunk, a goddamn yeah, guard. But as it's, as it's going and it switches to that next page, immediately before reading more, thought that that was who was saying it. I thought that, that this guardian was saying it, though. The, the red uh, around the border was on. But then it says, like, hey, look at this guardian. You know what I mean? Then right. it, then you're like, oh, no, it's not him. And then I thought, oh, you know what? I went And I, I, I kind of knew it was Atrocitus, but I didn't know what you know was going on because you see that he has a different ring. It's a new ring that he has made. He's been guarding for millennia. He forced he himself. Uh, it's it's forbidden something forbidden. <laughs> it's se- sexy. The sexy ring. The sexy ring. Yeah, so he's there. He's being uh, chased by the Dominators. And the way you talk, like I said even before, I really do think that a lot of the, these these rebirths, like you don't want to just throw shit out there. It's supposed to, you know, I would think that everything is planned and whatever, and the Dominators kind of did throw me off, and I was saying to you, maybe they're going to come into play later. They were in big in that invasion crossover yeah, yeah. story. And, uh, you know, you looked it up before from an old interview that Jeff Johnson yeah, loves he was, the Dominators. Yeah, he loves the Dominators. It seems like he always wanted to try to get them involved, but maybe that's it. Maybe this is him, like, maybe hey, I, I got him wrong because he is here. He's not on the book anymore. Maybe this was his last chance. He might figure... I'm not going to be on the Green Lanterns anymore. Maybe it was that. I, I don't know. I'm not even going to. Later down not, the line, he's going to slip Sam Humphrey some like uh, yeah. cold cash. Yeah, like, hey, hey, Sam, it boy. But yeah, I I know that even when we were talking earlier about uh, Batman and Superman, and I, maybe I am just going too gaga about this and looking too much into it. I just because of what they mean and it's right. a that start. Um, yeah, maybe I am. Maybe I I'm don't not. Know. Honestly, I'm just telling you, it, this is all supposed to be better and. Different than what we got for the New 52 and even Convergence. But how many people spent so long thinking about Pandora and every goddamn yeah, issue? Yeah, yeah, I, I know. And well, with this, I, I I get, and we've seen a little of it in some of the books. We'll see more, I think, in the next one, the Green Arrow book, that these are also like they want these people to come back into the comics. The people who gave up at the, re, uh, not Rebirth, at uh, Flashpoint and the New 52. And they want to give them something like something to be familiar with. And I don't know how familiar, you know, that this invasion story. Hey, everybody, story. if you want some dominators, but it is, they were But it is like something you're there and like, holy shit, they've been around? Oh, man, you know, something like that. And yeah. even like people, I did tell you some people were giving a lot of shit online. I saw was like, here's Jeff Jones. You can tell he started because there's a prophecy and there's a rigging running, uh, you know, uh, guardian and stuff like that. But again, is that something that you want to put because then people are like, oh yeah, yeah, this is, this is kind of, uh, safe and familiar a little to start. And it's intriguing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you want to get people in on a book, then throw out another fucking ring. It, though maybe some of the people would be like, God damn, this Jeff um, Johns go, with I'm his going rings. back to when uh, Jeff Johns first started, and I was a you were so mad. Off. Like, yeah. God damn Skittle Lanterns now. Yeah. What the hell is this nonsense? But, but, I, I eventually got on the trolley, yeah, but. Yeah. When we see that this Guardian, like, he opens the box out of fear because he's about to get fucking yeah, captured by the Dominators. Yeah. And we discussed this all before about, we think him opening this up, it was like, you know, I got nothing left. And now yeah, every, yeah, it's the Dominators that were effort. pursuing him and the Guardian are dead. And yeah. this ring is out and about, maybe going to Earth. Who yeah, knows? He's heading to Earth with He's it. heading. I don't it's know what the weird. ring's That's doing. That's what I'm saying. He was heading there, but you don't know. And even if he got caught, say what I said to you, we, we talked about it, that I think they're all dead at this right. scene. Uh, it's weird because even if they grabbed him, 
and they and they open the box. What's in the box there? What's in the box? You think they would have died anyway? I don't yeah. know, but maybe it's like uh, my whole thing. This issue really stresses the anxiety uh, spin on Jessica. Yeah. Maybe if you're because an- he would be anxious at this point. He'd sure be would. very anxious to die. Maybe that's why he opens it because that anxiety can trigger I don't trigger know. It's it. his, his fear game. Yeah, he right? says yeah. he gives into fear, but then they do make it a point, a pretty solid point later to stress what the difference between anxiety and fear is. Yeah. And maybe that's even like a thrown in thing where Atrocitus doesn't even know that. Diff- it's weird because with this prophecy, Atrocitus is really spelling out this can give me everything I want. Yeah. It's very odd. Uh, and when it explodes out, he opens the box, it explodes. It looks like that will be the symbol. It looks like yeah, basically that looks like me, the what, new symbol for the, whatever the uh, a circle in the middle and just it's a very common, you know, a very yeah. basic symbol. But uh, and that's the thing cool is, enough. this is supposed to be a big reveal. And I have to tell you, when I first read this, I wasn't too impressed. It's not just like we're going to get another ring. I just don't think it's going to be like a big thing down the line anyway. But we see it looks like we have every emotion of like on the emotion yeah, spectrum coming out every light. Like and I'm like. I've already seen Kyle yeah, tame really. every goddamn one. And, and it's so funny when the when first it, lantern already. When it yeah, opened because yeah, when when the the explosion happened, it is a little like crazy at that. At first, I'm like, is that the white lantern? Because it seemed like this would just be the white lantern. Yeah, and even and the Indigo it, Tribe can like you know call upon anyone they want. Yeah, yeah, it is it is weird. It, it it's I'm with you. This isn't the thing that I loved about the book. It is just something thrown in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. Could have set us up for the next couple, uh, you know, What arcs. I think is this is the oblivion stones of this. <laughs> Every issue at the end will get one panel of this ring flying. Oh, it's my God. Flying it's, it's flying past Jupiter. It's almost there. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I get whatever. But then we move in. And really, you have to – I think they probably thought, hey, we, we need something shocking. Because the rest of the issue is not really shocking. It's we not anything. Hey, Jeff, you got any rings up your sleeve? Yeah, really. You got Because you need something to be like, holy shit, did you see that? Nothing else is like that, though I like it. Yeah, uh, I like it as well. We go next and we see Simon Bass. And you and myself, we love Simon Bass. Love him. I love him. And maybe it's one of those, we, we've talked about characters a lot Maybe it's one of those because we haven't got enough of him. I love him. Maybe after it's, like, it's like how Firefly ended and never had a chance yeah. to be bad. And may, yeah, yeah, really. Put it maybe, on a pedestal. Yeah, I'm saying after eight issues, maybe we're like, that's Simon Bass, a real fucking dick. <laughs> it might be. Maybe it's just that we love him because we haven't gotten enough. But he goes back to Earth, and you were thrown off a bit right away. I, I understand it, and I don't mind it. But the whole like terrorist thing like that, people are awful. Boy, it really is sticking around. You know what I mean? It's one thing for them to go by, hey, who's that lady? Her brother's a terrorist. You know, we're not going to her dinner party. I'm not going to her Tupperware party. But to actually go through the thing of they keep doing this. Every He's going back three times. Every time he's got to take this this paint, he's got to paint over this terrorist stuff. It's very odd, too. Who's finding out about this, That's I'm not even just not even finding out, but that would be like me finding out that your sister is a Republican, and I go over to your house. Republican. Are you calling Republicans terrorists, Jim? Yes, I am. Now, I, I, I was actually going to say something even worse, but I won't even get into that. Your sister's a pedophile. Sick. Yeah, but even that. Why don't if you found out my brother was a pedophile, would you come and keep constantly spray-painting it on my house? Are you living with – is he living with you? Well, no. He's a Green Lantern. He is in space. 
<laughs> he's out in space. Well, I'll he's wait for him to come guy. back, and then I'll do it. Yeah, and even then, you might be like, and I'll hey, spell it it's wrong. So weird. It, it's odd to me, and he spells it out like, oh, my sister. She keeps losing jobs because of it, and it throwed. It really threw me off. I told you that I'm like, oh, she. She's married. Where yeah. I know that they're like, oh, you know, she might say something. We're we talking about the Freedom of Information Act going on and here. What's really, going on? What what town do they do they ever really spell? Oh, it's Dearborn, th- Michigan. It's, yes. Okay, Dearborn. Yeah, that's there. that's where Bruce Campbell's from. Yeah, well, I guess Bruce Campbell and only one, <laughs> um, uh, you know, Arab American family. I don't know. Is that why? You know what I mean? Is that why they're going downtown and they're the only one? Oh, that must be Simon Baz's sister because there's nobody else. It's really odd, but it does. Well, it's, like, it's like Reggie before we uh, got on recording the whole thing. He was looking up the history of Quakertown, and we, yeah. apparently we have 0.3 percent Native Americans. Native like, American. I have never seen that family. Yep, yeah, I did. But and then you're writing I Savage on the goddamn wall. And, yeah, and then I like, go, what is yes, wrong with Savage. You, <laughs> and then he's writing, you know, pale skin. And then we come to an impasse. We agree to disagree. You have but a yeah, Thanksgiving. This is a good scene to me, though. It does set up for – it's it's for people who don't know who Simon is. We yeah. know this whole thing, so it does come off a little, you know, a little – not too much, but, you know, it's, it's past. To us, this should be gone. But this is his – this is not even just his origin, but basically the this way they're real, going forward, this is him. This is picking up exactly where he left off pretty much, where yeah. he was known as a terrorist for stealing a van that had bombs in it, but even though yep. he – he did steal a goddamn van, but... It's funny, because when the guy from the government comes, I, I always forget his name. I keep wanting to say Agent Wessel. He's G-Man. I got He's nothing. G-Man. Well, G-Man, even he says, like, hey, we know you're not a terrorist. No, you didn't. You know, you kind of broke the law in other ways. I, yeah. I, I did like that. But... but you know what? You're a Green Lantern. We're going to give you some leeway yeah, he here. As long as you come and check in with us and tell yeah. us all about the Green yeah, Lantern Corps, you're a, our mole. He's a mole. He's a sellout. That son of a bitch. And, and really... Snitch, they, get stitches, they, Simon. They, yes. I forgot about that. And do you think that that's going to come into play? Do you think at some point... I really don't. They're going to call him, like, guy's going to find out and be pissed? I, I don't... It's one thing, though. It's weird because if it does... Like, say guy finds out. Really, well, they don't have anything to hide. No. You know I, what I, I mean? Say, it's intergalactic Actually, you know shit. what? It would be... Well, guy was a police officer, and John was in the military, so yeah. those two might have an issue. And Hal worked was in the Air Force. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they might all have an issue, but... Uh, but you know what, though? This, this reminds me... This is all going to come into play for the ending of Omega Men, where the military is going to go out into space yes, and they're looking Stellarium for Stellarium or whatever the fuck Stellarium they're looking God for, damn. and they're like, hey, uh, Simon, you got to go get Stellarium. Now, the one thing that we thought was a little odd i wish that they would have shown him with the gun i know uh, what the because hell is, that's, that's like that's his trademark characteristic of his green lantern and to me, a lot of people hate that i always thought it was cool it's and a yet, standout thing the other thing was when that, when that yeah when that came to be before it did seem like that was it ended up just being a hokey thing because when he didn't have you know what i mean yeah, it I was used but i liked it i it, because it made him different um, but yeah, here you get it. He's mad. He's been fighting for this planet. He's been fighting for the core. He goes back to Earth and he's treated like shit. He's returned from war. They're spitting in his face. Eric. Several wars. Yeah, several wars and, and galactic wars. And yeah, they're spitting in his face. And what are they Other calling universe him? wars? Yeah, I was listening. You're like, he's a baby killer. <laughs> but yeah, so you get that. But anybody going into this, at least you get the point. You know, really go from this. Go from what you're getting. What how they're stressing this. Simon is pissed. Yeah. He thinks that people aren't respecting him. He thinks that uh, you know people are looking through 
just the surface. They don't know him. Why aren't they treating me better? You know, this and that. And then you go to Jessica, and I thought that they should have more of a background. You said that you were flying with it. You you like it. She's anxious. It's she is very agoraphobe. Right now, though, for what we have with Jessica, I feel that the, giving a backstory here would be so convoluted to try to get yeah. anybody on board. The little bit they give, I think, is enough to it's, run with until we play weird. with it again really, later on. Like they have it when it goes to her. She's in Portland. Yeah. It goes to her, and you see the soccer field from the top. And, like, that panel itself, she just could have been walking and, like, yeah, it's weird being back on Earth. Well, not back on Earth. It's weird being, you know, by myself now for all this time I was with the Justice League. I saved Flash Life. I thought I was dead. It, it could have been two panels. I would have liked it. I think that that would have given people a little more idea and really may have – you put on the bottom C, Justice League, you know, blah, no, blah, blah, really this. Should, yeah. And then they would have been like – people probably would have jumped on. At least you get that – if you got that, you'd be like, okay, I would have had C, go see. you know, Green Lantern number yeah, zero like even after if she, whatever yeah, for Simon and then I would have had – See Dark Side yeah. War for Jessica. Yeah, even if Jessica was walking, like, boy, it's weird just being by myself now. I forgot, you know, all this, and I, you know, it's been a while. And then they had see Justice League Dark Side. Yeah, I'm War. saying you don't need people to do it for what they give us, but maybe somebody yeah. would want to know well, where they came from. Where I, I'm wrapping my head around a little more is they really. What they're giving you is basically, to me, what they want you to know, and they only really want you to know that Jessica is a anxious person who doesn't you know she's afraid she it's not fear it's anxiety i said to you it's very odd because when i looked up i'm like i wonder what spectrums they they would have still like i'm thinking about if this is a ring and i just looked up basic emotions and again willpower is not on that list avarice (laughs) you know that this stuff that has bothered you forever um but one of the main things is anxiety and they really stress in that the wikipedia thing or whatever i looked up said you know, anxiety. People often confuse this with fear. It is not fear. Fear is the, the uh, you know, you're upset at something that has happened, a legitimate thing. Anxiety is uh, the expectation of a future threat. So it is right. a different thing. And they really do. Oh, spell- believe me, I know anxiety. Yeah, yeah. And they really do spell that out. And but, you know, you get it really quick. She talks to her sister. Hey, you know, her sisters, I've been trying to get you out of, uh, you know, your apartment forever. Now, one other thing is. I would think that her sister would come over and call her like sis. You know what I mean? Because really, to me, I forgot that was her sister. You I'll had take... to tell me a hundred times then when we were talking the last time because she just says, Jessica, hey, what's up, Sarah? You know, they, they don't even spell out something like, hey, you know, mom's been worried or, you know, just, you know, or anything. Hey, yeah, you know, yeah. I always try to look out for my sister. It, it's really odd that they don't do it. It just seems like a friend. And I, I do think that's the one complaint I have or one of the complaints for this whole book. I do think that they really skirt the issue with Jessica just to get, boom, we want to get to Simon we got we got to get the everything, And that's honestly. the main thing. So they, I'm they, saying, in the scene where she comes in and, like, you don't, you don't think there's enough backstory, what she's talking about here about she doesn't understand why the ring picked her because yeah. she is, in her mind, full of fear. Her sister calls it anxiety, but whatever. She is an agoraphobe, does not like being around people. And I like this scene just because she's outdoors, you know. Well, she is and, outdoors, you know. Uh, she's, her apartment's gone. Or she was kicked out. But now yeah. she is forced. She's out and about because she has nowhere to go. She's around all these people. And, and this scene alone to me is like her overcoming her fears. But the, and the reason the, why. The issue I have with that only is that you, me and you both, we read the issue where she's in her room cowering when the power ring's there trying yeah. to, you know. A lot of people jumping in uh, don't see that. So it doesn't have the, like, I don't think people are jumping to what you're saying to this. The only thing I say as a negative to that as well 
is the uh, the fact that she's forced. If I'm an alcoholic and you come with a gun and say you're not drinking this weekend and I don't, I, I really haven't done anything myself. I'm not, uh, you know, my my problem has not gone away. <laughs> and her getting kicked out of her house, forcing her to go outside. I, I'm saying that she could have maybe called her sister, but here she's actually walking yeah, about. I don't know, but to... where is she going to call? I don't think I she has a cell phone. I have no people and have she, cell phones. There's no pay phones anymore. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I get she's been in the power ring. Her cell phone bill, it, it is a, she hasn't paid. <laughs> they, it. they turned her phone off. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think that the whole thing of getting her out of the apartment more was that so they don't have to deal with. Remember when Hal in the actual Green Lantern book when the in the New Fifty Two they kept having him go back to Earth and all yeah. the bills and stuff. <laughs> and then finally he's like, fuck it, I don't want to, I'm going to get my I'm life out. together. Remember when Carol was like, hey, you know, you don't have your life together and he was going to quit and, and do that. But that lasts, like two, pa- two issues? Yeah, it didn't last. But well, then Carol was off smooching with Kyle Rayner. So Damn right she hell, was. Whore. But yeah, then a hero. they both, her, Simon and her, get called. There is a uh, alien craft that's crashed in Arizona. They get called, they go, uh, Jessica... They do a good job giving it that, like, she's a rookie, right? Like, oh, she's yeah. like, whoa, and it's taking her away. Uh, reminded me a little of the movie when, when, uh, oh, Hal fucking, first yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, freaking, what's his Don't name? Don't ever talk about that yes. movie. Yes. <laughs> there was some points. There was. I'm okay. telling you, Ryan Reynolds to me was just not Hal Jordan, though. No, and people really like to dump on that movie. My kids, that movie, it's weird. That movie. And the freaking the original that Fantastic Four with right. Jessica Alba. And stuff. My kids love those. Like they are like nonstop popcorn kid flicks. popcorn fun. Yeah. they're not comic book people who want you know their movie. But yeah, that they were fun. My kids you love hear that those. Ben Affleck. Yeah, really. My kids <laughs> love those two movies. My kids just watched the uh, the new Fantastic Four, and you said you liked the beginning. I th- I'm, telling, I'm telling you, the first half I think was yeah. great. Yeah, my Second kids half loved, fell apart. For my me. kids loved every bit of it. Again, they they were having fun. I did. I was doing a review or something. I heard it, and the one guy uh, when uh, the thing would talk, he sounded like Kylo Ren to me. Now it was t- <laughs> throwing me off. But yeah, they end up at this crash site in Arizona, and that's where Simon. And sees like, what the fuck? I got called. The, you know, the ring called me. Who the fuck are you? And Jessica's there. She doesn't even know the sector. It, it, it seemed a little odd. I don't know. You, I, I would think that the ring. I'm telling you, she has no she has training used, at all. I know, but she used the ring to talk to Hal in the Justice League. Oh no, in the Rebirth special. She was there when he's like, "Hey, I'm in the, you know, the far reaches of space. We have to deal with Sinestro." Who? But yeah. I, it just to the point where I don't know. Maybe there's an autopilot that they should set in there that when you do get this ring, they do make the th- – it does tell you. It introduces you at the beginning. Right. But maybe they should have an auto thing where the ring kind of lets you in on a couple things. If she <laughs> has the ring. It, you know, she hadn't taken it off. She had it on. But, yeah, it's all for, you know, the intro. And, really, you're getting that she's a rookie. Simon does not consider himself a rookie, and rightly so. He's mad. He He's seen not- some shit. And uh, they're going to fight. And it's a manhunter. You love the manhunters. Right? I do like the manhunters. Yeah, so they start fighting it. Come on, robot bad guys? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and they start fighting it, and they both fail. Completely. You know? And I don't know if the problem was that how – and it's it's all a ruse, Eric. A this ruse. Was a, this was a test. I said to you that it reminded me a lot of the Sentinels attacking the X-Men all the time, and all of a sudden you find out that it's just, you know, a uh, – a training session. Danger zone. Danger yeah, yeah, room. the danger room. But yeah, they're they're finding. Is it that you think that if they would have worked together, 
they would have passed? Is that no, the lesson? No, I don't. I don't I know just, what the lesson is because there, ha- there was no training involved. Yeah, but I'm saying maybe wasn't sat down like, hey, I'm gonna. If no. anything, he had badge. Maybe show him a few things every now and again. Yeah, I'm just saying. What do you think? Because they failed. What do you think would have not failed? Like now, this is, this is the Kobayashi Maru in my mind. You, there's a, it's a no-win no, situation. I just actually think that he wanted to see if they'd work together right away. Just as a team. If they would have said, hey, how do you do this? I think that might have done it because individually attacking does not work. It goes nuts. Um, and, and they really spell it out. It's like, I'm going to do this. Step away. Oh, no. Hey, I'll do it. You know. And I really do think that that's what he's trying to set up. But it, it, it is doomed to fail. They're yeah. not going to work together. They don't even know each other. And, and I uh, love it too, though, too, because Hal is all like dumping on them. And like, really, Hal? Besides for the fact that he's taken over the core, he's been pretty much a like a lone gunman. He does yeah. his own thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, he yeah, doesn't really. He's not big on teamwork. Maybe work. that's one of them. Maybe he's like Batman. He's starting to think different. This is something new. Eric. Well, yeah. Now that the core's back, well, we don't even have that interaction yet I because know. we have not completed Edge of yeah. Oblivion, yeah, and we don't really. have Hal Jordan Th- and the Green Lantern Corps yet. All, I'll tell you this book. And all of that wrapped up, it, it kind of throws me off anyway, because they say, like, hey, the, the core is at the edge of the universe, and they might be dead. And then I'm thinking, is it the edge of the universe, like edge of oblivion? But it's not, because Simon's Time's there. Back, and, yeah. it, and you're like, no, it can't be. And then even then, it's very odd to me that, uh, and I didn't even think of this before, when he does tell them that, it's weird for Simon not to want to go, because he has just fought his way back with all those guys. Yeah. They're off, and... He's just, eh, uh, I and know. I'm telling you, though, I'm, up until this, right before this, should have been the Dark Side War, so the whole Green Lantern Corps were there fighting alongside. Yeah, but, yeah, the, but even, no, the Dark Side War is even further back, because then you had the Super, the last day of so Superman uh, was after that. Yeah, I don't know how the timeline yeah, works. So, well, that was the last thing before yeah. Rebirth, so I don't know. The last days of Superman might have been five days, So they, but you know what I'm saying. I it it was a while back. Y- you kind of... You're kind of getting that with him, you know, but it seems like he's just returned. He's, you know, he didn't wait five days to get rid of that terrorist paint. He was getting that on. But, yeah, also, we were thrown off a bit because when... That was the second time this week, Jim. Yes, when when Jessica shows up and he's, hey, where'd you get that ring? And she's like, oh, you know, I don't know, you know, did someone die? Tell me it was Guy Gardner, please. And we're like, wait a second, unless there's something that happens in Edge of Oblivion, Simon and Guy had a pretty good relationship. I mean, if anything, they were comrades, but they really did work together. I think he's a lot nicer to Guy when they're they're alone. Yeah. He's just just jumping on the bandwagon. Everybody always talks shit on Guy. He's bad-mouthing her to to Jessica. He's like, this is a new one. This wants to seem cool. Yeah, that's and he's like, I don't know what she knows, but I'll throw that guy Garner. That's what everybody does. It Love is God, a little God. weird. It's a weird, and it's like it seems to me that now Jeff John should know better, but maybe the Sam Humphreys. That's like his idea of a joke. Uh, the big joke through all of these Green Lantern uh, books has been the amount of uh, Earth lanterns. Yeah, and they kind of do spell it out a little here. Like I said, if that was all a joke, you kind of do get the punchline where he's like, "Hey, shit's going wrong. I don't know what's going. This is how saying the the rings must think we need a lot more on Earth because shit's going wrong and we all have to go elsewhere." Um, where are the rest? It is funny. They have all these Earth lanterns, but they, you know, why are they always in the lead? You know, why? It's, Earth is badass, man. That is right. You are correct. But yeah, they're they're bickering. 
You were thrown off by That's the bickering. Number one. I, I didn't mind the bickering that, because Hal tells him, listen, you know what? You, you failed. Why don't you start acting like you, you're supposed to be beyond fear? Why don't you start acting like it? And I, I was thrown off because it seemed like both of them pretty much jumped into the fray. Yeah. They, they went, especially Jessica, who we've seen as anxious and all that. She gets, she tries her best. She yells, you know, go to hell. I'm the Green Lantern, whatever she says here to, in the name of the Green Lanterns, back the hell off. It's pretty, you know. That's not fearful. It's, it's silly, but yeah, I like it. It is, but, you know, I said, you liked it. You thought that that was her just kind of improvising to, to what she thinks. Too. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, Hal should have just said, like, hey, you guys are Green Lanterns. Start acting like it. But, yeah, they're going to have to work together. They're bickering, and Hal's like, fuck it. I don't have time. i got to get the fuck going. Shit is going wrong. Yeah, it says to Simon. I don't even know he, why I'm here doing weird this Weird that now. he says to Simon, you got seniority by weeks. And yeah, I, I heard that that was just Hal's like, I don't have time. I don't have time for this. So Simon would be like, weeks. I'm saying, I, you talking about Renegade? It initially threw yeah, it initially threw me off, but I'm like, yeah, this is how just trying to quell the situation, fucking yeah. move on. Yeah, maybe by weeks. It'd be asshole. funny. It's like weeks. At, we find out at the edge of oblivion, they come back in time to like a week after. You know, if that's what does it, it's all fucked up. I've been waiting three years to get more yeah, of Simon, really. and like weeks now. I'm yeah. like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, weeks. But yeah, they, and he fuses the battery. To make them work together, I think that is going to cause problems. The one of them is going to get killed. You know what I mean? And also, who's now taking it be- home at night? It's a pocket universe. It's yeah, fine. That, who's, but you who, can access that pocket nope. universe any place uh, you who, are. Who is going to, you know, they have to be together. But that'll be funny, though, if we get an odd couple situation where they have to so go apart. Because well, Jessica's outdoors, you know. That's what I think and it's Simon's leading to. Sister. I think that they're going to start living together. And I but don't who, mean who, sexy. I'm saying that, but who's going to rent a place out to a fucking terrorist they're or a girl not, got kicked out of her last apartment? I think that they were showing that that garage, she's living you know, in that garage. Her ruined. Yeah, she's living in that garage. That's why they showed that there's a garage when he's painting it. That's her new one. And that where Simon lives? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they're going to live on the fucking moon. They'll find the Mobius chair. Boom. There you go. But yeah, and, and it all sets up houses. Listen, I got to go. The Green Lanterns aren't around to train you. Uh, but Turns you have out the Simon's League. a slob and she's a clean freak. That'd be great. <laughs> freaking Simon freaking throws the cigar and freaking with the umbrella picks it up. And then he fucking makes a construct uh, fucking big boxing big old glove. Fucking sandwich. Big boxing glove and smashes her upside the head with it. <laughs> and then he's arrested. That's it. It's over. Now Called he's, a terrorist. He's not just a terrorist, but a wife beater. They, I don't know why it's a wife Oh, but yeah, the, the Justice League is going to train them. He needed so, the green card. Who, who's training them on the Justice League? I Everyone. That, I just thought he should say, hey, if you need help, I, I don't know that they're going to get training from them. The thing Especially I really Aquaman. Int- What's Aquaman telling them? He's talking about the sea. Yeah, you know, maybe. people want to know about the sea. They like the that sea. shit. I'm, I'm sure that Jessica wanted to be a marine biologist when she was a little girl. Probably. They who, all who did. Who hasn't been <laughs> you know, down that road? The thing is, I really like the issue, though, because, like, besides for we have. Um, their batteries being fused, they have to work together. This whole buddy cop element. We have these two freaking rookie lanterns who have no idea. They have no core training. Kilwag hasn't kicked the shit out of them yet. This really reminded me of when uh, Kyle Rayner got his ring right. and he decided to have on-the-job experience. He had no idea about. It. He's just like Jessica. He had no idea but, about anything. You know what's funny? And I then just, he got on the Justice I, League and had to do yeah. it from there. Well, I thought of this. It's kind of funny. Is uh, Simon's all talk when they go to that watchtower? Oh, he's a fanboy. The Justice League know her. 
She's been with them. She oh, yeah. saved them. So then she's going to be the big wing. She's Boy, been on the Justice League. He she's is got going seniority to care. be pissed. He <laughs> is going to be so upset. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're not showing all that with Jessica because when the Justice League shows up or when they go there, uh, yeah. they'll have that little thing where they can explain it with them. Like Flash will I'm be telling there. you. I, Flash will gonna, give her a high five. That's all you're going to get. I don't know how much we're going to have the Justice League in this book because we actually have them in the Justice League book. I know. It's just weird. Do you think that that's a spe- uh, call out that, hey, these are going to be the Lanterns in the Justice League book? Or Probably. do you think that they're going to be in both, kind of going back and forth? Yeah, yeah, they are going back and forth. Yeah, like they that. are pushing, though, for that. And, yeah, if it's anything, then it would be that, hey, just to remind everyone, these are the Green Lanterns of Earth, so they'll have to be in the Justice League, so they, they show that. It, it is a weird thing, because this is one of the only books going forward, except maybe I was thinking, maybe the Teen Titans, right. that you're going to get, you get a whole new team in a book for a rebirth, and the rebirth, oh, the legacy and things like that, this is one of the, there's not a legacy here. It's a Green Lantern legacy, but yeah. these two, it, it's very odd. This is one of the, I think that they're uh, going out on a limb for to try to change things up, and maybe it was because they just didn't want to go back. Here's Hal again as the Green Lantern. We it's, have the core. They wanted to switch things up a bit. Tony, with this freaking uh, Justice League, though, I wish they would have changed up the team a little bit. Even though the, we got you know, Jessica yeah. and Simon both on the team now, it's it's pretty much the same Justice League we've had. I don't see Shazam in this, so I don't know if he's on the team. The funny thing, too, is you don't see that pre-Flashpoint Superman either. Yeah, I don't know that they let him on. But, yeah, it'd be nice if this would have been a good reveal if they're like, hey, in the Justice League, I'll help you. There's Booster Gold. There's freaking Plastic Man. (laughs) Don't get too crazy. Who the fuck are they? But, yeah. And I'm looking, too, when they mention the Justice League. Did you see the panel? Simon does look. Simon is like, oh my god, he's like, I don't know what happened. He's he came mesmerized. In his pants. He's yeah, he did. So he's all excited. But yeah, he howls going off, and then it ends with Atrocitus saying, you know, I'm Atrocitus. Red Dawn's coming though. They had said in one of the solicits they had changed that name. Maybe yeah, it went I like back. It being Red I Dawn. like Red Dawn. Maybe yeah. they went back to that. But I remember when it came out, they're like, oh, we can't use Red Dawn. It's going to be like Red Planet or Red Earth. Red Planet, doesn't I think sa- you said to me before, doesn't sound like Red, Red Dawn's kick ass. All of a Red sudden, Dawn they're yelling amazing. Wolverine. The fucking, I never once thought Wolverine's uh, out, though. No, no. But yeah, that's the, immediately I thought that. But yeah, I think Blaze is dead. I swear to Jeez. God. I'm looking at her now. It, it, She looks off. She looks dead. She is basking in an orgasm. I think he's just going to throw her aside. Also, what is on fire there? There's like uh, skulls on fire. It's like the freaking the part in Terminator or something. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty cool. She's bleeding though. She's got blood dripping down there. There, her they mouth. Go. Yeah, she does that. Yeah, I know. It's just weird though. I actually looked up a bunch of pictures. Couldn't find one with her bleeding out of the mouth. I, I actually did look that up. But yeah, there they go. I think she's dead. You think she's having an orgasm? But aren't they the same, Eric? Aren't they the same? Uh, what did you give this? I gave this a seven point eight out of ten. Uh, actually, I'd give it like an eight five. I, at one point, I was as high as a nine. Uh, the more we talked about it, I got a little upset about some of the background stuff right. and whatnot. And then, like, there is a weird thing. You, we won't even go that much into it, but, you know, like, Atrocitus with Blees, we, we've mentioned this before. I have a big problem with what you have a big problem. I just, I, it's weird because, like I said, I, I don't, that is so far in the past, I don't think they care about that anymore. Uh, I, you know, they're not going to go fully against it. But, it was newer than when Simon was introduced with the fucking terrorist stuff. Yeah, but even that, like, that seems very close to then and that we haven't really seen some but like we said we thought the red lanterns i still haven't looked it up but that might be 20 months ago when that ended 
that's a long time. And I, I don't think that they're going to, you know, change a whole story that they have just because of Charles Soule's run who went and fucking signed I, with Marvel. I'm they don't care. Though, all they had to do was take Blaze out of the equation. Everything would have been fine. Yeah, but again, like I, the whole rebirth is this legacy and, and giving you back the things. And if, if somebody out there likes the Red Lanterns who hasn't gone uh, through all the stuff of the New 52, you know, they probably like Blaze on it. And there you have her. She's there. Dexter. Celia Sonks is showing up next there. He better not. I'll next. kill everyone. If they explain that shit's leaking in again, it makes sense. If Wally's back, Celia Sonks, he's back, baby. He is back. But we're gonna he did. Move. I saw we're, him die. And we're going to move on to the next book, which is Green Hour Rebirth. And I really like this. It's written by Ben Percy, art by Otto Schmidt. Biker gang Otto <laughs> Schmidt. Now, thankfully, it's the only biker hey, gang in this. by Cortez. Yeah, yeah, yep. And Nate Picos. Picos. Ben Percy is one of the writers that is sticking with his new 52 book going into Rebirth, and this issue showed me that he's still going to tell the type of story he wants to, but he is willing to change his game up a bit to make it more about his characters and less about the sins of the world. We get horror elements, but uh, and Oliver is still a social justice warrior. You love that term. Stop saying that. But the inclusion of Black Canary... Uh, and Ben Percy poking fun at himself made this one of the better Ben Percy Green Arrow issues yet. Social, I would say the best. Social Justice Warrior. I will wait until the end of his first arc to make grand statements like, oh my god, it's, it's the greatest thing well, ever. Well, I'm but, saying this is the yeah, best this is his issue. Be- this is his best issue. But for now, I finally like what we're getting. And it is true. Um, you had reviewed the... Uh, Green Arrow book and people are giving you shit all along about it like your reviews like out of nowhere people are, you don't talk for us and stuff well, like that's that but because boy, I kind of overstepped my bounds in one of my you words did say that, people you know at, like you know we don't like, want this all of the fans agree yeah 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 somebody calls down that but Green Arrow fans telling you in our little world here our little world here neither of us liked it yeah. And you, I had to just read it once for the podcast to be able to talk to you about it. And that was too much for me at points that every time you, you would get there. And I know that the whole thing, Rebirth, the New 52 was dark, whatever. But at the point where Green Arrow and Ben Percy came around, it, it seemed like it was even lightening up a bit. And that was real, you know, not even just dark, but miserable. Yeah. Like Green Arrow himself, Oliver, was miserable. He, he was no fun. I wouldn't want it to hang out with him. Would you? No, it, it was just not. Everything was awful. I'm hanging out with the fucking Oliver from American Alien. That's what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. But now we get something that's a little better. Um, and it starts off Oliver is having dinner. I think he's trying to fail. He's having dinner with a, a Republican senator's daughter. That's I'm there writing on her fucking things. Republican. <laughs> but yeah, and, and she's like, oh, that liberal pig. And they had argued. And you get a little voiceover between... Uh, Oliver and the waiter. You talk and to waiters all the time like this? No, it's weird. I get the idea, though. It, this happens in TV shows or movies yeah. all the time. I mean, you're a bigwig like that. Yeah, this waiter's going to talk. When they see Oliver Queen come in, he gives a kid after leaving there a dollar. I would say he tips this guy 200 bucks at least. Right? $100, yeah. At least. And, uh, yeah, I think that he's t- they're talking. And I said to you that I thought that this uh, Republican senator's daughter is Eric Shea and the <laughs> reviewers because he's like, oh, man, she found me exhausting. She said that I was uh, sanctimonious and holier-than-thou attitude. And I think that that is him kind of poking fun at what people had said about the book into there. The thing is, I don't think I've ever said that about Oliver Queen. I've said that about Ben Percy. Well, that's what I mean. I don't mean that you said that about Oliver. I think that that's he's living it 
direct through thing that. Yes, him. That, that this is him. Like, He's living through his words. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, his character, you think that, or the critics thought that. I really do think I that. I get it, Ben. White people are terrible. Yes, and here we don't get that. And it's really cool. No. And then he goes out. And this underground uh, Nosferatu yeah. people are terrible. Yeah. I'm and okay I'm with fine that. with that. That's fine. And because they do seem awful. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he goes out, and you get the beginning of the th- Oliver like throws shuts. money at shit. He gives this kid this little dirty urchin with his mom with her free, with her freaking uh, Woody Guthrie sticker on her guitar. Uh, like, hey, please, Mr. Beardman. And he's like, yeah. Gives a hundred bucks, and it does end up leading to his mom getting taken by the sewer people. I thought it was Pennywise from Stephen Yeah, yeah there we go. So Hiya, they're Georgie. gone. Well, yes. And in the meantime, Oliver seems to be having a little bit of a conflict in himself already that he's like, I, you know, the, the shit going on, I like to say I'm a social justice warrior, Eric. But on the street level thing, I'm not really helping. Here I am on my penthouse or whatever. So he's out. This gives him a reason why he's out at night. He's going to start patrolling, like, you know, that sort of deal. And the whole thing I told you, um, Ben Percy, when he first got the Green Arrow book, he said that Mike Grell, that longbow hunter's yeah. uh, story, that's his favorite. And that is a story that was dark. It's a hardcore It was Oliver. a hardcore killing Oliver who didn't use trick arrows, didn't even like to call himself Green Arrow. Uh, he was like a, almost it's funny, too, because I think that they might have been going that route at the beginning of Arrow. Right. The TV That's show. What it seemed like. Yeah, because even you, the reason why you didn't jump on right away, is it he, seemed he was killing, killing people, people and you, that's not what you want. And I'm telling you, in Ben Percy's run up until this, he killed people, and it really bothered me. My heroes don't kill. Yeah, yeah. And what I like about this story is that in this issue, I mean in Rebirth, I think that Ben Oliver is saying, like, listen, I'm still Ben gonna, Percy. Ben Percy. What did I say? Ben Oliver? Yeah. <laughs> ben, per- ben Oliver. Uh, ben Percy said, saying to everybody, listen. Um, I want to do still what I was doing, this Mike Grell style, which a little grittier, a little darker. Um, but you know what? I'll give you guys some fun as well. I'll give you what you want. And I really think that in this one panel you get that because he shoots an arrow, which is no – there's no trick arrow to that. That arrow right. that he shoots, that's a longbow hunting – you know, goddamn broadhead. Bull, yeah, that's fucking – but then the next panel – He's jumping off the thing and yelling, call me Green Arrow. You got the it, – It's I amazing. Love, I love that combo of that. Like, you know, you get that. Like, oh, no. no. Oh, my and, God, that's fun. And this one panel right there, so I smiled fun. so much so at that, this I'm one credit. I'm smiling right now. It's the credits page. And I smiled more than I have in any of his books. And I'm you, I, I hated the Green Arrow costume in his last yeah, run before yeah. Rebirth. Here it is fucking perfect. And you know what it is? I think the costume before was like a real lit. You know what I mean? It was something that maybe a guy would wear. I this is a superhero costume to me. I don't know if Patrick I don't know if Patrick Zercher like um did like designed that yeah, costume yeah. because when he got on the book, but it never. You had a big like arrow going diagonally yeah, across yeah. the chest. I'm like, yeah, oh, and, even, it's just and we so don't know. We don't know how it is where you know maybe he submits all this like, hey Ben, you like? The, no, no, I, I'm more. Try to get it this kind of way. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. But I saw this and I'm like, I am in. This that is green is so motherfucking fun. arrow. Yeah. And he goes because the little kid that he had given the money appears to be getting abducted. He goes, grabs the kid. He's going. And the abductor. Another dirty street person yeah, with a poncho. Yeah, another sewer person. She smells better, though. 
And mm-hmm. she whips apart the poncho, whips it off, and somehow under the poncho, for some reason, she's got hot pants and a leather jacket. Why are you going incognito, uh, Black Canary? Yeah, and it's Black Canary. Yeah, really. All she's doing is trying to help a kid. Yeah. You don't need this <laughs> incognito- dirty fucking poncho yeah. hoodie yeah. thing. No, you need that so that we're, we're surprised. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, it's Black Canary. And, again, smile again. Uh, the art there threw me off a little. I, I didn't like her face in it. I don't. It's still. It's it's like throwing me off again. Off well, we talked about it the last time we recorded this section. I even went on, it, but it's like okay. it's a weird I like it, angle though. for where her body goes to where her ass That's is. That's what I'm saying. It's just a weird angle. It, yeah. It's like out of perspective. Somewhere. It's like but she's it's, trying to show off the goods right away. In yeah. this, oh, like, the way she she's is. But like again, moving. if you go with the. There's Green Arrow when he in that when Oliver jumps off the thing, it goes well that now this is her panel to show her stuff. Really Strutter like stuff. Otto Schmidt. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And I, it has aspects to him. I'm, I'm not saying he's taking anything, but freaking Riley Rossmo's uh, like uh, Constantine. Yeah. There's like aspects of that in it, which I really like. Well, but I'll, it's it's done like um, more realistically. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you where I like it. I'm looking at it now. The panel right after Black Canary. Right. You go, and it's them looking at each other. And I like that as it – like there's a perspective to it, but as it goes, it, it kind of washes out a little, and you have that alley, and everything looks great. I really do like it. It's more of a – it's a cartoony look, but a realistic cartoony look. I, I, I like it. I do too. But yeah, he's – I'm actually uh, very angry that I gave you this book. Yeah, yeah. He, he, they see each other. They kind of think, oh, my – you know, oh, that's her again. Yeah. Because at one point it looked – and Rebirth, they were showing that both of them were staying up at night. They were all sexually frustrated. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Is and they got the kid hey i have this kid can you help yeah come on and again this threw you off a bit because he just he oh he shows who he is he, they, he, he goes, takes a small street yep. urchin child and black canary back to his penthouse apartment and he's he, there he is just fucking washing the kid with his mask off mike looks God like dip. fucking kenny rogers in that <laughs> looks like kenny rogers i had such going? a problem too in the previous you know ben percy run where it seemed like Oliver never gave a shit about a secret identity. Like he well, was always doing that, stuff. Like the the costume was out. He doesn't have his mask on. I'm like, yep. what are you doing? Well, if you remember that, we also had an issue um, with spoiler a lot, where she would just show exactly. up, and also really to the point where when Black Canary became a rock star, didn't change her look. No. You know what I mean? There's Black Canary, the person who was a crime fighter. But yeah, they hot pants, tits but out. But the, the best about this though is that the end it all ties in. He it, it really actually does. is addressed, and you like that. And, and it's so simple, but it works yeah. so well. Just showing you the character. He saw that he needed to do something. Yeah, he needed and he to just do it. Did it without yes, thinking about it. That was important. That and I'm was like, the God important. Damn it, that is good. Yeah, because in this, then you get the point where Black Canary is telling. This is the um, thing in the solicits that that threw me off when she's like, you know what, with all your money and stuff, uh, you know, you think that you're doing good, but you're the man. You can't fight the man when you're the man. And he even says at the one point, like, hey. You know what? These trick arrows and all this stuff, that, that takes some, some money. The arrow car costs yeah, some money. Yeah, the arrow car. Co- and the I arrow like car? It. And I know. Maybe we'll get it because maybe he, we'll. he does say, you know, you can't just go around and, and do this stuff. This stuff doesn't now, isn't for free. I'm going to – I really hope this is the last time I bring up Ben Percy's previous run because I keep yeah. doing it. Yeah, but um, the problem I've had is that, like, he wants to continue the social justice warrior thing. And yeah, it yeah. might be just the term that gets it on is. my nerves. The, and I said just in my way, review, it's the term that just, gets me. It's just the way that people are like presented now, like on Twitter and on the online. There's stuff, douchebags. We talked about this. The way I think of we because of it, it's like me 
it, it's I hate this in any sort of walk of life. It's when you do something and have to tell people exactly. that you're doing it. That is you showing out like you can't just be yeah you can't just be somebody that's good you hey don't bother don't worry about me i'm a social justice warrior really you know what i don't if you're gonna do that i'll know that don't the thing is i i can see where he's going besides for that goddamn term because green arrow has always been this in the 70s and shit like that and he's he's a robin hood amalgam robin hood is like one of the biggest but you know original social social justice warriors but but now we're we're having this term thrown at us here which i don't care for but i can understand it's a social media term and it it kills me the last series it was like you know he was this but it was ben percy like doing these social justice kind of stories so over the top that yeah. it never worked yeah. i'm like it was over and over white people are terrible well white remember terrible and we like, had a I lot of problems already. yeah and we had a lot of problems in that last run um because you never had no a good, good side yeah there was no yeah, good there was na- including oliver exactly you know so you were never you were like huh where do i fit on the scale like here <laughs> i'm not leaving i'm here fucking jessica cruz i'm not I, leaving yeah, my apartment i know these sewer people they're bad they're taken homeless they're they and look also, like Nosferatu. again and, and you're homeless. you're pushing the whole thing like everybody means something but you're not killing us with it you're not bashing us over the head with it I like it. I really do. I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And then they go and they then go, they go off to the to, Ewok village. Yeah, they want to find out where his parents are and what happened. So he go. They go to the Ewok village. It's the jungle, <laughs> <laughs> and all this is. They, they only the have this here. Of Endor, they, Jim. They, yes, they go to the far side of Endor. They want to make sure. And and the problem is, little do they know, but this this space station is fully operational right now, Eric. And you, <laughs> your faith in your friends is your downfall. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but yeah, they. What I'm having they, a lot of fun. Is what happened. Yeah, well, what what the deal is is they're just showing this to make you think like, hey, look at Oliver. There right? he is. It's more of this. Oliver wants to help, but you know what? He's out of touch. He's he's yeah. in his fucking penthouse. He is the man. Yeah, he is the man, and uh, he's got to get back to the streets. Black Canary calls him out on it, and they basically here it is. He's like, "Hey, you know what? This money, you know, surveillance, lab work, souped-up motorcycles and boats and planes and trick hours—they cost some money." And I'd like to. I hope that he does not get rid of the money. I really I, hope not. Um, this week on DC All Access on YouTube, Ben they did an interview with Ben Percy, who has the voice of a uh, supervillain. Did he mention the longbow hunters? Because he does um, usually in every he, he interview. Actually, he might actually. I, the thing I really took out of it, he mentioned he's you know, like the Robin Hood aspect. Yeah. This is big deal for Green Arrow, and he always hated all of the money that Oliver had. So yeah. I don't know if he's going to be able it's to get rid of the money though, since we're going back to the legacy. Because go with this with the I, – I like the idea of – Yes, I have money, but again, like Batman, I'm gonna do it uh, something new. And I just I hate when they have to change it up so that way, especially when it looks like in this he would just give it away. And again, maybe that is it. He'll just give it away, and I don't know. Maybe he'll fucking start some goddamn foundations. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, also, we didn't say earlier, but they did mention Emiko when they're bathing that crazy kid, the dirty it's kid. Still, uh, it's just I'm so that they, dirty they, fucking yeah, and they, they give like this, it's nothing. He, hey, you know, go grab some clothes. Emiko will have them. And it, they uh, it's not a name that you would just throw out to this dirty kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's there, so we know. Okay, she's gonna be right, around. She's here. I hope. I hope she's. She was in. my favorite part yes, of his I run hope last that she's time, in so. next issue, and Me I would too. love that her show up, and I would love that interaction between her and Black Canary. I like, want her to second. look at Black Canary down and up. You know what I'm saying? Up oh, and like yeah. look her over and say, "Who the hell is this?" Yeah. And say, "Uh, oh, you know, hey, I'm." Where'd a, you, you know, pick her up? At? And the best thing would be with her 
is she'd be like, you know, I'm going to help. And Emiko wouldn't say, like, I'm already the sidekick. Emiko's like, damn it. No, I exactly. already have a sidekick. Oliver. Exactly. He's my sidekick. And I, I really I love Emiko. Uh, I can't wait for it. And uh, But they go down. They, they find the, the sewer people, the underground men attack the chuds the chuds the chuds attack that these are yeah and they show up now the ewoks at this point they have set up boulders and these crazy fucking the best is the two logs yeah crushed together that's in there right that happens that's a fucking hell of a setup <laughs> and then all of a sudden Little teddy bears all of a sudden hardcore. oliver realizes that he is good and then throws the emperor down that shaft that's over. right it's over right but yeah they, i don't have to kill my father and in the meantime we're getting the narration is c3po and he's rising up in his chair telling the story. I it's actually, it. that's my favorite part of Return of the Jedi. When, when and he's I telling hate, the story and I with the little sound C-3PO. effects. I love the sound effects. It's so dead. good. I love that. Oh, yeah, that's the best one. And they're like, ooh, the, the freaking little Ewoks, fucking dirty-ass Ewoks, fucking lice. Little street urchins. Probably lice all over them. Ugh. But, yeah, they, they follow these underground men into more of the underground, which is the Lies Shadow Underground. Now. Which is the, uh, yeah, which, and Chewbacca, boy, he's just, he's got oh. lice. They got to shave his ass. He looks like a fucking one of those hairless chihuahuas now. Uh, they go down to the underground, That's and they, they, they call it out. And this is definitely, this is a micro thing. His big story happened there where Oliver chased a uh, serial killer down in this exact area. So I, I like that call out. And again, I like call outs. I don't like the, I'm going to do this and force it down your throat. Cause you know, it, this, this is actually isn't bad. It's almost like we bitched about with Ben Affleck saying, I'm going to take aspects of like yeah, comic yeah, yeah. stories and make well, put an original spin on it. It's a that, lot like that. That seems like what Rebirth is trying to yeah. do right now. And then before, you know, maybe it's that's getting its footing. Uh, but yeah, but they, I, I'm saying I like this, so yeah, maybe I'll, I do. I'll like the fucking Ben Affleck Batman here's the thing movie. too: I didn't read the Longbow Hunters. Um, Neither did I. I but, know of it and, and things to deal with. I don't mind. It. Again, it is the Ben Affleck thing. I don't mind picking some cool things from it and uh, homage. But yeah, yeah, they go down and it's a big auction. It's a human it's a fancy fucking, way for stealing. Yeah, it's a meat market going on here, and they have all these video, like these video screens and stuff. They're pretty hardcore down there, and they only go with LexCoin. That's all we go with, Eric. LexCoin. LexCoin. I think that that's the first thing they got to do. Shut down that LexCoin. I'm looking at this one, though. That one monitor looks like one of the Court of the Owls. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I, I think so, too. Yeah, it does. It is. I didn't even see that. You're right. And all these others. You know, I don't know what the hell these others are. Yeah, crazy shit. But Just yeah, they're crazy like, hey, monster, man. you know, hey, uh, you know, we're having the auction. Whatever you want these people for, you can do whatever you want. They spell it out. That and, one looks uh, like Black Manta Light. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh but yeah, they're they're there with the kid's mother. You know, coincidence, coinky dink. Um, but that's when Oliver and Canary jump in. They start fighting. You get an awesome Canary I cry. I love the Canary cry. I love it. I love the way they do it. That it's like different vibrations and stuff. It's so awesome. Cool. That's another great panel. And then Oliver starts to be an action hero this. here with his one-liners because he keeps the buildings closed. <laughs> and it's great. And they start fighting. And, and I'm it, having fun and that's yes, all I, I wanted to Green Arrow. And he, he's shooting the people. At one point, I thought he shot a guy's neck out and killed him. He did not. There's very specific that he is only harming them. He's hurting them. Johnny, I was going them. over this with a fine-tooth comb, yeah. making sure that he didn't kill uh, anybody. What happened to that one arrow that bounces off the guy's shoulder? I don't get that It went into another one. guy. Yeah, I don't even get it went that, into, I'm saying, the way the panel works, it yeah, bounces like, off the shoulder into the other guy. It's weird, though, that like this guy that it hit first, I don't think that he's down and out. He just got hit in the shoulder. 
He's down. He'll get back up. He, he's just not out. The shoulder. And but then yeah. the next page, when we see all them running, that's yeah. when he takes him yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, he takes him out. Yeah, I guess it might be. And then you see the canary cry. They all, all look that. alike. Who fucking knows? Yeah, they do. But again, that I don't mind it because they're no. just... That, you tell me sewer people monsters. that look yeah. like Nosferatu are evil? I'm with you. There they're is right. an evil here. There is, there's no gray area. No, motherfuckers. no gray area. They're, he's getting them all. And uh, even the one tries to throw the woman, the mother... And uh, Oliver, you know, you know, the one Nosferatu is the like the head guy. He's wearing a suit and doesn't have goggles. Yeah, all right, yep. good. There you go. He's dressed fine. He's a snappy dresser. And they get he, Oliver saves the woman with the craziest thing. Like that is not a micro thing. There, you're yeah. not shooting the side of a, a thing and grabbing on. It's crazy, but it, you know it's cool. It's, it's fun. Cool. That is fun. And then he basically him and Oliver or Oliver him and uh, Black Canary Dinah say to this trap the human trafficker like. We're going to take you down, we promise. And I think that this story does continue. It's one of the ones that continue straight from It seems from like it. it's going to go to that red skull face, man. Yeah, that the um, and not even just, but the solicits seem to spell it out. But as we said a little earlier, the solicits have been all over. You can't really trust them. But uh, it's, it's funny, too, because like they're, they're talking to this red skull face man on the monitor, and uh, Oliver shoots it out and destroys yeah. him like, you know, he's not seeing you through yeah. that screen. And, yeah. You know that, he right, shoot, Oliver? He shoots the screen, and then they both give the fist, which is a very <laughs> odd fist. Like, to me, they, I didn't you, look at that the only thing you're doing there, you're about to give the finger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially you look at Dinah. It looks yeah. like she's getting a position. What is this? It's almost like... It's a fist pump. No, what it is is uh, in the distance, you don't see a truck is going by. They want to get him to do the horn. <laughs> hey! But yeah, it's true. I didn't even think of what you said. They shoot out the screen. Then I prompt That I promise. Dinah's like, he doesn't hear us. <laughs> I mean, now the thing is, he's not seeing us through that screen. There's a camera somewhere else where he's still looking at us. <laughs> and laughing. That is just a screen. Like, what, what are they you understand doing? how this works? What are they doing? TV is not looking back at you uh, all. Uh, that's all they want. It's uh, so uh. weird. And then the finger. I, I get that he's doing like the, the fishing reel one. Yeah. Boom. Uh, it's good. Though. I don't know how this machine works. No. Uh, yes. I love it, though. And then you find at the end, they, they're getting a little little close for comfort. They get it seems. really they, close getting, right yeah, away. They're, they're leaving this and going and making love. There's no doubt in mind. They're romping it. Queen. He's like, you want to see my space needle? You want to see my longbow? You want to see my space needle? <laughs> longbow. You're... And she's like, hey, I'm a longbow hunter. And he's like, dressed like that, I can tell, whore. And then he goes head. off. And yeah, it, they have a connection that they can, uh, can't explain. Oh, you're the making boy. me quiver. <laughs> oh, I can't even oh, come I up should, with it anymore. I never write this book. Yes, yeah, yeah, so I'm trying to think. Of, I don't even know some others. What, what else could he say? You wanna, hey, you wanna baby. You want to peel back that hood? He's no, not circumcised. I, oh, that's what it was. He's not. He might not be circumcised. That's when she's is. like, "You're the man. Look at this. Ooh, I stand corrected, baby." And then he's like, "You hood. want my? You want my trick arrow? I don't. I have nothing. <laughs> How about I give you a death stroke? You got <laughs> I'm gonna that hit the bullseye here? Bullseye. But yeah, they end their." gonna kiss it looks i i don't think they, they are, are they're kissing. just getting close they are but yeah dead. but Why, that's who when that fucking close not kiss? but that's awkward that's nerds when, that's who yes that's when they're like spelling it out hey you took the apartment without a second thought and he spells it out and that like that sealed the deal for you but then i was it. already in I, I was like this is great i was and, i was still angry at that in this last fucking yeah. page like oh he did this fine i'm on board he spells it out i had a lot of fun i love the art the art um i will admit the first as i open up the issue I thought, oh my God, it was just so much different. 
Yeah. And I thought, oh, I don't know if this is going to work with, with green. It's perfect. It worked perfectly. Works fine. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, on the site, I gave it an 8.5. We talk about it. I, I almost want to give it a 9. I'm telling you, I would give this an 8.5. Yeah. It's my second favorite book of the Rebirth yeah, this yeah. week. And it's just because all the freaking connection I had to the 90s Superman, the nostalgia factor like, yeah, yeah. overwhelmed and I, me. Yeah, and that was like, that was a big you know, and it was big it's Superman. And, I it, and it Superman. made us almost cry at the end a couple Damn, times. Damn, it fucking made me this, cry there's a bunch no, of times. This, there's no crying. It's just I like, read that issue I like smile. seven times. Finally, I read Green Arrow, and I had a smile on my face. It Damn has right. not happened since Jeff Lemire's run, which you didn't even like. And that wasn't even fun fun. That was more yeah. of a mythos-type thing uh, to the me. The clans didn't work for me, and I was not a yeah, fan of Yeah, Star I liked it, and then you had a little Emiko and stuff and like that. That's the best thing to come out of it in my mind with Emiko. And, uh... Add her in this book right here? Boy, I'm in. And also, I, I have my notes. I was looking. They they throw out the whole thing with Roy and heroin. Uh, I think yeah. that's, just to, that's just to get it back to, you know, the basics of what it was. And say, uh, We've dealt with the alcoholism for so long in the New 52 continuity. I think that Roy just that, doesn't want to say tell anybody he was on heroin. I'm I, saying, though, who knows if he didn't start with heroin and then became an alcoholic? Let's it'd be say funny that, that at, that, at that point, Killer Croc comes out, he's only an alcoholic. <laughs> and they're like, you know what, he's awful either way. But I, I didn't mind that. And that was more of a dig at uh, Oliver anyway. Yeah. And... Um, and again, you could even think that the way that was spelled out in the book and how Oliver reacted, it's like that's a dirty secret that nobody's supposed to know. I don't even know how she knows it, honestly. That's what I'm saying. She knows a lot. And at one point, we didn't even mention, at one point she spells out that the Justice League has been ripping them apart. I don't even know how she heard that. No. She's, she's there with, invited to she's there with that dinners. girl. Then, what are they, just sitting around gabbing? Just oh, sitting we, there on you know, Burnside? You know what we didn't talk about either? What's Which, uh, the reason that Black uh, Canary's in Seattle? She's going yeah. on one of those fancy yeah. walkabouts that heroes do in these yeah, like, like Batgirl. Oh. Yeah, she goes, oh, those heroes, they, when they want to find themselves, fucking making fun of Batgirl. <laughs> I, I get the idea. She went there. When Batgirl left, she's like, fuck her. Let's go, Vixen. Burnside Vixen? sucks. Let's yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, nobody likes Burnside anymore. But yeah, and also the, the goatee was a big thing for people to see. And it's and funny to me because we started out and like uh, – he, there's, he keeps talking about the beard, and we see it, and then he eventually shaves. I'm like, you just shaved your sideburns a little bit of your yeah, mustache. There's not a yeah. real big difference yeah, from what you started with. He, he did not change, change much there. But, yeah, I, I did like that point where uh, she's like, yeah, I heard the Justice League talking about you. They said that you're, a, you're against racism, this and that, and everything with an ism. And that really, to me, was Ben Percy poking fun at himself of what he had turned Oliver into. And... This book fits to me because of how they're going about it. It's not one of those like, hey, I'm going to change it up. It's changing it up but making it make sense in the book. Oliver is learning some things. Dine is there to kind of show him that what he, how he's going about it is kind of like an elitist way of doing it. Yeah. And I really like that. And again, that's also her being kind of a social justice warrior as well. I like that, though. I, I don't need it to shove down I, my I'm throat. I'm telling you, I can do and it I hope the term. That, I hate the term. I really do. That term is just to get attention. And uh, Oliver does not need that. Uh, there's no reason for it. And just do what you're doing. And people love it. Keep doing what you're doing, Oliver. Keep doing it. But yeah, I hope Ben Percy just sticks with this. I hope that this is 100% him writing it and nobody forcing him into, like, you know what I'm saying? 
like Dan DiDio or Jeff Johns looking over his shoulder and Megan. I hope that this is him kind of evolving himself and the character because, boy, I liked it. And yeah. if it's not, keep on watching that boys over his shoulder. That's right. Give yeah, me more yeah, of this. Really start hitting them with that. You said that Jeff Johns is the guy, the piano, the piano teacher, fucking hitting with the ruler. But yeah, 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 keep hitting them. Then did you hit him? That's what I'll say every time I see Jeff Johns. Right. Then. Did you hit him? Yeah, I hit him. And yeah, hit him. again, maybe this it it was odd for him to stay on the book, Ben Purse. And maybe it's one of those that they said, "Hey, listen, what can you give us if you do stay in this new, you know, way of doing things?" And what he, can I give you? I got some more werewolves. He's like, I "Listen, got we got wargs. Yeah, they're not werewolves. They're wargs, and a lot of racist whites." And like, fuck, listen, I got a bone cult down in Mexico that you'll fucking love. I, I would think that Jeff Johns would have just went to him and said, "Listen, I I understand what you're doing. I respect what you're trying to do there, but people have awful people in their regular lives. They, yeah, they want to read I deal comics. With awful people every day. Yeah, they want to read comics to get away from some of that. So make some sewer people, sewer people. He's like, I <laughs> just I just watch Chud. <laughs> but yeah, I really like that. But we're gonna go off to, I believe. The books Did I say I give us an eight right? point Yeah, you said eight point okay. five. I said I might even I went eight point five and in my I like this better than Batman and I might even go up as as high as nine. That's crazy. That I, I like Batman, it's really my least favorite. Yeah, Batman was probably my least favorite. Still gave it an eight. Yeah, I give seven probably, five. Yeah, it was probably my least favorite, but uh we're gonna go off to talk with Reggie about uh books that aren't in the new fifty or were in the new fifty two, not in Rebirth, Bloodlines and Coming as Superman, and where we thought that we were gonna hate things once rebirth hit boy i like both of those books i like them too but then yeah. we'll get back to stuff that is not really yeah work. and then we'll, yeah and then we'll get back to the uh the other stuff yeah the other stuff but yeah uh off off we go i don't even have to transition this <laughs> off we go We're back, and Reggie, you're here with us now. Hello. All right, Reggie, Reggie. Reggie shows up, and that means I have to get miserable and start, you know, I got got to work up the hate because usually the books that you do, Reggie, are tossed off like Eric all the time. I'm tossing off right now. Eric's Eric's always tossing off. But yeah, I'm now, my hair. You get these. These are neither of these are tossed off books. These are books that you wanted when they were announced. And you have enjoyed, uh, you know, pretty much. And I like them a lot this week. Yeah. What are they, Reggie? What are we talking they were about first? Definitely a bright spot of the week. Yes, well, they first were. We're talking about Bloodlines number three, written by J.T. Kroll, art by V. Ken Marion, Sean Parsons, Andrew Dollhouse, and Soto Color. Uh, Eddie and Arthur's superpowered freaks club grows by one as as Dana with the electric hair joins them. Haley and Blake make up when they reveal their bloodlines to each other. But all is not well because the recently deceased are about to rise in this homage to 80s horror movies. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's there weird it too. There's, there's like, this has now become, like you said, an homage to 80s horror movies, 90 com- 90s comics, and just about everything else. I like it. I'm yeah. really enjoying it now. Reggie brought up in the first issue how it was like a slasher film, and I never even picked up on that when reading it. I'm reading this issue now, I'm like, Holy shit! This turned into Night of the Creeps out of yeah, nowhere. I love it. That's really what it's. I, I couldn't think of the like the type of movie, but it's like it's like an '80s or early '90s critter movie. 
Yeah. You know, like there were a few of them. And you could even put, kind of put Leprechaun in there, too, in, well, in like, a way, you know? Nobody you puts that Leprechaun with, uh, in there. Nathan, I said, do you remember that movie with Nathan Fillion in the early 2000s, Slither? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just what it, too. Yeah. Sort, of, sort of in there, you know. Uh, it also the Vincent Price movie, The Tingler. Yeah. You guys ever see that one from the 50s? You ever see that? The About Tingler, the, uh, huh? The yeah, tingler. the monster that wraps itself on your spine and can only be released if you scream really loud. Really? So you Look just it up. scream. It's a great one. You just scream well, the, and it's we'll done. See what, it, what it was, I'll tell you exactly what it was. It better was. take control that, of your vocal cords then. It doesn't. This is, it doesn't. That's, that's okay. the most ridiculous thing about it. But yeah, it eventually does take <laughs> how over does your this, mind. How does really, how does it evolve that way? And the one thing that it's, that's I nonsense, think it Reggie. might have been from outer space. You're it looks telling me like nonsense. So basically, like if you were in space, like you can't, nobody hears you scream in space. So in space, that would work out, right? But once it went to Earth, exactly that's what it is. Nonsense. Well, see, what about this was in the fifties when they had those novelty movies where sometimes they would like run a skeleton across in the theater or they yeah, would do yeah. something. And I, here it I was get... that certain seats were outfitted with buzzers. Okay. That would actually make the seat vibrate. So when, when the tingler supposedly was released into the theater, uh, certain seats vibrated, people screamed and Vincent Price actually came, his voice came over and said, Everybody scream! Scream for your life! <laughs> okay. scream I, I get the idea that every movie in the 50s ended with everybody running out like the blob. Ah, yeah. They're all running, and then they've like, you Sneaking. know what? This is not a very good business plan. Everybody runs for their life out of here, and they're not buying shit. That's I, just I, showing proper fire safety, you know, how to get to the exit. That is true. That as is quickly true. as possible. But yeah, Anyways, I, so I even in, throw in a little... Uh, of the Sergio Leone's, like, uh, the man without a name, uh, Clint Eastwood shit in here with that sure. Duncan. It's, there's so many things in here that I really like. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it really is. It's, it's like an action movie, uh, horror movie, you know, sci-fi. It's got a little yeah. everything. In it. It's got this great nineties art that really brings me back to the nineties. Yeah. Uh, and that That's kind of just like falls to the wall, like who cares? Yeah, Blood everywhere. I mean, and I'll say, uh, Over -top characters. I, I really like it because I don't have to worry about anything. I, I no. open it up and I'm like, hey, rebirth, shmebirth. I'm yeah. getting me this and I know what's I'm going on. Yeah, I'm in. And it's one of those that's weird. This is one like the next book we're going to do with you, Reggie. This is like the divisive book section because you are getting reviews for these books that could be uh, ranging from a 10 to a zero. It's yeah. that crazy, and it almost is. We say it a lot on the podcast, but it definitely is one of those. If you, it's not even get it. This isn't Grant Morrison, like you know. That, but it's if if you That's enjoy it, if you enjoy, it, you're gonna love it. But if you opposite, don't, you're you know, done. Yeah, pretty much all right out in front of you. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, yeah I don't need. Uh, I don't if, need to think. I'm a dummy. I, I like hate, shit like if that. If you hate, if you think Grant Morrison is like the, uh, you know, the end all be all of comics, and you probably will hate a book like this, but. I, a zero is bullshit. That's yeah, me. It's sure, I agree. That's all there is to well, it. I mean, it's it's just it's it's better done than that. And I can see you don't you don't want to see this kind of thing in your comics. That's fine. I don't know why you're still reading it. We're on the third issue. Yeah. There's no reason. By now, you should know what, what we're about. So yeah, where this, you lie this, this on the is about scale. Action. This is about yeah. Uh, gore, about horror, about yeah. Gore. And yeah, you know what else? I, like I don't know how you. I don't know how you can't be on board that we have an alien invasion that causes superpowers. Plus, we got a goddamn zombie invasion going along with it. Yep. It seems like a it seems like a no brainer well, to me, you know. It's it's weird too because it just I have fun reading it, and that's all I really need. I I'm a oh, man yeah. of not I don't I don't yell for much. I just want to enjoy <laughs> reading. I when I yell, it's because of nonsense. And uh, 
I don't know. I like it. But, yeah, tell us what happens, Reggie. Give us a little rundown. Well, you know, we open up with Duncan's secret origin. Uh, <laughs> it's very it's very detailed and, and a lot to say. It turns out that his family was infected with the bloodlines, uh, whatever it is, spinal. Yeah. Monster. Parasites. Parasites. There you go. That's tinglers. One of them, his wife got uh, got bat wings. I'm and telling you, his wife looks like the incubus in the so fiend he, folio, and it got yeah, me going, got me going you, a you, bit. You got a chubby, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I, I, actually, I actually laughed my ass off when I opened this page, this uh, book, because up until this point, everybody we've seen, that, except for that little girl who killed everybody with the powers, pretty much you get powers and then you go from there. Here, I see his family. Yeah, they might have red eyes in his memory. His wife, his baby mama, just says bat wings. Like, I'm sorry, baby. I got to kill you now. And <laughs> who wants that around? Down. She's, I think, she's got I think claws. this might be advanced bloodlines curse, though. That's, I, that's yeah, what I'm I saying, think. But- like, but yeah, on, man, just talk this out. And boy, you, you see better times in the in the photos on the wall. <laughs> There's no <laughs> demon right, wings too. there. Uh, I get yeah, the idea that he Duncan definitely. Duncan has has waited till the last second. He's really tried to make it work. Like Eric, yeah. I think he's just get. I think that shit is really really going wrong. I think and he just got home from work, saw Batwings. I'm sorry, baby. Funny too. He doesn't gun. realize he he forgets funny. that it's Halloween. And he just shows up. He just starts fighting. And what happens? We find out in the end he starts the whole thing to cover up his murders. But That's no, all. Yeah, he, he ends up. up he kills he has, his he wife. He them both. Yeah, his wife and kid. Done. That's it. Yeah. Pages secret origin complete. And uh, so he tells this to Officer Blake. Officer Blake sort of skeptical. And that's when hmm. Duncan notices a bruise on his neck, which we learn later means that you are inflicted with You're the bloodlines yep. parasite. So he jumps on. Uh, Blake and threatens him with a knife, and then Blake turns his knife into energy. Like this is the first time it's kind of clear. He mm-hmm. says it later on what he's doing, but it's, it, yeah. to me it was still kind of unclear. What is he doing to these yeah. things? He's yeah. kind of just making them disappear in a, in a flash of red light, uh, which is what I, he does. There's a big I explosion. Still, I still see it like Gambit charging up stuff kinetically. Yeah, uh, do you think Maybe? that uh, Duncan? That actually. Do you think Duncan wears that that shawl kind of thing because he's infected as well? You think no, that's why he's covering that his neck? Because he's a badass. Because he's a badass. He does have that scarf, though. Seems like it's hiding something. That scarf. Mm, maybe. He's, like J- he's like James Woods playing Jack Crow and uh, John Carpenter's he's, vampire. Yeah, he's, he's a big Doctor Who fan. Fuck he's probably scarf. hiding a hickey from our wives and girlfriends. Probably. Man, well, yes, that's what it is. Now badass. that he's killed his uh, wife and kid, you didn't see the next panel after yeah, he's uh, freaking It's like, free as, free as a bird, baby. <laughs> Off he goes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he and his bird, him and Blake fight. Came. And I'll tell you, after I read this issue, we had this talk last uh, issue, and Eric said he was not really on board last issue uh, because when he got done, he's like, I don't know these guys' names. I'm kind of knowing the names now, and and so I'm sure my, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah and it's not even well, like they're forcing really, it down, but I'm I'm I, I maybe I'm paying attention more, but I really liked it. Well, they don't tell you anyone else's names. Like, I, you know, J.T. Kroll's been very careful in yeah. reinforcing every every issue, every you know few encounters to let you know who's what these names are. Not bothering you with extraneous names. It's like it's yeah. what we call good writing. Yes. You know, somebody yeah. Well, and even like uh, after Blake goes and uh, they look and there's those two other agents. They, you don't need to know those guys. Mm-hmm. Let's get on. Though There's I think a lot of it's almost books, like you know? J.T. Kroll knows what he's doing with yeah, this book. Yeah. And yeah. I appreciate that. You, you have a plan, and he's executing the plan. Even the woman, and we'll get to it later, but I don't think we learned the woman in the gas station. No, I don't think we do. And we don't need to. No, we don't, we don't need, need to. to. She's, she's awful. You know, a victim. 
But yeah, but we, before that, uh, Duncan hops over a fence. There he goes running. So, he's like, area. yep, zippity-doo-dah over the fence. Blake's partner is just, uh, you know, can do nothing at all. He's useless. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, and Blake has taken off. Meanwhile, back at Pine Ridge High School, Eddie and Arthur are uh, hanging out. Arthur just got a, got out of the women's locker room. Which, Albert. Uh, Isn't it Albert? Albert. Yeah. Sorry. Got now it's like Arthur. Hmm. Oops. I think I call him it Arthur. It doesn't matter. In the, it did, but yeah. it's, it's ah, okay. All you have to do is call him pervert. He's a perv. What are you yeah, talking he, about? No, he is realistic is what no, he is. No, realistic does not. That, that's like me killing somebody. I'm, st- I'm still killing somebody. He, I could be realistic. He's still a pervert. And you can't perverts, paint the picture. Yeah, I'm telling you, I do exactly what he did. The guy can turn invisible. He goes in the girl's locker room. I, I do it. I do it right, right now. Still, that makes me a perv. I don't know if I should. I don't know if I should do it now. I'm a little too exactly. old to do that. I'm more yeah. thinking of when I was in high school, but that's beside the point. You're invisible I, either way, baby. You yeah, know what I don't mean? know what I would do. I can't even tell you. I'd probably just go home. I, I don't get involved in shit. I, I'm boring. I, I turn invisible, go home. Probably you turn sleep. invisible to avoid your family. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was what would happen. I turn invisible, go to my room, and just go to sleep. And my mom would be like, "Hey, where, where's Jimmy? No, don't worry about Jimmy. Got the mono again. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, I see the bed sheets uh, of, of rocking. Yeah, don't I know. come and knock Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He, but it, where he become? Here's the deal. Everybody would, any guy. At that age, especially him, he's like been bullied and stuff like that. Ladies don't like him. He will go there, but him oh, videoing tried. it, I think that's where he crosses the line to perf. Oh, uh, well, shit, he actually videoed it? Yeah, oh, that's what no, he's no. Show- no, no, he's showing, he's showing okay. the video. I, st- I think that he has video. No, I think he has video. It's even, possible. I think it's he does. It's possible. I didn't even put that together, yeah, I think that he's videotaping it, and he's going to sell it on the internet. That's what I get. That, well, um, imagination sucks. You got to have some actual yes. hard evidence that you did this, yeah, yeah, and use it again and again. That is true. But yeah, then he run. They run into uh, what's her name, Dana. Yeah, well, he he's able. To, he shows the uh, video of Dana electrifying from last issue that uh, when he, she did her vlog. Yeah. So they run into Dana and they invite her to join the Get Along Gang, and of course, <laughs> who doesn't want to join a gang? With a cripple and a, uh, <laughs> and a pervert uh, midget. nerd on it, and a perverted nerd <laughs> a on perverted it. You know, this... But they say later, I I think it would be Dana because she uh, has an awful blog. Uh, Albert even says like, I've seen your blogs. There, you're not nice or anything. I'm, what is she doing? What these blogs okay. only seem to be very like Dana centric. Like, hey, here I am with my new hairdo. What what is so bad about it? Albert doesn't Dude, like. They're called. She's very anti-Semitic. Blogs. I hear. I think Albert caught like wrote in a listener mail and no, it, she mean? doesn't read it and he's anti-Semitic <laughs> <laughs> or she is. I don't know it's what called, she does. Called a vlog, okay? Yes, I did, no. He calls it a blog later, so I don't know does what's going really on. Yeah, and it's Maybe she plural. does both. It's plural. Yeah. He says I've read your blogs. Uh, oh, uh, blogs. individual posts out. Everybody loves it. But yeah, then we get to the lady you were talking about, the girl who was uh, getting Mountain Dew. That's right, Mountain we cut Dew. to the gas station where she's buying what looks like a bag of chips and some bootleg Mountain Dew yeah. that doesn't even look like Mountain Dew. Jim, what was, that, what was that freaking Mountain Dew stuff you There's used like to all that. There's like Arctic Cut Rush. Red. There Mountain is Lion. Mountain Lion. They have everything has to like you have a, wow. a, a flavor. You don't have to put Mountain involved. You, like it's like Mountain the craziest Mountain, mountain Blast. Blast. Work. Yeah, Mountain Blast. So you know, all this had stuff. something to do with it. Yeah. They got it from the mountain. It's from the fresh springs. It's from the dew. Of the dew mountain. of West Virginia. It is. Yes. <laughs> so uh, 
she so she goes to pay for her purchases with a debit card and yep. gets grabbed by the cashier Marty who has is all bulgy and tentacles well, are coming and out and of And before his you arm. go on, I, I liked it because you had mentioned before when we just talked that the one thing you hate about New York is walking around and everybody's reading their phones, nobody's talking, yep. there's no engagement. This woman goes into a place, gets chips and a Mountain Dew, goes up to the counter. The guy, Marty there, he is a zombie. He is behind. I don't know why yeah. he's working the counter. I, I don't know. Uh, hey, but it was his shift. She, yeah, really. He's he's dedicated. He's responsible. But yeah, yeah, she just goes, and I love it that she. It's like a. He is JT Crow is like he hates it too. He hates people who don't pay attention because of their goddamn you, you cell phones. You can see this exact. You can see this scene exact scene take place in Starbucks and all oh, yeah. over New yeah. Nobody people looks not up. Paying attention, and not it, looking. It almost kills her. Because she doesn't yeah. look up, and yeah, that guy is a mess. Right. The other the other day, I was I was on the subway, and I'm I'm you know I'm exiting the the subway with a lot of other people, just like every day, and a fucking woman stops at the bottom of the stairs before she exits to make a cell phone call. Yeah, what the fuck? I was like, she should have been fucking arrested. Uh, I <laughs> had one. Yeah, I had the same thing. Did a, you a push woman. her over? I, I should. Her children. Her children should be given cancer. Whoa! <laughs> I had one uh, at Wawa. The lady was getting a drink. And she filled up the drink and then had it sitting there and then got a call on her phone and just sat there talking on the phone, never picked it, and, like, had the whole drink station, you know, commandeered while she talked. should be putting stocks yeah, in front of everybody so that people learn that this is not acceptable in, in well, a polite human society, you know? I wish that, I wish I Duncan was there to come in and shoot her. Because well, luckily, yes. Duncan does come in to save her life. He busts right through the fucking window, which is yeah. awesome as hell. Yeah, and he doesn't he use his door. No, he doesn't even walk in the door. Well, the guy does. The he he door. leaps fences and goes through windows. He is a superhero. He's yes, kick I mean, ass. I, I would not mind if you just folded him right into the DCU now. Yeah. Just put him put him in Green Lantern, whatever you want. You know, let's he see. Just, uh, every, he's like Pandora yeah. in the New Fifty Two. He shows up Give in every him a book. Red Lantern ring. Every book, he just shows up crashing through a window. <laughs> mm-hmm. No reason. It's just happens. Don't get to see the day, right? <laughs> he's uh, such good. a badass. I love the way he's designed because he is like the stereotypical over-the-top, like yeah. early 90s, late 80s fucking just badass. Well, and, and you say that. Here's the thing that J.T. Kroll and... Uh, 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 and when I say stereotypical, I don't mean that in a bad way either. And V. Ken oh, Marion. No. Um, when, they, when this book, it's like it should be so generic... <laughs> that it infuriates you, but it's not because it also it it almost is poking fun at it at the same time, uh, but going with it. it I oh, like yeah. it. Just everything it's got this is whole tongue and cheek kind of thing yeah. going forward that but, I can really do. They're playing it straight, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, but the fact that's what example, I'm saying. It's poking fun at it, but in see, the book, it's playing it straight. The fact that you can see Duncan's muscles through a trench coat. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just something you could only really do in comics. And yes, it's, and it's a so perfect good. place since he's wearing these ridiculous like. Leather spandex or whatever the hell they are, these pants. He's even the, got, the he's got uh, knee pads on. He's got a good look. I know. But look how badass that freaking shotgun blast to the ah, head is. Right to the head. There's, it's there's like that. jaw and it's, teeth flying. It's like the end of the Prowler. Did you ever watch that slasher flick, the Prowler? I think I so. Did. Freaking, they got the shotgun blast that Tom Savini did the effects, and it was amazing. That's, that's what it reminds me of. Great, Eric. God, I, lo- great. I love the hell out of it. I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm like, it, it's just like hamburger meat, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I, guess, I actually like the jaw. <laughs> I know. Just like there's the jaw an eye kind of like... flying. It's great. 
No, I'm telling you, last issue, I was really worried that I wasn't going to like the series anymore, and this brought me right back on track. Yeah, it's Gore. weird. That last second issue seemed to, I don't know, it was kind of filler to get to this. And now, because this issue, you really propel forward to like, okay, shit's going to happen now. Yeah, I mean, now we the know everybody has hit the shaft. Yeah, it has. The jawbone and brain matter has hit the <laughs> fan, my friend. And but it's yeah, all I mean, over that poor girl. Can't yeah, oh, yeah. and now she's done. She is uh, uh, just <laughs> <laughs> She shouldn't be on that goddamn phone. She's not on the phone I mean, now. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens in this book, but you know it's six issues. If two issues were spent on intro, yep. that's just a third of it. You know, if yeah, the rest yeah. of it's just going to be balls to the wall, fucking brains and jaw yeah. flying. Well, and, and that people and I the love too. And, all right, like, you have the police show up, and yeah, it's a Blake's party, and they just they. It's not even like they're. Amazed or or dis- they're like, yep, babe, we got this. <laughs> um, is, I left Chicago and came. Is there another cop in Pine Ridge? <laughs> you know, know, it's like it's they only fucking the only I, detectives. Yeah, I I want to know what the there hell is this guy one. saw in Chicago. I, he saw if this is like normal to him. He he actually meant Detroit, but he didn't want to be. You know, he didn't want to sound awful, <laughs> so he said Chicago. He's like, I've been to Camden. But yeah, there's the one cop who looks like he's writing a a, a freaking parking ticket. There's yeah, a I, think guy. That's actually, Hep, I think that's a parking cop. Hep yeah, that's head is blown <laughs> they don't care. He's like, it's that's just like yeah, that's what happens in this town. This is an awful town. But yeah, then we go and we actually see Blake, and he visits Haley, who uh, right. Eric just calls Megan Fox. Hell yeah. And yeah, they find out that uh, we find out, number one, that she is a big Flash fan. I see that Maybe again. you might want to get yourself tested. Well, yeah. though, now now they've changed the colors of it. You see yeah, that? Yeah. But now, the bottom, now it's more like she's a Grateful Dead fan. Yeah, it's like a Grateful Dead Flash. It's a little bit late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's you know, a Flash fan. She likes well, Grateful Dead. I don't know. She doesn't look like okay. a Dead fan. At first they argue, but then he shows her his. She shows yeah. her. Yeah. Hers and, that was fine uh, with me. They're out. like, look, I'm bad too. We're, we're fucking mutants. It's like we both, they, we both have these powers. We both have AIDS, baby. We're both gonna her. die. Let's just we'll stay together, right? I don't know there if it's terrible. Isn't it AIDS? <laughs> AIDS or herpes, really? I don't know. We, we both have no, genital I'm... warts. Let's just make the best of it here. <laughs> Let's make the best of it, baby. You're not gonna get more genital warts. You no. know, you're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, how many more AIDS can you get? You know, exactly. you AIDS, <laughs> just that's what you got. <laughs> it's funny though. I, I look at this though, because Blake came over. And he wants to show Haley is like that. There, I have something wrong with me. I'm able to do this now. And for, even though this, like, if it was me, if I had this power, and I went to her to tell her, and then she showed me hers, you, you would run. I would still be freaked out. Yeah, no, I, I'm, yeah. I'm gone. Oh. I actually got the idea that All Blake went, and he's like, who is, who's so <laughs> fucked up that would make, hey, Haley, she's fucked up, he's fucking all this, he shows up like, hey, baby, look what I got, and then, yeah, he, like you said, he's like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? Can I have a hug? Up. No, you no, can't no. have a hug. No, they do, they hug you like I said, you, you see in the silhouette there, I like to imagine that that one thing is going right through Blake. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, it I don't see how he couldn't be stabbed. She had blades coming out the front of her. She they were like coming out of everywhere. I know, it's like it's teeth. Isn't that the movie era? Teeth. Yeah, I don't want to talk yeah, about that movie. It's like teeth. <laughs> We're talking about Slither. That scared teeth. me. The rest. Of, that scared me since I watched it. I can't do it no more. I have to go to freaking. If I'm having sex, I have to go in there with salad tongs first to make salad sure tongs are a, a, a miner's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and boy, that that is an insult to Jess. I'm sorry. Good. Fucking burn. Miner's helmet. Uh, Goodness yes, but, burn. Yes. Then Holy. we go. We go back to the the kitties. 
who That's are... right. They're they're up to their hijinks. They're they're breaking into the hospital's MRI room because no. Albert's dad, I guess, is a surgeon yeah, yeah, or a doctor or something. Uh, anybody working at I mean, the hospital what, 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 what that night? asshole he turned into. He you know, is, in the first he's... issue, he's like the world's biggest nerd. Yeah, he is a bad kid. Well, no, no, that... people, people on really though breaking into that... hospital. That is classic Invisible Man, though, because oh. once you be, are able to turn invisible, you don't have to look at yourself in the mirror to see the things That's that That's what he done. does every time. Look That's at yourself true. in the mirror, he turns invisible. Yeah, I don't think I, it's, it's, also, it's classic. Also, learn how much shit you can get away with if you just, exactly. you know. Yeah, but, it, you know, it's his dad works there. You know, you every kinda, Invisible you're Man kind of allowed in there, right? Chase one is like this. Yeah. Well, then they, they do a uh, scan of Eddie. And yeah. yeah, it is an alien parasite that has kind of gone onto his spine and heading up to his brain and craziness. And uh, now, here, now here's something. Well, you know, so he freaks out and kind of tears up the MRI along with uh, Dana, who yeah. it. She looks yeah. like she kind of breaks yeah, it up. Yeah, kind of looks like she's like, "I'll help you," and starts ripping it apart with her laser. Oh, look, in, in, this, in this one panel, he's holding a hole. It doesn't matter, whatever. Yeah, it is yeah. He, or the MRI machine, but now. If if a parasite enters your body and controls your body, that's what they start to realize that this thing is yes. controlling their body and it threatens to control their mind. If something controls your body, you're done already. That's, yeah, you know I actually I, mean? like, I why, think that it's something a little different now. I think that mind, something's you know? going to come out that they, I don't know they're that they're somehow they're and or the, if you're good, I don't know because yeah, like you said, if if it controls your body, obviously like what was the guy Marty or whatever yeah, at the goddamn Marty. play Marty, yeah. He's done. Now, why would he be infected so much more and do that awful stuff? I think it like, that... You think it's like a, the new level? Like, a, it, it, it evolves when it yeah, hits Yeah, either brain. that or it's because he was around at that beginning that maybe he was infected. But it, I, I would like to think... If I, if I had one of these parasites in Eric... I would just make him go down to take the, no, you the just, you'd uh, triple your, challenge. Yeah, no, you just, you know? yeah, or that, like, or, I don't, I don't have a parasite. I'd say, hey, I'd Eric. Like, fucking yeah. bad, buddy, you know, like, you're, you're eating a triple... I, actually, I would just be like, Eric, hey, I like you. Right now, I would shoot Eric right in the head. I, you, that's, that's, that's why I you tell your girlfriend, Eric. Oh, it was, uh, Reggie was controlling a parasite. I, I actually think that that something's going on that they're able to control a little more. I would hope. Yeah. Well, uh, in my like, mind, they must have some. I don't know. Well, because they're getting come. they're getting mutant powers. These others are just becoming crazy zombies. Well, they are getting oh. powers, so actually. That I'm other saying though, I don't know if cool. you want to call it the metahuman gene. If they have like a dormant one that allows them to get, like you know have it activated, which mm. uh, kind of suppresses the parasite, or, or like people like Marty don't, and it completely takes them over. Well, and then That's, even so, it looks like Eddie. It doesn't even seem like Eddie can control it. But Dana can. Or Dana either. It seems to well, her seems to be active. No, that's maybe. that. I mean Haley. I was saying Haley. Haley can actually she, like, hey, look at this. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Blake can that's as funny. well. So, so some of these it looks can like, control. Yeah, you got, Eddie's got to get angry, and Dana's got to get shocked, or maybe she, it's got to be a tense situation. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, cripples have a hard time with everything. Yeah, really, they do. Which one? Cripples. They do. Oh yeah, I know. He's, he's he's really got to work it out, but uh. In the first bloodlines, it was like that, where these these parasites would drink your spinal fluid. Yeah. yeah. Only if you had the the meta gene uh, or whatever it was. Yeah. That came yeah. From the, from the dominators during the invasion crossover. If you had that, then you became a bloodlines yeah. monster. But so maybe maybe Eric's right that some people go all zombie gross. I would think that they're going to figure that turn out. Blue then. Yeah. And uh, rip apart MRI machines. Yeah. Well, and he also sees the alien invasion. He sees that yeah, while he's true. happening. That's kind of that how. Was a weird and well, that was where Albert, I thought, got the 
like put one and one together and got eight when he's like that means they're controlling our minds because he's you know, know they're okay, taking well, over you know? because you had that vision um i don't know i i'm hoping that that's not the case or if it is the case they have a certain amount of time and that's like the tension of it all before we get consumed right. we got to do this but i don't see how you're coming back from this you know what i mean like i'm hoping that they can control it so at the end that it's just not like them being consumed or whatnot because I don't know how these kids are going to figure out the process of, of getting rid of stupid. this. Well, they're gonna what are they going to do, they're surgery? Gonna, gonna, I don't know. They're gonna, well, first of all, maybe they just have to scream real loud. Now they so might. And sit in a movie theater first. with uh, the freaking, like, I, <laughs> okay. I bet you women would be in that movie theater like they're sitting on the washing machine. They, they want to take not, that I'm seat. Really worried they about want them. the vibrating <laughs> seat, Reggie. <laughs> no, I just want it to end with. That's I don't want it to end with. I actually want them. I would like this to end with them still with powers. That's the thing. Are they forward. still going to have powers, or are well, they going to have to get this parasite and, and go back to being normal yeah, again? Who wants to be Eddie? We'll Eddie, you know. Wow. If anything, if he wow. get the powers go and uh, somehow he can walk, I don't know. But yeah, if if I think he'll say like, "Hey, I like this power." God bless us, one and all. Yes, but we, <laughs> it ends with the morgue emptying, and uh, that's right. Shit is wrong. Shit is going wrong. We got, we I, got some, a, uh, no head Fred came back. Yeah, he's back. That's right. Bloodline zombies are back to life. They're coming, and it uh, looks like they might have multiple limbs. We'll see what's going on yeah, next Yeah, it looks issue. like he's got a lot of crazy me, shit going on. Reminds me of the G-Virus from uh, Resident Evil 2. Yeah, Remember William at the end? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I can see that all, like, you know, multiple out, all bulged out. Uh, yeah, like you said, we'll see, but yeah, I like the issue. It's an awesome comic. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I, I had, had a, a lot of fun comic. reading it. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, to be honest, I thought that was a fair, that was like I say, a gut reaction, but maybe just as far as fun goes, I'd even bump it up 8.5. I have 8.5. Yeah. I, I really like as well. Yeah, I really like it. I love the art, and it's fun. And yeah, it's, it's one of those, I think I like it more because there's not anything like it in, uh, DC Comics, especially. You really yeah. don't like, this was kind of like, it has that flavor of like Doomed tried to have. Uh, yeah. but this is better. This is yeah, a little oh, more evolved sure. than that, but it's still, <laughs> you know, there's occasionally they'll they'll try to do something like this, uh, but this one I think hits pretty good. Uh, but yeah, like I said, some people don't like it though, and fine, but yeah, they just don't get it. Let's move on to the next one, which is another one that I'm sure if I go and look at the crazy reviews, they're all over the place, and we yeah, love it. it I, this one is definitely a divisive. <laughs> book, oh my but... goodness gracious! There <laughs> there are some books that I think that. I don't know that people probably look and say about our site. Like they always say we're haters, but there's some that I think that people probably go like they just like it because everybody I like it Section because eight. I, I have so much fun with it. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like that. Uh, it, but, it's just a fucking wild ride, man. Yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta. Oh my god! Hang on and then let it whip uh, you around. Tell us about what it is. What are we talking it's, about? Uh, Superman: The Coming of the Superman. Holy Superman moly! Number five, written I love by it. Neil Adams. Art by Neil Adams, Buzz Adams, and Tony Avina. Do you get the idea uh, that while uh, Buzz and uh, is it both of his kids or just Buzz? This is time, two, it just so it's just Buzz. Buzz. And is he the colorist or the inker? What is what is I think he? I think inking, the ink. Doing maybe okay. some or Tony Avina is the colorist. Okay, so he's doing uh, possibly the lettering. 
Whatever mm-hmm. he's doing, do you get the idea that, that his dad gives him this and he he's like, my dad is insane. <laughs> he has to be like, what is going on? And I would love to sit there if it's, if Buzz is like, hey, dad, what's going on? I'd love to hear Neil Adams explain what is going on because um, it's probably just as good as the comic. The explanation yeah. Because shit just happens. I said to Eric before we started um, – I don't know if I'm going insane because this comic is making more and more sense to me. <laughs> well, we're so, reading it so on the crazy. simplest level. It's just a straight story, whereas I think it really is like, I think it has layers and layers, and Neil Adams could peel them back like The oh, Shining or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know? There's so many crazy so. I'm telling you. I, I've, I've only read this in the last issue because you guys said you got to get on this, check it out. And I'm happy I did now. I, I don't think I want to go back and read the others, though, just because of how crazy this is. It's but the if weird thing. You don't me, have to. That's the best somebody, part. If somebody asked me, like, hey, Eric, what's uh, coming of the Superman about? I'm, I'd tell them, this is Neil Adams going insane with Superman. Yeah, it, it's and great. that's it. With every like every iteration of Superman. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I, I, you know, I did write in my review where it's like a little bit of the Silver Age, a little yeah. bit of the Golden Age, a little bit of the Bronze Age, some of the with modern Kirby age. Kirby smathered all over it. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Kirby just like so just like jammed into every crevice, you know. It's like it is an homage to old school comics. You it's know? an and, old school comic, definitely. It, you know, it's like <laughs> it's like Jim says. You know, I, I wouldn't recommend this to everybody the same way I wouldn't recommend reading the Book of Mormon to everybody. It's just no. something a little, <laughs> little fucking crazy, and you got to be of a certain bent, yeah. a certain type of person to enjoy this. But if you are that type of person, you're gonna love it. You're gonna freaking love yeah, it. It's yeah. just it's so bonkers you know and and such a lot of fun i gotta tell you here i I hate to bring up other reviews and shit like that i just looked at the the lowest score on comic book random for this one is a three out of ten here's here's the first sentence there tell me if this seems correct to you this issue lacks the laugh out loud moments of the last issue no i could not stop this is i i told reggie i was reading this issue and I had to stop at one point because I was laughing so hard. And again, it, it's I said in the one thing where I put on Twitter because I, I am laughing with it and at it at the same time. And yeah, it just I love true. it. And it's and like you said, I think it's laughing at me. I think so too. And and <laughs> su- like you said, Superman is such a. It's all the iterations, and one of them, the, the my favorite in this, and one of my fa- is the dickhead Superman, the Superman yeah. who's just going to tell you to the other one, shut up. I, I love it. I he love just, it. He just becomes an asshole. Becomes like He's a strong just an asshole, and it's bold, like within you know? one panel. He asks, and for... this is after three pages of him just saying, "Rafi, Rafi." Yeah. I love that. I thought that's how it opens. It's, I was cracking up immediately. Rafi, oh Rafi, and even there, it's, Rafi, it starts Rafi. off with Granny Goodness on that credits page. And I said to Eric, oh, it definitely seems like like that's what Neil Adams wanted the cover to be because it even has like the the strangers in the strange land type of it deal, does. like the old strange, you know, strange sports, strange tales, and they were like, Neil, we, we don't put a lot of word bubbles on, on comic set covers anymore. He's like, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, you it's, should. You yeah, jerks. it's so great. And Granny Goodness <laughs> is so crazy. But oh, what happens so in this is it's over the top, but she's only there for a It's so good. Yeah, but what she's, she's saying is so fucked up. It's yeah. just like, holy shit. Like, Rafi just got caught out there. He's about to. Yeah, poor get, Rafi. She's saying, I'm going to abuse you, torture you. And then you're going to die. How do you yeah. think of that? You know, yeah. he's all strung yeah. up on spaghetti. Remember when Darling Super- Raffy Superman saved him, boys. Raffi no wishes, Raffy wishes he was back in Africa. It was Africa, right? I can't No, it was like um, like it Afghanistan was or something. Yeah. Yeah, he wishes he was back there. 
<laughs> it was somewhere in the Middle East. Oh, yeah, it was I mean, the he Middle would, East. You know, he's at the Dodge Mortar shells there. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. He's not on the. Uh, uh, what does she call it later? Like the abuse fucking. <laughs> there is a name. I you know. Oh, I, it's I, so I, crazy. You know, but yeah, then the boom tube happens. I guess. <laughs> and in comes Superman. In comes Superman. Superman raffing. is fighting everybody. And I said the one thing I love is they start yelling. He's just yelling, Rafi. Rafi, Rafi. They're and, saying all kinds of shit oh to him. Oh my god! And all he yeah. says is Rafi. The one I love that the one guy yells, the Kryptonian has gone berserk, and the other guy counters with no. Madness has taken his mind. I said, I don't think they know what a synonym is on uh, freaking Apocalypse because they're the yeah, same thing. Right, you know, it's the same thing. And then he's like, only. And this, then this one guy, he argues with himself. He's like, only Calabac or a sire Darkseid can bring him to heel. Try. Stop him or our lives will be... What are you talking about? You just about? said you just only said, Calabac yes, or Darkseid You just said you can't do it. Do it. But it's like, it's like, the fact that they're having these fucking complex, this dialogue, oh, and all, all Superman's, Superman's yelling is rough. Nothing else. And, and beating the fucking living shit out of them, oh, mind you. Yeah, and then there's Orion there for a split second. He's yeah. beating the shit out of people, and they're like, I don't want to fuck with Orion. So then we get Superman grabs the, I don't, what what do you call them? Apocalyptian? Do you call them monsters? The Calabax dudes? His, his men? Orcs. Oh my goodness gracious, he grabs them and he says, Where, where's Raffi? Where? Talk. Where's Calabac? Where'd he take him? And the guy is now doing stand-up. He's <laughs> Cal- Calabac? Commander Cali back up there. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh. And then Superman, you know, Superman leaves him. Shut up! And he oh, just throws him. And then the guy, don't, don't come back. <laughs> I really <laughs> wish you'd be, tell him, Johnny said, you know, uh, yeah. it's so weird. And then he leaps. I, 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 I leap in, in, in the shield shape thing. It's like yeah. so overdone. Yeah. yeah, it is. And then he, he busts in and there's Granny. Uh, things are going crazy. Granny calls him Goody Two Shoes. It's, it's yeah, all out of. Oh that yeah, was, that was from Kirby's run. She used to call him Goody okay, Two Shoes. Well, you have that. I'm and she's you. also and, and she's also seems very happy to see him. Yeah, actually, you know, she's, yeah. she's not mad at all. She's no, very good. Glad. She that, loves this. But it's funny. It's almost like one of those things that you would get that that was her plan. Like, oh, I want to get him, but it didn't seem that way. And no. even so, Superman gives her a lot more respect because she starts yelling about the obedience network that we said that that's what Rafi's and he's like hey don't push me you know what's yeah. gonna happen if you push me like he doesn't come in swinging yeah, that's a lady it's an older lady he's got respect for her. and he's, if she does if he does start swinging she'll probably like it yeah she might and you know but then if you don't let Rafi go I'm gonna turn this place to slag and then, know. and then she's like, no, you see that over there. And basically, like, uh, you know, if, if you do anything, I'm going to turn him into ribbons. And then all of a sudden, her face kind of explodes. And I'll tell you, I was so <laughs> confused at this point because of these panels. I was like, Eric, I did not turn the page. I thought yeah. I was missing something here because she's about to, to press out. a button. I'm like, well, did it? Did... And even so, when she's about to press, the, the, the shit starts going wrong behind her kind of. And I thought that those those uh, lines accidentally hit her. No, it's that Lois hit her over the head with that fucking staff. <laughs> yeah, some staff she picked up but, off off a guy on yeah, the street yeah, last issue. Yeah, and then even that, she even, like, uh, Neil Adams is showing his age throughout this whole thing. When she's like, this thing's like a junior woodchuck's utility knife. I'm like, <laughs> I know. holy crap, what are we watching fucking, is that what Joni used to have on fucking and Happy that, Days? When has that been relevant? Wasn't Joni a woodchuck? 
in the original Happy oh. Days. I think she was at the very I was beginning. Saying that you're talking about showing age there. Then he, when he goes into what his like his great thing that Lois says later on. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till we get to that point. Uh, but that all is of ridiculous. This, yeah. But even so, Lois is now knocked out Granny, right? She is down. Lois is there. Superman does not even bat an eye. He's already grabbing Raffi. He is. He loves this boy. I don't understand it. He might have something special going. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. He's a lovable kid. Also, where was that damn dog this whole time? Ranger. Because the the dog then shows up. It's it's rusty, right? Yeah. Just as Calabac attacks. Where was Calabac? No. The... I keep, That's Calabac's dog. I will yeah, say Calabac runs puppy. up just so Mr. Miracle say this can shock, him, because shock him to sleep. This is one of my favorite parts because Calabac's about to attack, right? He's going to hit Superman. Mr. Miracle comes out of nowhere and zaps Calabac with his craziness on the sides, right? And then he yells, Barda, I need your help. Now, in the meantime, again, Superman is so <laughs> enamored with Raffi here. He's not even looking. He's not even not watching. Not looking yeah. or watching. He doesn't even know they're there. Because then they're introduced the next panel. He's like, hey, you're here. He, he was right, lost in that little boy's right eyes. He right next to them. Was. It was just, just the he, two of them in the whole Calabac, world. Calabac, Barda, and Mr. Miracle are fighting, the, beating the crap out of each other two feet away. Superman doesn't see. This is a guy who can hear shit from halfway across the goddamn universe. He doesn't see it. All he sees is those loving, those deep, those deep brown eyes of Raffi. He's like, you okay? The love is what, real, what, man. What kind you know? of school was she going to send you to, Raffi? He's like, it was going to be a scary school. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? It doesn't make sense. And then she's like, hey, you know what? My new friends, they were going to be there. Your new friends, who could that be? Superman, these people are right here beating the Look around you, and Man of Steel. Where did Calabac go? Grass, where did Calabac go? He's gone. He's just gone. They're beating the crap out of him. He yeah, does they not beat, know. they beat him out of the room. Yeah, he's, he's just gone. School. He's just there. And like, oh, their names are Bard and Scott Free. And Superman goes, Bard and Mr. Miracle, I might have known. It's It's been some time, guys. You no, what? it's been two minutes. They were right yeah. there. And then Mr. Miracle, he's an escape artist, right? So the way yes. – this is so great. He's going to use his powers to get them out of the way of a steam puff that might burn them. It's like, so hey, it's, it's step so out of the insane. way. That's what – that shows it. Yep, you haven't lost it. He says, you haven't lost your touch. He brings them to a subway station for some reason. Like, why why are they here? I don't understand. It looks like they just appear there. They just, like, zap there, yeah. And then there's a little talk about, hey, Scott, does your dad know that you're around? Oh, no, we're we're still running from him. In the meantime, Barta looks so pissed that she's regulated to holding Raffi and that goddamn dog. She's in the back, yeah. like, why? That's do- a front. She oh, actually loves she's, she's mad. No, she's actually, I think, I don't know what she'd be mad at. She's mad at, at Mr. Miracle. I don't know. Now, then you go into this thing where they're going to explain the planet and this how it can so- be divided. I mean, what the fuck is going I on don't here? Know. Is this 1945 Berlin? It's so crazy. What is happening? Oh, yeah, you know they're, they're I mean? about like, to resurrect the wall. If you why? are, if your family is in the other room, you're fucked. This is, it's, uh, oh, it's I Love Lucy times 10. Like, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, and they have it, but then they have this explanation of like, because it's, it's still not perfect because they could, oh my God. 
I'm looking well, at they, it they now. Need, they need force shields. Yes, in they need each force one. shields, but they don't you have know, one and, in New and, Genesis, right? And or it's is not it equal. New, is it New Krypton? <laughs> but yeah, right. some they can't share because you could use the boom tubes. <laughs> it's all and, over and the, the place. Like they're going to this whole discussion, and, I, and I'm still stuck on why are why you guys carving up there? this planet? Like, yeah. what is your authority I to don't do this? Know. It's so weird. It's so funny. Uh, I didn't even get the idea. That that was what was going on either. I, maybe I'm dumb, but at this point I'm like, that's what they're doing. They're they're doing this with the planet, okay? And that's where I think where Eric had an issue because Mister Miracle looks like he doesn't have a nose, and Eric's yeah. very afraid that's that behind the scene problem, he thinks behind the scene they takes up that he's a burn victim under there, Mister Miracle. He's a goddamn burn victim. He could escape everything except Eric's fear. His <laughs> <laughs> disgust. But yeah, there's he, he there. it's funny, he does draw him extra lined here, almost like he looks older. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it I don't know. I, like I feel like with Neil Adams everything has a purpose yeah, though. Must. Something going when I, on. When I was reading this issue, I really got it in my head that Neil Adams never liked the way that uh Mr. Miracle was drawn because that wouldn't make sense for the mask to like go over a face like that. So he actually added more lines to it like and it just comes off wrong. There, yeah. yeah. I, it's okay. It's fun seeing him though. And boy, He's like a smooth character in this. He's got some fucking slang going on. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I just got to read this line here because closeness is a perception. If New Genesis has a force field like New Krypton's that cannot be penetrated except for by the boom tube, will New, Gen- will New Krypton share their field? Would it matter? We dare not share New Krypton's field. Why? The, the boom, boom tube. <laughs> Okay. What the hell? And, like that is such a weird conversation. I like it oh too because in the in the middle of this, Lois is standing there, and then she's just like there, and then the shit is so crazy, and then Metron shows and Metron up. Shows, I'm like, yeah. wait a second! It's like my head is about to explode. Uh, and, this whole scene is is just out there. Like it's what so the crazy. Railroad. And also, so, yeah. I even like Mr. Mar- Mr. Miracle. Hey, Metron, these are my friends. The jaunt's coming. Then Superman's just like, why are you here? And he's like, for freedom. Freedom. <laughs> so weird. And That's then the you, answer to everything from yeah, Metron. Well, freedom. then you have the space train go by. And like, hey, where are they going? To their freedom it's or their the death. Space and train. then it gets attacked by the uh, robots. And now I get yeah, the robots. Well, 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 first it, go, yeah, it gets attacked and, and explodes. Yeah. And then Metron is so cagey about it. Like well, he's like, here's the thing: is the only thing that I get from this was an illusion. Well, he had you to do this. Yeah. Tell me. I you know? think like, that I they're going to escape. Now he's. It seems like he's called in the guns, the gun robots, because he's going to have them believe that they blew up the train, which they did I don't, not. I don't think called them in i don't know it think, seems I like he did because he's on. like why would you do that i said i i think they show up automatically i don't know no, if he they calls might them in. but yeah he de- the definitely oh, no. the train didn't blow up the, he no that was the that. thing a projector of sorts an yes. and then the whole thing was so that the robots report back that it did blow up and then the superman who it's funny i said yeah. to eric beforehand you have the coming of the superman they don't do crap. I, I think that Neil Adams got bored with them quickly and because they just yeah. come in now to beat up the goddamn fucking robots. And the best is the talk goes on while the two of them, two of these three supermen, are just picking they up pieces retarded. looking at them. Yeah I, yeah, I think they're off. I think they're off a little. The one Superman well, they is just clean, looking they at the barrel of the gun. Yeah, he's just looking at it, like almost like he's pointing a gun in his face. 
He's and using it as a binocular. He's playing pretend. Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> that's right. Then, it's a spyglass. Yeah, that's what it looks like he thinks it is. They're like, no, it's not a spyglass, buddy. I'm a pirate today. <laughs> and then, then so, out you, of nowhere. You know, obviously, this brings up, this is one of the stupidest uh, refugee plans that you've ever seen oh, in your it's, life. It's and the this worst. brings up a host of questions like, wouldn't you still be able to te- detect the train on the tracks down yeah, the line? Yeah, why Where is this train going? I guess it's going to New Genesis as, or New Krypton, as they say. Uh, yeah, okay. it, but what's the plan? But that's okay. Superman asks, and we'll deal with it. Yeah, we'll yeah, deal we'll with deal it. With but it. also, then we'll we'll off, you, you get that. Then you get Metron, who just basically, with the, I'm satisfied for the time to be a traffic cop to the road of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. And then, and then also, Superman says to Mister Miracle, "Aren't these people going to be dangerous?" And and Mister Miracle really doesn't answer him. He's like, "Ah, uh, eh, they'll choose, they'll choose where they live, wherever they want." He's like, "No, I, I'm asking you, are they, they going to be dangerous?" Be. I, yeah. It's never. And then yeah, that's when Superman's like, "What do you think, Metro?" And he's like, I, "I'm traffic cop on the road to freedom, and that's a fine and worthy calling." Everybody's gone cuckoo. They all go cuckoo, and that's where they say, like, okay, now we got to deal with this. Superman, hey, Lois, you know, you're going to take this, we're going to do that, and that's when Lois says uh, she's not going to take Raffi. She's like, nope, I need to stay with you. Raffi's safe with Bart and Scott. And And, that's where he says, says, Taru. Taru. Laughing, I'm like, what? Why? What? what is going on? What happened to you, Mr. Miracle? And, then, and this is where I think that Mr. Miracle <laughs> then becomes the kid that, you know, his mom and dad are arguing because then Lois and Superman start arguing with each other yeah. about what they're going to do. No, no, you know what? You're my Achilles heel. You know, they're going to use you. And I really think he only means Rafi. And he's like, you know yeah. what? You're gonna do this. I've been, and also, I've been fight, fighting the punks in the streets. It, it's so crazy. And that's well, you where when? You, you see all of a sudden that demon behind them while they're arguing. Alien, are the alien monster? Yeah, the alien demon, monster. Yeah. They get it. They they come to a, a thing. You rat because even Superman like almost says like, "Hey, you set me up." <laughs> and then it's she's so- like, "You rat, you son of a bitch!" And they're gonna do that. And then out of nowhere. That alien just says, it is as he says, the game is deep in, daddy gotta go to war. Oh my god. <laughs> and Superman god. and Lois start making out. <laughs> they fucking understand. brought down the house, I'm, man. I'm, I'm telling you, they showed, they showed that little demon alien monster like uh, uh, like two pages yeah, before that. Yeah, like hanging and I out. Actually, I actually missed it at first. I, I did didn't too. see him there. Actually, and I then just saw all it all of a sudden, this giant, me too. This giant fucking monster, because I didn't read the first couple issues, so I've never seen this thing before in my life. All of a sudden, there's just this demon saying, Daddy, gotta go to war. I'm like, what the fuck Daddy am I gotta reading? Go to war. They look in terror and then start making out. And I don't know if this is one of those things that maybe this monster can't deal with love. <laughs> That's He's a monster what inside did. all of us, Jim. Did he make them make out? I don't know what's going on. I still think yeah. Lois is the beard here, and Superman is just fooling everyone with with this making out because that Ralphie, <laughs> he's over there. Hey, Ralphie! But yeah, then they're they're gonna go now. All of a sudden, Lois is with them, but then isn't because then you see you go to the best part, the comedy duo. Oh my god! Of 
dark oh, side yes. and Lex Luthor. And I'm telling you, they should no, no, have... No, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you get to that, you oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you got, friggin- I forgot about that. They're making out, it seems like Lois is on board with Superman going off to war and doing what he needs to do. But when he goes to, you bum steer. Well, like, well, here's the deal. Yeah. At the point where they start making out, it seems like Lois still thinks she's going. And then Superman's drifting off like he's in a pool on a raft. Like, you know what I mean? One of those floaties. He looks like he's kicking in the pool. Ooh, he's got a drink there. And he's like, yep. And she's like, she realizes now you've you've screwed me. Superman, damn it, this better not be a bum steer. And we have an explanation. Lois, I can't believe you just said bum steer. And then Lois explains it to Rafi. It's a cowboy saying, ah, forget you. Rafi. And he's like, whatever. Rafi, to me, thinks... God, these people are insane. I yeah, want to get yeah. home. I, these people are driving me nuts because he's like, whatever. And she's like, let's go. Whatever. And uh, whatever. Eric, Eric what did you say that you think it's Neil Adams thinks that this all kids? This is Neil Adams is saying this is what kids, all kids sound all like. Kids all they say, say anymore is whatever. Yeah, whatever you yeah, tell yeah, them. Whatever. I want to like, tell hey, them what a bum steer is. His, grands, is his grandkids show up and they're like, hey, dad, you know, what do you, hey, what'd you do, grandson? Whatever. What do you want to do? Whatever. So, yeah, he's throwing it in there. But, yeah, then we go to the comedy stylings. Dark Side and Lex Luthor. I think that they should make a movie right now, and it is Lex and Dark Side's Road to Apocalypse. That's what I want. It's a Road to movie. That because, Lex, Lex oh my and Dark God. Side meet meet uh, the and mummy. Meet the mummy. It could be oh, anything. Amazing. I don't meet the bro- the Brooklyn gorilla. Uh, it's it's yeah. the best because yeah, Dark Side is basically saying like, hey, we're, we're heading back to Apocalypse. I'm going to take the lab. And then Lex is put the lab over almost like uh, over my dead body. He says, "You're gonna yeah. have to take me apart with the machines." And Darkseid then like, you can't even operate yeah, them. You know, Darkseid then me. turns and is like that is very much my plan. And right there you have oh, first off, uh, Lex is a very bulky in this too. Uh, I, this, yeah. It's old Lex, and I love it. It is. is. Uh, he looks like a, yeah. what's his name, the old wrestler that used to eat the turnbuckle. Uh, King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy. Yeah. No, no, it was a different guy. I'll remember later. Oh no, you're right. George the Animal. Steel. George the Animal Steel. That's no, who he looks like. Those. He looks exactly like him to me. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he does. It's so great because that's great. Dark side. That is very much my plan. He's gonna rip Lex apart. Lex says, "Oh, you're like, oh my god, he's scared," and then starts laughing and does not stop. He that's is it. laughing. He laughs until the so very end much. of the issue. He, he's and apologizing. I stop with he's him. apologizing. He's like, oh, <laughs> even he's like, you've taken me in a silly moment. He's <laughs> like, huh? back to your primitive hellhole. <laughs> and he's just laughing. I was crying every time I laughed. So and so and he just funny. is like, la- Dark Side is so mad. He, he's yelling to the fucking his guys, when's this boob getting here? This motherfucker. And Alexis, he just keeps going. He can't catch his yeah. breath. He's got to sit down. He's laughing, yeah. and there's like, Darkseid. He's touching his heart later oh, yeah. on. It's like, Dark is, 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 he, is, is he having looking a at him, And you're like, and at this point, I'm like, okay, I, I kind of get the whole deal that Darkseid isn't as big. Superman, <laughs> Superman comes through the, the tube like I nobody's business. He's stro- strolling through. He should be, he should be looking at a lollipop. Yeah, like, greetings, hey, what's up, guys? Greetings, gents. <laughs> And then he uses the term because he, they have mentioned, he has mentioned a couple times, oh, they're playing a chess game with us. Whose move is it, he says. Nobody's getting what he's in. He's like, oh, what? Darkseid's all pissed. He wants to know where his men. Hello, mother. Yeah, yeah. Darkseid, where are my men? And Superman just, oh, there was a disagreement. I had more votes. Yeah. <laughs> my, vote, my vote was Rasty. Rasty. Lex is still laughing off panel. He, I know. He is still laughing. fucking laughing. 
Darkseid is so mad that he just he obliterates he he fucking what does he do? Just tears him apart. Yeah, I'll, it's it's even it's a weird. No, no, it's even, not even a mega. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, uh, it's like a it's weird like, deal. But yeah, he is so mad, and I said he put up with it before now. He's not gonna let Lex laugh at him in front of Superman. Superman's showing up. You better stop your laughing. And oh yeah. my god, at Lex is done. It looks like I I that's don't think right. he is, but. Oh my god, and then that's the end. It's not so damn the, funny the now, is it? You pompous ass. It's the best. Yeah. And it just Darkseid saying ever. that is Luther? the best thing. Yeah, and <laughs> Superman's just like, Luther. And I'm telling you, I keep looking at that. Not so damn funny now, is it? You pompous ass. He took so it's much so from Lex. And then he just I invite everyone done. to go to the Weird Science Twitter oh. account and, and find that, because you oh. tweeted that on the day. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, the minute I the minute I read that, it was so great that I made up my own weekly uh, tweet tweet that it's panel my panel of the, of the week. Oh my god, I'm putting it from now on. Yeah. Panel of the week. New thing. Yep, new thing, and people were laughing because that's the thing. When this happened, even Jay Yaws from Batman News got well. There are eight panels of the week in this book with the, the, all these crazy talk, and and the problem is. I love it. <laughs> I yeah. This is not a book that, like, sometimes we'll read a book and, like, um, you know, say Midnight or see what, oh, the dialogue. This dialogue, it fits. It fits what's going on. It's so over the top, so it crazy. Is. It goes the other way where it's just so crazy yeah. that it, it almost goes around, wraps around, and then finds you again, and then it it's makes bad sense because it's supposed to. Yeah, be. I it's guess. just yeah. so. I mean, cra- and I don't and, even and, know. It does have a. It definitely is old school style. Yeah, definitely yeah, is like seventies DC style uh, and even Marvel style. But it does also something weirdly poetic about it. Yeah, like it's just so. And I said, the more I read this, the more I start to understand the story <laughs> and what's going on. And it, boy, it definitely just with that Lex at the end, it has such a sense of humor about it that it. I can't stop laughing, and any reviewer would at least, I mean, at least you can read those last three pages and get a chuckle. I was crying. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard, and just the whole thing, like, you love Reggie, the Rafi, Rafi, Rafi. He, there are apocalyptic, they just, they're beating, they're trying to beat the crap out of him. And he's just yelling the name. You have Lois and and Superman from panel with panel, they're yelling, they're making out, you got daddy's gotta go to war. Metron is a fucking the war. traffic cop to freedom the mr miracle to rule i it never stops boy but it, yeah it, it, i would really, never i would ne- yeah i would never recommend it to anybody though if you're listening and you think boy jim thinks this is the greatest thing ever you may go read it and hate my guts till the end of time because you'll get yeah, it and say this right. is Join a bunch club. of garbage yeah. yeah really but yeah it, it it's one of those where if it catches you the right way you're gonna love it it's not even one of those like we said about bloodlines. It, it's it's beyond even that. Like, yeah, way this beyond really, that. You know? This really has to. It really has to get you. Though Eric read the the last issue and wasn't the biggest fan. No, but I yet was not. here you liked it. I think that it even I, I goes that it way. It's like each issue you might like it a little more, but I've liked each issue. The, the this is my favorite. Oh, this this is my favorite one. I, I said he's an evil genius. He's a comedy fucking. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think he knows very well what he's doing and the yeah. kind of uh, you know tricks that he's pulling here. He's 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 having a good time with it. He's being silly. He's also you, offering. I mean, you know, you remember the day of? I was giving some uh, practical like. 
conspiracy theories about what I might think. Oh it's yeah, about. yeah, like that. I might the, reveal uh, some of those after the sixth issue in my review. Yeah, okay. But, so uh, I won't. I I'm won't almost tell sorry them. to see this go. But yeah, you uh, know? I really, I really enjoy it. This is one of those books again that I think that it's weird that our site is like grabbed onto it because we really <laughs> all enjoy it, and uh, it'll be one of those where. Six months from now, they'll have Neil Adams do some other stuff, and we'll get that. That'll be the new story that they send us because we're the only ones who seem yeah. to really be yeah. on board with this full out. Now, there are some it's other reviews, like end. I said, but I think that by the issue five, you, you're going to be the lone wolf probably reviewing this, Reggie. Or no, this is five. The next this one's is five, the last yeah, one. Yeah, so I'm wrong. We'll see I was thinking of Bloodlines, too. I think that, we'll see who does no, the I think end. there'll I think, be a couple. I think Bloodlines, I think you might there. be one of the last ones just because people just are going to – just because of that rebirth stuff. But, yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, you know, whatever, you're missing out on a couple of really fun sort of yeah. side continuity yeah, they're, they're comics. Side. You don't have to worry about them fucking with your, you know, rebirth story or yeah, any of that no. stuff. and. I mean, you, you know, don't have to worry but, about some person on Twitter was, oh, do I have to know about Superman dying? And I'm, oh, no, no, you don't have no. to worry about any of that because. If you read that. <laughs> but again, if some to me, somebody asking me that is not going to enjoy this because they are like, I don't like that continuity. Like right. that seems to be a person who wants something contained and and makes sense that way. If you're somebody that wants not. all your comics to matter. Yeah, no, this is. Well, and, I don't know that this one matters it doesn't you know matter. as far as what's going to happen in superman or even in the no, dcu no, no but if, if you like you know if you like kirby's fourth world for one thing if you like all that dark side you yeah. know new genesis stuff and just you know fucking wackiness yeah, just, just have a wacky fun time you don't have to worry about it fun time a lot of action a lot yeah. of like you know weird Crazy scenes that, that i mean you know like that scene with metron i would almost call that filler but it's so weird. Yeah, it's so it's weird. It's so <laughs> complex. Yeah, really. Like, if, if you think it, about it. It seems like he's trying to say something, you know? Like, there's like, something, yeah. there's, there's more Well, to and it. even to the point, Traffic like, yeah, cop on the road like a refugee freedom. thing. But even yeah. so, like, right now, number one, next issue, I, I, I completely mind farted, but uh, next issue is the last one. What do you think is going to yeah. happen besides them getting back to Earth? Are they, you know what? Uh, he's going to try. You can't. And are, are, if are we going to have some more of the Supermen coming? I don't know. They'll probably show up for a minute. They'll probably walk on walk on panel eating sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Healing with stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I like the one point Superman's like, uh, hey, what if this? We'll deal with it. Yeah, but we'll deal with it. Uh, what are you dealing with? I don't know <laughs> I, what I they're doing. <laughs> I don't know like, what they're doing. I think they're talking about. Yeah, and I don't know at the end that I'll be able to even tell you what the hell happened for six issues or what the – really, the overall story Daddy to me is Superman won at Raffi. Daddy got to go to war. Lois yeah. is crazy. She stowed away. Then she conked Granny Goodness, who just disappeared with Calabac, who knows where they are. But, yeah, yeah, it's one of those that this could be like a Super Friends freaking episode. It could be a parrot. Oh, it's got so many crazy you. things in there. When you guys were talking about it, I'm like, I got to break out my old Kenner superpowers and reenact this. Yeah. Oh, my there that, you go. Last, that last panel, I, I want it framed. I want a signed so picture good. of that frame. It is so great. Like, just somebody, anybody would come into your house and they're like, oh, you like comics, right? And they look at that and they see Dark Side. Not so damn funny now, is it? You pompous ass. <laughs> and Superman just there looking over his shoulder. At this point, too, it's like Superman and Darkseid are best friends. They're just yeah, hanging they're, out. They're, they're... 
It's like in Goodfellas. It's, it's Goodfellas you know, like when he, Joe Pesci, Pesci shot the guy. Oh, God damn it. They're, they're like, shit's just going wrong right then, but they're going to get back to their it's card It's a shine game. box, dark side. Yeah, really. Yeah. It's so crazy. Uh, but anyway, I gave I gave this one a 9 out of 10, and if it was about just the amount of laughter I had, it would have uh, been a 10 out of 10. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's an awesome, great, fun comic book. I, I, I both want to see it conclude and want to see it last forever. Yeah, I almost I feel both it. ways about it, but I'm obviously nothing nothing lasts forever, I, gentlemen. I I no, put nine out of ten myself. I like I, I love the art too. Uh, the art yeah. to me is so great, and yeah, it's so this is another... they had they had inking and lettering problems the first two issues. Now, but and they got uh, buzz I, on I, it. Buzz is on it. I think yeah. they, I think they stabled. They got stable. The lettering's been just perfectly fine. The last yeah. like uh, oh, four so or crazy. so issues. So crazy. What about you, Eric? I would probably give this around a seven point five out of ten. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm just like I'm not with the entire story because I only read this in the last issue. I laughed my ass off and I enjoyed the art for the most part, except for what we got with Mr. Miracle. Yeah, this that, issue. That, that, he was but, such uh, a side guy that I didn't it, really it's just mind so, that much. I, I love it. his Calabac. So crazy, I love his uh, Superman, actually, and Lois. I like as well. I really like all the characters. Mister Miracle was a little off, but yeah, his Calabac yeah. to me is awesome. He's like the I comic think... relief in a, in a comic that's already hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Dark Side's just he's the best. I, I'm looking at it right now, though. The two worst uh, like reviewed comics in DC this week are Bloodlines and Superman: The Coming of the it. Superman. I knew that's what would happen. These are. The, they're not like you said. They're side issue things where people are gonna pish posh it and fucking turn their nose up. I like it. They're fun in different ways. Uh, I really yeah. enjoyed them. Yeah, I I had fun with these a lot more than some of the actual rebirth titles. So Ooh, I, yeah, well, yeah. I, I'm telling you uh, because then I, I don't know. Is it one of those where when I read like say a Batman Rebirth that I I hold that to a higher standard maybe probably because these, probably and it's not that it's I, on that pedestal but yeah and and that's supposed to be like this whole big thing and whatever but these are just i want to have fun reading them and i do and you can yeah and yeah and i i really enjoy it so yeah that's your books right you only you only had two this week oh don't yeah, worry i have a shit two. ton next week yeah, yeah yeah i do not i think i have two or three next week i'm yelling for some of eric's but yeah, yeah. we're going to go off to Digital Spotlight next and then uh, finish up the podcast. And Digital Spotlight. Digital yeah. Spotlight. We don't have a lot to say tonight with Digital Spotlight at all. Uh, we have two books. Thought we were going to have three. Two. Yeah. We're going to start with we you, Reggie. Yeah, we did. But we're going to start oh. with you. My book is uh, Adventures of Supergirl Chapter 10, written by Sterling Gates, art by Cat Staggs and John Rausch. <laughs> It's that time in every young girl's life when she must confront the holographic projection of her dead mom with her adoptive sister there for support. We learn that Facet was the warden at interdimensional space prison Fort Roz and knew Kara's mom well, perhaps well enough to be stalking her daughter, or perhaps not. I'm not quite positive what the implications are. Huh. This was really the worst issue of yeah. uh, so far, the worst chapter I, I see that it, it was just, you know, obviously just to take us from what we learned to the next step. Yeah. It was sort of like a big, it, it was, it's all it was, was a huge info dump of these two girls hanging out with, uh, you know, uh, Kara's mother the whole time or the holographic Kara's mother. And there were some all right moments. And, uh, I like the fact that sometimes when she didn't want to answer, she'd be like, not enough information available. Really? But, uh, yeah, that was like her mom would try to like be withholding about, the truth 
which didn't even seem that shocking. It was like, so you knew her and like, it like, seemed to I, imply. Did I like cookies? Not enough information. <laughs> Not enough information. Sounds like Vicky. Yeah, that's what I imagine this. <laughs> Not a lot of what we're dealing with the cyborg, with cyborg's holographic mother. Yeah, yeah. Anytime there's holographic, Did you have a holographic mamas. Mother too? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And there's always trouble. It never works. I mean, out. I, I said in the beginning of my uh, review, I'm, I call bullshit on the whole, uh, you know, holographic parents that can come back and. Uh, I hate that whole concept. Like that's, yeah. that, that whole concept is bullshit. Yep. I know that it's it's you know goes back to to the original Superman I re- movie. I really hate it. I hate but it. But I hate it. It's it's stupid as hell. It's like, well, if I can fucking, you know, interact with them and, and basically you they have can still them. annoy the shit yeah. out of me. That, you know, like I'm not in, in Man of Steel when Lois is running and turn left. Like, fuck oh, you. Fuck well, you, Jarrell. Be great. Well, to, well, turn well, left. She runs right into the fucking wall. Hey, what are you doing? Input. I, I am just a hologram, you <laughs> stupid bitch. Uh, I, I hate that. I really do. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. It, it, it really is lame. But anyway, that's that's all the issue was. I'm sure that when these actually get compiled into one issue, you might get a more coherent story out of it. But for one chapter, it was pretty lame, and I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, it was funny that you, t- well, I tweeted it. I tweeted your review, and this is one of those that we had said that Sterling Gates will, any any publicity is, is good publicity to him. You know, he yeah. went, because he'll look for three words that you say that are positive. He'll retweet it. Because he really stuck on you with the uh, the art, like the yep. is great art, and, da, 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 and he retweets it six five. Yeah, he did, I it did to like me. I did like the art, you know? Well. I mean, yeah. you know. you and I, you and I were talking about how cat stags can be hit or yeah, miss. Yeah, yeah. I think in this I, case, it was it was a hit. It looked it looked pretty that's good. Cool. Yeah, cat stags did a lot of the covers in Smallville, and I really yeah. like her covers. Yeah, I uh, but even covers. them, they have like a weird type look that sometimes does not uh, go well in the regular interior art. That it just is too much. But yeah, it almost looks like a photo, like a photo filter. Yeah, it does. Something, and you know, now that I think about it, it kind of works better for still shots. But in this case, since it was just since three they were just sitting around, around yeah, room, you didn't have much. All right, my next one is, or my first one is Legends, uh, the Legend of Wonder Woman, Chapter Twenty Seven, written by Renee Delise, art by Renee Delise and Ray Dillon. And this ends it all, ends it all until the next volume. I put this chapter ends the first volume of Legend of Wonder Woman. I'm not sure when it was written, but it certainly feels like they knew the story was going to continue. Diana was def- has defeated the Titan and says an almost too quick goodbye to Ed and Steve. However, Ed is having none of that. She tracks down Wonder Woman to catch up on things, uh, like Diana joining the JSA and hanging out with our man. They mentioned yeah. that, but they, they don't nice. show it. It's like this crazy, like, knowledge drop there. Is we she also, the secretary? You don't know. You have no idea. <laughs> we also get confirmation that we did see Cheetah's origin earlier in the series, and everything ends with me looking forward to the Volume 2 starting, and I love the whole series. I gave this a 9.5 out of 10. Yeah, it's very quick, uh, almost like, hey, uh, here's what we promise we can have. I don't know if this is what happened where they saw the whole thing, at, you know, it sold and then they saw, hey, that sounds good or whatnot, or they knew it was continuing at this point. Because yeah, almost the whole issue is telling you what might happen later. And yeah. the, the whole thing, I would believe, if it does continue, I'm not sure that it won't jump into the 60s or 70s uh, right away. That's how it's kind of when every time something starts, it doesn't just pick up right from where it, it ended. I don't think we'll see the JSA. I think that it'll be right into the, the deal, maybe even the Super Friends. 
It's possible, especially if DCS plans for the JSA yeah, down the yeah. line. Yeah, you never know, but, but it, again, that this, might I'll screw tell you with that. One thing about this comic is it is pretty unconventional. So Yeah, and uh, yeah, I have. like it. Um, but the other thing, like we said, Injustice was supposed to come out this week. It did not on Tuesday, so I was like, what the hell? And somebody had said, oh, no, it's coming out on Saturday. So I went on the, the DC store and looked, and in fact, the this chapter that was supposed to come out was listed for today, uh, June 4th. And I went, did not come out. I messaged Brian Bucciolato, basically, you know, said, hey, what's going on? Uh, is Injustice moved to Saturday? Because to me, that uh, <laughs> since we've done these all this time and even before the site and the podcast with the digital, when they do something like that, that usually means something's going to fill that space. And they yeah. haven't really announced anything, though I thought, well, maybe that Batman and uh, Steed and Mrs. Peel will be there. But they tend, to, <laughs> they tend to put that Batman 66 stuff on Wednesday. So I, I actually got kind of excited, thinking, oh, my, they're shuffling things around. They're going to announce something. So I messaged Brian Bucciolato. He gave me nothing. He, he uh, said what did he? What did I tell you? He Get said, away, kid! You bother me. Yeah, basically that's what he said. Uh, and they, hey, is that? Yeah. He, heck, if I know, something like that. Thank you. Thanks a lot, buddy. Get away, kid! You yeah, bother yeah. me, kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, man. Well, See, you bother me, kid. <laughs> Click my Step watch. Aside. Get my watch there. Find my watch, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, uh, I think going forward, I may start doing the digital uh, Teen Titans Go. I actually did the print version of this week's. I really like that I did uh, right now. There's a Teeny Titans number one available on the digital site, the DC digital site for free. That's it actually, free, right? Yeah. yeah, and it actually, it's it's an advertisement for a mobile app that's coming out later this this month, a game. But I'm telling you, it, it goes beyond that. It's pretty funny. It's it's an advertisement for a mobile, almost like a collectible fighting game. But yet the comic makes fun of people who play collectible mobile fighting games and i oh, don't really? know oh yeah it, it is it's really good it's really funny because it makes fun of, almost like even making fun of variant covers as well because they're all excited to get these figures and they're the they're teen titan figures but they all they all want to get these figures and they want like uh cyborgs like i want that one with the red arm the, the big c3po joke uh, it's really good uh it's only it's 13 pages i laughed the whole time it's free and then the other one was that Black Death in America. Didn't laugh at that. That's Tom King. It's pretty oh, serious. Yeah, that was, that, that was, actually, it, it it sticks with you. I don't know. Did you read it? I didn't read Holy that. Holy moly. I'm going to get to that. Logan, Logan started crying. He read it. My youngest son <laughs> that read it. That was also free, right? Crying. Tom King. Yep, it's free. Uh, they, they released it. It was part of one of those uh, Vertigo. You know those weird... Um, collected deal quarters. Collect, it was like, you know, Vertigo Sierra uh, and Vertigo and Blue. CMYK. Yeah, yeah, it was the CMYK one. That was the story, and it was nominated for a Best Short Story for Eisner uh, Awards, so they released it. So get some yeah. buzz up for that. You know, there's a reason why they did it, but it's free. And he, he was probably like, I'm not going to make any money off this fucking thing anyway. Oh, so. my it is, it's, it's, <laughs> There you go, folks. It's, <laughs> it's dismal. But man, it, 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 I'll even say it tells the story of a, a black guy who was in the military in World War One. He was a hero. He came back. He ended up, uh, killing a bunch of Germans and saving his buddy that was next to him in France. They came back. He was known as the Black Death and, you know, ticker tape parade in New York. He's from Harlem. I, I think it was what they said. Oh. And, um, he's going on. And as you go down the years, this is 1918 when he came home big hero by the time 1927 i believe it was he's dead dead of tuberculosis tuberculosis 
and mm. uh, basically his whole life was destroyed because of racism and just people not treating him. He was a hero, but yet when he got back to the U.S., you know, they're not, they didn't even treat him like a man. And then the big kicker is that I think that the the thing that got me reading it a couple times was Tom King really makes he makes it so that he does not mention the guy's name until the last page when the guy's dead. So you even get the fact that he doesn't even, you know, his name doesn't matter. All that mattered oh. to everyone around at one point was he was the Black Death. He he ends up uh, selling war bonds. Uh, the, you know, the government's taking him around. The army takes him around. He's doing speeches to do that. And in one speech, he ends up telling people basically what he had to deal with, the racism in the war. And then afterwards, they cut him loose. They're like, fuck you. Black Death, you fucking asshole, you couldn't keep your mouth Whoa. shut. The thing that got me, I'm reading this, they finally tell his name, I look, it's a fucking true story, right to the, you know, to the letter. And it's, then I was like, holy crap, but it, it, when you read it, it's the amount of time, the little bit of time that goes from him being a hero, even, he goes to get his old job back as a porter, and he's got war injuries, he can't do it, they just, hey, I don't have, you know, you can't do this, get the fuck out of here. It's it's really tough, but yeah, it's really good. Like I said in my review, I even said Logan actually just said why, you know, why would they do that? And the thing I said in my review is I I have no answer. I really don't. I can tell him all the oh, it's the people were race. He doesn't get the concept. And so I said in my review, it's more of like not why, but just so it doesn't happen. And it, yeah. it's just it's tough it really is i put it's not an easy comic and it's it's very short but boy it sort of thing to tell, I, I would, I would, I would never think, have invented racism no in 1910. no that 19 yeah 1910 yeah from 1918 to uh, 1927 this guy just this world went from one to the next uh, you know one end of the spectrum to the other and then he was dead his wife left him and everything it's crazy but yeah that's about it that's a downer that's, good. Uh, that's a yeah. downer, but yeah, there's the, like I said, you go to the store though. There's two free comics you can grab and and check out. I recommend both for different reasons, but yeah, that is uh that's Digital Spotlight. And all around the world. some weird comics history every week this week we've got part two of the story of arnold drake and uh i think we said last week this was going to be a two-parter but it turns out this is going to be a three-parter because he lived a long and fruitful life and we want to pay proper respects and homage to the man so first let's do a little recap on arnold drake who he is he was born in 1924 he uh, got drafted into the army for world war ii and uh got out of there and went to the university of missouri and nyu on the gi bill he uh, got his degree in uh, journalism that's right the uh, university of missouri being the uh, still the biggest school for journalism in america mm-hmm. so that was pretty prestigious and nyu was even then no slouch uh 
off of that, he hooked up with a man named Les- Leslie Waller and uh, an artist named Matt Baker and produced what I like to consider the first graphic novel. It rhymes with lust uh, for St. John's Publications, and that led to a, a meeting Bob Kane and eventually working for primarily DC Comics, writing uh, several stories for Batman and Challenges of the Unknown and other properties. And that Tommy Tomorrow. Tommy Tomorrow, his least favorite one. That's right. I, I tried to sing a little <laughs> Tommy Tomorrow song last episode. Uh, and that brings us right up to the year of 1963, when... When he, uh, his, arguably his most uh, enduring and endearing creation uh, was, was created. Yeah. This is the uh, Doom Patrol. And uh, they made their first appearance in an issue of My Greatest Adventure, which uh, was up to that point filled with uh, stories of ordinary heroes, like uh, firefighters, police officers, stuff like that. Um, Unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, this was a time when the superhero genre was was kicking back into gear. And uh, editor... Remember, this is after Fantastic Four has debuted. Yeah, so I think that was was jump-started this. Yeah, uh, definitely. Because uh, they say, uh, you know, a lot of people compare the Doom Patrol to the X-Men, but it seems more apropos to compare them to the Fantastic Four in, in a lot of ways. Definitely. Uh, you know, in their, not only in their number, but in their structure. Uh, yeah. You got the, the robot man is the thing. You've got negative man is Johnny Storm. Human Torch, yeah. Uh, you know, Reed, I guess, could be sort of a... Probably the chief. The chief, and, you know, when he gets his automatic wheelchair going, he can <laughs> get all kinds of gadgets and tricks, and Rita would be the woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the girl, yeah. You know, as, as, as per the time, she was afflicted with being a female, so... Yes, she uh, was a comic book girl. And uh, the editor of My Greatest Adventure, Murray, Bolton, Murray Boltonoff, uh, he uh, tasked uh, Drake with creating a superhero team. And uh, he, uh, Arnold Drake and Bob Haney, um, yep. big guy on uh, Teen Titans, are one of our favorites. Uh, one of our one of our all time favorites. They uh, they hold themselves up in a hotel room over a weekend, and uh, uh, come Monday morning, they had the Doom Patrol. Yeah. And uh, these were these were strange heroes. These were heroes that did not like being superheroes. They wanted to they wanted to live normal lives, but they were they were cursed with with these fantastic powers. That uh, were also uh, for 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 three of them, uh, they were physically debilitating. You know, uh, they they cost them careers, they cost them normal lives, and uh, a lot of it was uh, was kind of woe is me. But uh, it was something that wasn't really tried in comics before, so it was a it was a novelty. I mean, frankly, I always wondered why Rita Farr didn't just go on. You know, I think in the first issue they make it seem like she can't control her size changing. You know, her power to become giant Rita Farr, but later on yeah. in the series she does, why didn't she just go back to Hollywood? Uh, Giffen sort of dealt with that in uh, his run. In the pre-Flashpoint the run, pre-Flashpoint yeah. pre-Flashpoint run that, that she was sort of ostracized as a freak, but you know, re- in reality... Yeah. Think of fine. all the, but anyway, think of all they'd save on special effects. You know, people would be like, "Please be in my, you know, attack of a fifty-foot woman." You know, absolutely. But uh, anyway, you know, would you mind wearing this dinosaur costume? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Think about the Godzilla. But you know, we, we let yeah. that go because this is a comic book story. Absolutely, and like we like we talked about earlier, they uh, a lot of people do compare this to the X Men. It's you know, they're they're freaks, they're outcasts, they're they're led by a dude in a wheelchair. Um, yeah. They did launch within months of one another. The Doom Patrol did come first. Yep. 
And, uh, you know, a lot of people say that they launched a little too closely to really say one copied off the other. But uh, one of the things that I did find out was that Drake, uh, that Arnold Drake and Stan Lee were, they were said to have been close friends at the time. And they, you know, they might have had lunch, they might have had coffee and, you know, just discussed what they were percolating and maybe... And maybe unintentionally, you know, glean something off of one of the one so, another. So then, as now, the industry was a bunch of people that knew each other. You know, they kind of worked sure. on the same stuff, and sometimes they would cross companies. Although back then, usually you would it was DC or Marvel, and then if you wanted to do your Charlton or Harvey work, that was fine too. Just like today, you know, you can do image. Yeah, your Ooh, image comics or and be exclusive to Marvel or DC, but you can't work for the uh, other big company. For the other biggie. Yeah. But, you know, they knew each other. So, you know, in later in life, Arnold Drake did start to think that maybe there had been some uh, collusion or some, you know, he, Stanley took something from this. Personally, I don't think so. I really don't. I think that they took inspiration from a lot of popular culture at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's it's impossible for me to say. I don't know either of their minds. I wasn't there. But it it just seems way too close. I think it's just a coincidence. Yeah, I think they, they were both. It was both... three months, wasn't it, or two months? It, it, it was. It was a month or two. Is that one was June, one was August, or something like that? Something or one like was that. September? So, I mean, and you know, with the lead times, there's there's just really no way. <laughs> and 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 you know, they're so similar. <laughs> it's part of the reason I don't think it's a copy. You know what I mean? Because because if they were. Yeah, they would try to hide it. Yeah, exactly. You would try. You would try to mask it a little. But anyway, that that's all just conjecture. Yeah, and uh, and they, they were they were know. both they were both heavily influenced by the Fantastic Four, though. Both teams. Yeah, there's no question about it. Yeah, uh, Fantastic so they were Four following was, was that the template of of the family of uh, superheroes. So right around this time, uh, after Doom Patrol came out, which uh, eventually did take over My Greatest Adventure with issue 87, I believe. I don't remember. I think so. Uh, and it became Doom Patrol. Arnold Drake saw fit to write a letter to the Erwin uh, Donenfeld and the DC executives explaining that they were about to be taken over by Marvel. Uh, this is 1963, so this is one year after what we would call Marvel proper, a year after Fantastic Four debuted and then X-Men, and I think, like you said, we talked last week, the Thor was out. Yeah, so the, Amazing the, Fantasy was 1962. Yeah, okay, so yeah, so, that, so Spider-Man is out. At this time, um, without going too much into Marvel, they had a publishing constraint where they can only do eight titles a month. Uh, if you want to know more about that, again, read The Untold Story of Marvel by Sean Howe. But also, they were just starting out. They were, they were not the powerhouse. At this time, Marvel was out, uh, sorry, DC was outselling Marvel by five to one in most cases. And in other cases, it wasn't even, you know, Superman and Batman. They weren't even in the ballpark, so... Uh, Arnold Drake really sent this letter at a strange time, and I'm going to read part of the letter to you now. This is the very beginning of it. The entire letter was seven pages long, and I I neither have all seven pages, nor do I want to read all seven pages. (laughs) But uh, I will start out. So he wrote, What Marvel was attempting to do began to be apparent about three years ago. They, or rather he, talking about Stan Lee, were bringing sophistication to the comics. The anti-hero was lifted from the hardcover books and slick magazines and brought to the kids. The present idiom was applied. Not the idea of Bobby Soxers and swing music and Betty Grable, etc. They combined iconoclasm with non-sequiturs and in-jokes and got what we call, part of what we call, camp. They succeeded for two reasons, primarily. First, they were more with what, what was happening in the country than we were. And, perhaps more important, they aimed their stuff at an age level that had never read comics before in any impressive number. The college level. Let's say ages 16 to 19 or 20. 
That second fact is important in, in view of the fewer titles that Marvel publishes. They could afford to aim all, with the exception of the romance books and the westerns, which, by the way, are now swinging, or beginning to swing also, of their titles at this age level and pull an equal number of readers from lower age groups happy to tag along. If Marvel had the number of titles that we have, they could not use this approach across the board. I believe if Marvel continues to add titles and finds it wise to begin aiming at the 12 to 10, 10 to 8, and 8 to 5 market, they will not apply the same orientation to these books as to Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, etc., which was wrong. Because they did. They expanded their line and it just became one huge uh, continuity. I ended the, the letter, by the way. Um, so, I mean, he, I think what he's talking about at this point is, you know, even before 62, Ant-Man had come out and things were starting to kind of shake up a little bit even throughout the 60s at Marvel. But, uh, you know, he, the, the prescience, you know, the ability to see Absolutely. far ahead that this was going to become a new fan base for comics and that comics weren't just something you read, you chucked out. People were collecting them. Uh, College-age kids were into it. Later on, colleges would have Stan Lee come out and speak to them. So, yeah, that's that's a that's probably the the <laughs> most striking piece you take away from that is that Marvel was aiming for an untapped market for comics. And, uh, yeah, yeah, for for comics, and uh, you know, it might you know, and I'm sure at the time a lot of those readers were lapsed, probably lapsed DC fans. For sure, and that's still true today many times. <laughs> so he, awesome. he did that, and I have to think that didn't ingratiate him too much with the. Uh, Marvel Brass, I mean, the DC Brass, but, you know, they, they kept him around for a while longer, still doing Doom Patrol, which which enjoyed decent popularity and had a rabid fan base. And, you know, the Doom Patrol really was uh, DC's most Marvel book Absolutely. at the time. So it's, uh, I think he saw the writing on the wall well before DC did, and they should have because they got their meat lumped by the end of the decade. <laughs> uh, almost exactly about the same time the next year, he wrote a screenplay and produced a movie called The Flesh Eaters, which is considered among the very first gore films that was filmed out on Long Island, not far from... Uh, well, Arnold Drake lived in Manhattan, but not far from, I think, some of his friends. They basically filmed it at somebody's house on a Hampton Beach. Uh, it had very uh, bloody scenes for the time. This was sort of a, a change in film at the time. There were a lot of different gore films and shock films that came out. Uh, the Wizard of Gore, I think, was 65 or 66. A uh, hmm. couple other films at the time that were pushing the envelope. And uh, as you dug up, George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead was originally called Night of the Flesh Eaters, but they, he changed the name to avoid confusion, which I think is fascinating because yeah. Night of the Living Dead, you know, the, the, the phrase Night of the Living Dead itself came into contention later, and uh, someone else owns that. Oh, wow. And and Romero had to use uh, just the dead. If you notice, his movies became Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead, yeah. But the, the living dead is owned by some somebody else. So, uh, all what's in a name, that's what they say, arose <laughs> by any other name, right? You got to wonder, I mean, we could, uh, they, they could be, there could be a successful image comic called The Walking Flesh Eaters right now. Exactly. <laughs> it's very, not, uh, very true, yeah, but that's it's what not come through. So yeah, yeah so this you know he was definitely a journeyman you know he's doing comics he's doing movies he's doing everything. Yeah, he uh, another uh, another creation he has for DC is uh, is one that uh, that you and I are the co-presidents and only members of the fan club. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Stanley and his monster, and uh, this is a. Uh, 
this is an odd one. I mean, it's it's a sur- it's like a surrealist comic. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a boy deemed not responsible enough to care for a dog by his parents. Uh, he finds a monster. The monster, I guess, Stanley. He's not only irresponsible, but he's also kind of a dope. He's not very bright. Uh, <laughs> the monster convinces Stanley that he's a dog. A big, big magenta dog. Yes, uh, <laughs> it looks like a looks like a bundle of pillows. Yeah. Um, yeah, and as that as that series goes on, uh, the cast fills out with a leprechaun, a gnome, an almost invisible man, and a ghost. The ghost of Napoleon. Yeah. Which you know, it's just. It's it's weird and, and ahead of its time. I mean, it's it, not really, something... it really was berserk, you know. Uh, you know, this is just a guy letting his mind go wherever he wants it to go. Very similar to his Bob Hope and Jerry Lewis comics, but these hmm. were a little more honed in there. Uh, yeah, purposes. it's like a living dream here. <laughs> it, it almost is. Yeah, it's almost like somebody describing their fever dream. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. And Napoleon actually had uh, he had the hots for Stanley's mother. That's right. So there you go. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned this because it's just uh, another another illustration of the wide appeal of uh, Arnold Drake. Um, you know, uh, this is something that we see today with you know like family movies where you know there'll be jokes told that only the parents get, and then there's jokes told that the kids will find more appealing. And this kind of strikes me as something similar. It's a uh, it's appropriate for all ages where there might be something a little bawdy, but it's going to be more, uh, it's going to be, the, the kids won't get it. It's true. It, it had some broad appeal. This this first appeared in a comic called uh, Fox and Crow, I believe, uh, which yes. was a funny animal comic at the time. But that also, Fox and Crow, if you read that, that, that also has a similar sort of cross appeal, although it probably is more kid-oriented. Arnold Drake really brought this comic into a place where older kids, if not uh, necessarily college-age kids would read it, and eventually Stanley this monster also took over Fox and Crow, became its own comic in the last, I don't remember, half dozen or five Yeah, not years. very long, but yeah. Yeah, not for too long, but you know, it definitely had taken over the whole thing, and, and I think that's just more showing how comics were changing and fandom was changing. With Stanley and his monster, there's a little bit, there's something, I hate to use the word sinister, but there is something just a little off. Yeah, it's, it's like a this. monster is sort of like, you know, has fooled a child and is and is telling him to keep him a secret. You know, like, yeah. sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Yo, and you come to find out that the monster was actually kicked out of hell. Oh yeah, for, that would uh, happen to the end. Yeah. So you know, yeah, he was kicked out of hell for refusing to be evil. So wow. uh, he was using Stanley's home as a like a safe haven from returning to hell. That should be his tagline: "Not evil enough for hell." <laughs> yes, but he he was brought back briefly as the file clerk for hell. Oh well, that's nice. At least I yeah. some kind of work. See, well, going back to his uh, screenplay uh, uh, endeavors, he also wrote a screenplay for a body film called Who Killed Teddy Bear? Yeah. In 1965. Now, this is uh, this is weird. You know, I I wasn't around at the time, but uh, this oh, one no. just seems no, no, I, I missed it. <laughs> but it just seems like a uh, like an overly mature type of movie for the for the day. And yeah. I could be I could be talking out my ass here, but I mean, it just. This is a, a disco hostess is threatened and har- and harassed by an obscene phone call, uh, like a stalker, and uh, she hires a private investigator and winds up falling in love with him. But uh, the themes that it explores are uh, are rape, lesbianism, and sexual sadism. Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't figure that that'd be you know just boilerplate. Well, you know, there's been a long tradition in uh, movies going back to at least the 50s, if not earlier, of stag films. Uh, I remember I used to watch some of them as a kid because uh, they used to be on this uh, uh, video label called Something Weird. You ever hear of these guys? Yes. 
So they they would have some of these stacks and open up, and it was often like the most contrived shit. Like oh, I don't <laughs> know, like you know, naughty secretary and you know, uh, hotel confidential, and it was often just scenes of women topless doing jumping jacks, that kind of thing. Never, not, it wasn't. Well, I wouldn't call it hardcore pornographic. You saw nothing below the waist, but everything was suggestive. All the dialogue was suggestive, and you know they would they would explore different uh, sexual acts and positions in their kind of uh, hands-off 50s way. So I suspect, and I haven't seen this movie in either of you, no. but I, I suspect that's what this was. This was a stag film or something that would actually show in the, what would be, you know, there was no X rating like, at the time. but what would Like be the midnight considered? movie. Oh, yeah, and it, the midnight movie or the adult theater or something. I mean, in a way, I bet this was a burgeoning in- industry that would eventually become what we know as 1970s Times Square. But, yeah. uh, you know, it, you know, he didn't, but it does show that he can tackle the kids stuff. He can tackle the adult stuff. You know, he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't, uh, you know, pigeonholed into one genre, one type of thing, even one medium. Um, I, I've looked up this movie. Something weird, I think, did release. Somebody's released it. Uh, copies of it go on Amazon for 99 bucks. Oy. So I don't know if I'll ever see it at that price, huh. but I would like to someday. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we, Obviously, we've illustrated Arnold Drake as a really uh, interesting guy with a with boundless creativity and uh, able to work in several different forms of media. But he also had a political side. Uh, he did. Right around 1965, right around when, uh, or maybe 64, when Who Killed Teddy Bear came out, there was an attempt to unionize. Uh, initially, Arnold Drake uh, and Bob Haney formed a group that wanted better pay for freelance writers. Uh, at that time, artists were making thirty to forty dollars a page, which you've uh, worked out to be two hundred and fifty dollars and seventy-two dollars today per page. Um, yeah. That that information, by the way, for the dollars comes from the Titans Companion and Tomorrow's Publishing. Excuse me. So they were doing very well. The artists, um, you know, uh, Chris and I had a little discussion before the show of how that, you know, may have had to be break, broken out, and don't forget the artists had to pay for all their own materials. So, you know, some of it went to that, but still, I don't think they were even coming close. I mean, I believe writers make something on the order of 25, you know, per issue, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, for the, not, for, not for, for a page. Eight, for, eight, for eight pages, you know, for everything, you know, like, whatever, the full, the full book, you might get 30 bucks. So, uh, you know, there, there was definitely a huge disparity. Uh, although, uh, considering the source, this could be Earth Haney dollars. We're not sure. Yes. If we don't know what continuity this, these dollars are in. Because, yeah, you have to think about it. That means that in today's money, somebody doing an eight-page story in a comic book, which would have been normal. It's uh, making two grand. It's making two grand per, per thing. That's that's pretty good even today. You know, Absolutely. Like, you know, but maybe maybe not. Maybe we're wrong. I don't know. I, I wasn't there. So, uh, But whatever it was. Yeah, they felt that writers were getting the short end. There was a disparity. Yeah. yeah, and and they felt they should get more. So they they came up with a good solution, didn't they? Yeah, they uh, <laughs> when they went in and uh, stomped their foot, they were offered one dollar more per page. But 
that dollar would have to be shared with every single writer. I mean, why don't they like, just kick these guys in the nuts? You know, that, that, yeah, like, at that, that point. <laughs> it's like you'd respect them more if they just told them to go screw off. Yeah. But, you know, here's, here's the dollar that, you know, this month Arnold Drake will get the dollar. Next month Bob Haney will get the dollar. Yeah. The month after that, Gordon Fox will get the dollar. It's just uh, <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's a, it's, that's a real fuck you kind of answer, I think. Yeah, it's just such an insult. So, uh, and uh, at the, uh, at the, after he Hearing that, uh, uh, Drake wanted to strike. Yeah, he wanted to go out on strike, and uh, Haney was with him, but he kind of waffled. Uh, he claimed that he was afraid that if he, if they both walked, then that dollar would come off the table, yeah. and no one would get it. Which really so, uh, fuck that dollar, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At that point, at that point, you'd figure that there'd be a brotherhood of writers being like, you know what, DC, you must need the money more than we do. Yeah. Um, where. Uh, Haney, he, he claimed that, you know, I, and, you know, this is all secondhand. So he said that he wanted to make sure that he didn't ruin it for the other writers. So he did not strike. And uh, it turned out that Drake didn't strike either, but he kind of painted that, that that little target he had on his back now became a big target. Yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger now. And uh, it seems that uh, this is all conjecture here from, from various interviews I read, but Ever since this point, Drake minimized Haney's role and contribution in creating the Doom Patrol. It's true. Uh, you know, it's we. You know, he's never denied that they spent that initial weekend coming mm. up with the with the crew, but he definitely made it seem like Bob Haney just kind of batted around a couple of ideas. We, we'll never, yeah, never he really was just know. along for the ride. Yeah. There's definitely, you know, there's definitely characters in the Doom Patrol, especially the animal, vegetable, mineral man, mm. which seems to come right out of Bob Haney's brain. It's like his oh, yeah. metamorpho esque type character himself but again it's all conjecture but we're not sure uh, mm. exactly what happened there uh after that though uh, arnold drake's cause celeb was to get health insurance for all comics creators which you really got to think about how forward thinking this is because uh not every company provided health insurance that was not a normal no. thing in the 60s was to get health insurance as part of your pay so even to have that uh to ask for that as a freelancer was really Forward-thinking. It's it's yeah. it's it maybe interesting to know though that actually Arnold Drake did have health insurance through the company at that time, but he had to pay out of pocket. Sure. But he paid the corporate rate and he did it in order to get his daughter Pamela braces, uh, hmm. which is a weird little story I read years ago <laughs> on, on Pamela's uh, Facebook page. Um, but he wanted it for everybody and and felt that that they should at least be getting uh, the corporate rate because as anybody that has to pay health insurance themselves themselves know. It's way too expensive, and it was way yeah. too expensive then too. You, it's almost impossible to just do it by yourself. You need you need uh, a group rate of some. You kind. need the kick in, yeah. So uh, he tried to assemble up a crew, and he was only able to assemble writers, writers, but none of the artists would take part, probably because they were making, you know, the equivalent <laughs> of fifty dollars a page. They were like, "We're good, bro. bro. <laughs> you know, don't worry about it." Yeah. Uh, Carmen Infantino was approached, but he didn't join. Uh, as written in Carmen Infantino, penciler, publisher, provocateur. Mm-hmm. And Jack Leibowitz, DC Comics publisher, told him that if he could get Marvel on board with the union, he would sign up. And that's fascinating that he was willing to do I, that. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he was talking to whoever was running Marvel at the time, and uh, I think they knew where the, I think they knew where, uh, where the line was drawn. Uh, yeah, I, I also think you know, he's, he, was, he was playing a pretty safe gamble that Marvel was not going yeah. to want to do that, because they both had the same uh, type of profit margin. Marvel's at that time would have actually been a lot lower. Sure. They, they did not want to start unionizing and start paying uh, union wages. But, you know, 
just to even have said that, although in a way, I guess that's sort of like the everyone shares a dollar, sort of a yeah. fuck you answer. Like, you know, uh, Arnold Drake did contact Marvel. They said, told him the same thing. You know, DC's got a, if DC joins, we'll join. So that sort of stalled out the whole uh, thing. Uh, that was also from Carmen Infantino's book. Uh, and he felt that they were they were enjoying pushing his buttons, which it sounds yeah. like they were really screwing around with these Just guys. Just sending them on a wild goose chase. You know, writers yeah. didn't get a lot of respect uh, in general at that time. Uh, no, they were just key pushes as well. Freelancers in general didn't get respect, but especially writers. You know, the artists sometimes could be sought after. Carmen Infantino would have been one of them, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, and this is interesting uh, to, just to bring up, that Neil Adams pushed for this later on in the set in 1970s and uh, also got publishers to return artists original work which was uh, amazing to think about because yeah. i don't think i don't think it had even occurred to the publishers before that to return this original artwork that this belonged to somebody except for <laughs> that, them you know uh, yeah and that, that it had an actual had an actual monetary value to it sure on the on the you know on the fan circuit or in the collector circuit that there was just... that there was a secondary market now that didn't exist yeah. that didn't exist 10 years before so in some ways you can't fault them but in other ways you know it's missing a sign of the times definitely is it's it's they're out of stuff and you know the way neil adams describes it is that at that time all the art like there was just a you know rooms full of artwork bulging out of desks you know falling yep. down from from files people threw it out people walked all over it they didn't give a shit it was just, so much of it, you think they would have wanted to get rid of it, and uh, yeah, I mean now yeah, both companies have dedicated art de- art return departments, and they make sure they keep everything nice and above board. Yeah, and a lot of the pencilers have they've got agents and agencies that oversee the sale of their original work. That's right, yeah. So it's just uh, it's amazing how that uh, how that wasn't even a thought, and then it uh, it's its own it's its own entity now. Absolutely, there are some original pages I wouldn't mind having myself. Oh, certainly. So uh, I'm going to talk about another creation of Arnold Drake's Dead Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody you still see in the DCU today quite a bit in the dark titles. He actually is featured in uh, Constantine Hellblazer right now. Yep. Uh, if anyone cares. <laughs> uh, he, this was a fascinating character, though, because he, he sort of has been taken away from his original roots. He was really uh, a Buddhist. He had a, a, a Zen Buddhist concept, you know, of reincarnation, mm-hmm. of uh, meditation, of, of transcendentalism, uh, it's kind of sort of in, invoked the movement, the general movement towards uh, Asian rituals and Eastern philosophies. Yeah, very, very like uh, I think it was John Lennon at the time who was uh, who was really exploring that. For sure, uh, you know, they, they went to meet with the uh, the oh God, what's his name? Chairman Mao. No, they didn't meet. They didn't meet with <laughs> Chairman Mao. They met with the the Bajaresh. My parents would kill me for not remembering this guy. <laughs> But he, he was he was a uh, a Hindu prophet, I believe, or a Hindu mm-hmm. guy, uh, and they learned uh, some meditation techniques. Uh, you know, the whole culture was sort of turning this way, uh, turning away from Western world, Western medicine, and uh, embracing ancient Eastern philosophies and techniques to, for better or for ill. But you know, Arnold Drake, the important part is he saw that. He mm-hmm. saw that there was a market here, that there was something that was not being, uh, you know, tapped into was, by DC. And, and It was Mahar, Maharishi Mahesh. Okay, there you go. See, I, <laughs> I would have gotten it wrong anyway, so I'm very glad you looked that up. Uh, <laughs> but they sat with him, and that, that's that's really where they turned into the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club band type sure. guys. So they moved away from I Want to Hold Your Hand. 
and that those type of uh, songs they became much more orchestral and and, and psychedelic heavy. and heavy yep. and you know did, did their dope and you know I mean we, you know you go on and on talking about psychedelic culture but you know the the, the point is Marvel did have a book to to uh, approach this group and that was Doctor Strange Doctor Strange yeah uh, which was in I believe was that in uh, Strange Tales right I think so yes uh, that was so Strange was the was the thing and they'd have a backup. Um, and if you read those early Ditko, Doctor Strange, they are as psychedelic as any they are out there. Grateful Dead poster you'll ever see in your life. I mean, they are yes. unbelievable. Uh, long before the Acid Culture, too. I think that was 65 that that debuted. Hmm. So, and and the, the fact that Steve Ditko made them is amazing, because here's a guy I don't think has even ever really been drunk. No, he's very straight-laced, <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, he saw something, and so did Arnold Drake. Um you know, he was unhappy where Dead Man, with, with what happened to Dead Man, how he just became a superhero whose power was to enter anyone's body, yeah. which essentially is what he is now. I think he intended for him to be a little bit more, to bring a little bit more of Buddhism or Eastern uh, culture, I want to say. It's not religion, really, but philosophy Philosophy yeah. is the word, yeah. Uh, wanted to bring more of that into the story, and it just never really happened. I mean, he goes to Nanda Parbat, which is a DC's phony Tibet. You know? Yeah, it's uh, it's where uh, where if if Iron Fist was in in DC, that's where he'd hang that's out. That's where he would hang out exactly. <laughs> so that went along, and it's that's still uh, that's still around. Costume was designed by Carmen Infantino to look almost like the Flash, but different. But different. And, and I say that, that that about sums it up. To be honest, with Dead Man, that's pretty much what his costume looks like. Yeah, it's very uh, it's very iconic, which is definitely a hallmark of uh, Carmen Infantino. It's just he just. He just had it. Yeah. <laughs> Where uh, every every costume he put on was just you know something that uh, that Alex Ross was gonna paint several years later. For sure, he just had he had the touch. Mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, brings us to the end of this part with uh, the end of the Doom Patrol themselves. Yeah. Uh, as as we said earlier, the, my greatest adventure is retitled as Doom Patrol, and that it ends with issue number one hundred twenty one in. Uh, it was a, I guess it was bi-monthly at that point because it's listed as September or October 1968. Yeah, I, I believe I believe it, it was at that point. And if, if you do the math, because it's important to say that it was numbered 121, but they just continued the numbering from My Greatest Adventure. From My Greatest Adventure. So yeah. 80, so that's like 40 issues that wouldn't necessarily have filled up uh, the full amount of time, the full five yeah. years, unless you'd go bi-monthly. Yeah, and the book ended with the apparent death of the entire team. Yeah. They uh, they were on a they were in a small uh, was it they were in Maine right in a yeah. small fishing town yep and uh, I think they they sacrificed their lives to save what was it, like eight people yeah like the it, whole town it, was eight exactly. people the whole town was eight people and uh, oh god what's his name General Immortus Immortus uh, yeah. essentially tells them I mean it's it's almost like one of these stupid questions <laughs> you asked when you were a kid you know would you rather uh, put your hand in a toaster or would you rather electrocute yourself uh, he says. Uh, you know, either you die or they die, period. He's got a nuclear missile that can go either way, so make your choice. And the Doom Patrol nobly and, you know, heroically decides that they want to die, which you really gotta, you really gotta think about this. Superheroes dying yeah. in a comic book. I, I don't know that had happened since the 40s at that point. Sure. Unless, if, yeah. unless it was an imaginary story. This is before Gwen Stacy's death. This is before, you know, all those other Marvel deaths. Here it is. You, you, the titular characters of this comic book have ceased to exist. Yeah, and, and next uh, next month the book ain't coming out. Exactly. And, and, and that was, you <laughs> there's, know, 
There's no funeral for our friends. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just done. No, no, no um, patrol armbands, which actually I would love. No. I would love yes, that. Yes, that would be awesome. But uh, they did leave the door open because uh, much like uh, our 900 number deal we talked about a few weeks ago, yeah. the, uh, the fans were offered a vote in the letters page of this final issue to write in saying whether or not the Doom Patrol stayed dead. And... Uh, I guess uh, nobody really. I, I I think that even more than the 900 number, though, uh, considering that Arnold Drake had become kind of a persona non grata around DC yeah. at that time, and they were about to make a big change, uh, bringing in guys like Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill, that there was no. It didn't matter if unless there had hundred thousand letters came in, yeah. they weren't going to bring this thing back. <laughs> and in fact, yeah. uh, he was edited out of the final issue. Uh, yeah, because the whole issue is kind of framed with uh, with the creative team, like actually in the book, yeah. saying, hey, write in. And uh, they edited uh, Arnold Drake's image out. Yeah, it was supposed to be Drake and Premiani. And their edit- and, and was you. it uh, also Murray, right? Well, no, originally it was just Drake and, and, and oh, Premiani, okay. but they edited Drake out and they put Murray in. That's where they put Murray Bolton off. So that shows how much he had been excised from DC at that time that they were willing to edit the a page just to show that he wasn't there anymore. It was kind of crazy. Like he gets credited. So yeah. Uh, and that's where we're going to leave it this week, folks, because we have already talked a lot about Arnold Drake, about <laughs> the, meat, the meat and cheese of his career, as uh, Jim would probably put it. Uh, <laughs> fascinating guy did so much, uh, in in a relatively brief amount of, short amount of time. I mean, right now sure. in his life, he's in his forties. Yeah. And this is his, you know, hugest, most creative period, arguably. Uh, you can judge that for yourself when we talk about the rest of it next week. But uh, we'll be coming back with uh, his work in the seventies for other companies, as well as beyond comics and uh, into his late life and up to his uh, expiration in two thousand seven. So if you want to write in and uh, tell us how wrong we were or how right we were or how much you hate our douchebag voices, you can write to <laughs> us at weirdsciencedccomicsblog at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Reggie Reggie. I'm at Ace Comics. And as I tell you every week, you, you're really missing out if you're not reading Chris's personal blog on chrisoninternetearths.com, uh, reviewing a great DC comic every day. For this week, I'm going to say goodbye, unless you have anything more to say. No, I think uh, think goodbye is a good word for it. All right. (laughs) See you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. All right, we're back, Eric. I am fucking tired. We fucking ended up arguing, starting late. I don't even know what we were doing. We should have been done this podcast seven hours ago. Like two o'clock. Yeah, it's 4.30. Two o'clock. If we would have really played our cards right, I think we could have been done at 11.30. Seriously. We could have really gone through this, but uh, we're going to do two last books. These are your books. I only had two books this week. That's the worst part is that we just dealt with all this awesome rebirth stuff. Even the book like Batman, I didn't care for as much. 
still liked it. Well, and I want to I want to stress I, right before we came back, I said to you like, boy, I, I'm getting a negative vibe of this whole. I hope people don't think like Jesus Christ, guys. You know, rebirths here, and you're still negative because I liked all of the books. Oh yeah, the strong ass books. Week. I liked them. If, and you know, go by the scores. Then yes, me and you argue with things, and because we, I think mainly. We argued like the, even Green Lanterns. Like you had an issue with the uh, Trosses yeah. and the Red Lanterns. That's why I kind of got irritated because I had an issue, but it wasn't that. So I wanted to like, hey, you know what? I thought this was more of a problem, but it, all in all, still love the book. I really oh, yeah. did, and because I know going forward what it's all about, I like both Jessica. I like I love Simon Baz, and I really loved. I you didn't like the bickering. I didn't mind it. I actually, you need some sort of spark, and that's what it is. If you got that, that you were just going to be like, hey, buddy, you know, you're a Green Lantern too. All right, give me a high five. It's not going to work. The the payoff is going to be them coming together and working together and hopefully getting the the power battery taken, you know, separated at one (laughs) point. Like, you know, Hal's going to come back and say, okay, you prove yourself. But, yeah. First thing I would do, Hal leaves, I would ask my powering, how how do do I I separate separate it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if Hal could do it, why couldn't I? Exactly. I, I think to me that the whole deal is the payoff is for them to prove that they're good, but also prove that they can work together. Yeah. I really like that. And again, you go back to the New 52 start, and it was Hal and Sinestro, and you know they had problems. They ended up dying and whatever, and that's when Simon came around. And I, I did, I liked it. And I, I know. Liked it too. Here's the other thing that's funny because we talked about this. It's funny that they didn't throw the gun out for, uh, you know, to to let you know. I know, right? That it was like it the, is weird. Like the finding moment you, of Simon that he brought yeah. a gun with him. Are you, oh, shit, do you think badass. that maybe he's changed his ways? I is hope it not. that he's on Earth and he doesn't want to get arrested? He doesn't, he doesn't want to get arrested. Yeah, he hasn't been on Earth for a while. He didn't get that, that permit. That was his uh, gun. He stole it. <laughs> maybe I don't know, but it was weird because that really is like that's what makes him different. Yeah, people like hate it. it except me like and you so like much. People hate it. I it saw makes sense. the ring I fails saw all the time. People talking on different sites of, on reviews of thank God he didn't have that stupid gun. And then you jump in, gun. What do you mean? It's weird. The the it's weird to try to explain things now when people are jumping in. That's why I said that's why I got upset about Jessica. A right. Bit, because you start then having to explain things, and for me to explain really what happened to Jessica, it it is a losing battle. I think they could have done it though. For me to, for you to explain, if if there's a guy at work and he says, "Hey, you know what? I like the Green Lantern." So I don't understand Jessica Cruz. I'm like, how did she get the ring? You are gonna have the hardest time just well way sit out. down. And how much yeah, time do you got? You could explain it, but the visual that this person's gonna get from it, like, you know what? Oh, no, he they're, was they're, in the power. She was in the diagrams. power ring with Cyborg. Still, it would be <laughs> so crazy. All you needed to do was one page. You yeah. have some, and in fact, you have them tell each other about it. Like, hey, or it, you know, Simon, I weren't you the one who was? It'd be hokey, but it, it's the same deal. I just, I don't know. It, it just seemed weird that they didn't go more into it. But maybe they will. Maybe you're going to get that. Maybe they thought, hey, we don't want to push one issue of a whole, you know, everybody's backstory. Uh, it just is weird because that's the book to try to get everybody in. But we're not talking about that because, like you said, it is weird going forward here where these are the two books that are not rebirth books. Um, one will become one 
I don't know. I looked. I was like, when does Batman Beyond Rebirth happen? And I don't know that the like date August has. I don't think the date's like been that. announced yet. There's not oh, been really? a solicit with it. So uh, they announced the team, and this is all leading. So really, until we get that solicit, I don't know if it's going to be one that like Batgirl doesn't seem to have a rebirth number. Like you know what I mean? They're just going so right into it, yeah. and uh, I don't things. know if that's how this is going to be. But yeah, we're we're talking about this book today. Me and you arguing about stuff like oh they're you know they're pushing this and they're not doing that. This is a weird one where you don't know where you're going to end this and go in. So maybe. Dan Jerkins is fuck. Maybe he's like he's ready to go to rebirth in the story, yeah. but he has to write three more issues. I I don't know because this issue, like you said, in this book, a lot of times it is a rush to the to the cliffhanger, yeah, and right. there isn't a lot that happens here. I I liked it more than you. Uh, when we get to Doctor Fate, though, Doctor Fate isn't going to have his own book. No. He's off to the in Blue, Blue Beetle, Beetle book. That's not happening for a while, so I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, say, whatever happens in this book, as long as Khalid does not die, they're free yeah. and clear, I think, in my mind. And so they can play around and do things, and I like this issue I just more than I these, have. In these issues before it's over, they make him a likable character is all I want. The last panel, he's actually going to do something good. He's getting I don't know. Blood. He just – he even on the site, I think it was – uh Alex, Alex yeah. Martin. It's like, I like this one. You know, he's learning some things. He's not it. And you said, that's what we've got every issue. <laughs> and it really is. Uh, they did throw the smoke and mirrors of, uh, of Kent there. And I like that. So and it I. did. At, at that point, boy, it really did that change the dynamic. Goddamn breath of fresh If that would have been the second issue where you had Kent Nelson show Dude. up. And say, like, hey, six. what the hell's going on? You know, hey, and I'll train you. I'll, you know, I don't want you out there, but I'd like it. But even in here, I got mad because they were like, uh, hey, whatever, it works out. But yeah, we'll get into it uh, specifically right. with Batman, right? Batman Beyond. Yes, Batman Beyond number 13, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Bernard Chang, Marcelo Mialo, and Dave Sharp. The team is back, Jim. They're back. This is an odd story They're right back. from the video. This is an odd story right from the get-go because while it seems to be all about finding rewire and finding out why Batman's suit isn't working all the time, it's full of fluff to try and make a connection between Terry McGinnis and Tim Drake that doesn't work for me, and it's all so we can discover at the end that Terry is still alive, taken over by rewire suit, uh, t- he's taken over rewire suit to keep him alive, and that he's being controlled by the spellbinder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know we're gonna get to the part where it, the big thing is, and yes, the weird thing about this is I think that going into this issue, uh, I looked at the end, I, and I sent you a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you knew it. I knew the last issue. Yeah, we knew what was going, and I think that's where it all comes apart, that we kind of knew already what was going on. We knew this was Terry, because at the point where they go, and, and the whole concept of this is to kind of finally bring up, you know what? Uh, and we've had a bit of it, but it's the whole thing. You know what, Bruce? You were Bruce's greatest mystery. He couldn't figure out when you disappeared. Don't you ever think of that? And t- Tim's like, not really. No, no, it wasn't me. I don't really think of it. And uh, he's like, but you know what? That was big. And then in the meantime, they're telling a story about when uh, Terry was trying to find Tim. And to me, this was uh, like it was one of those where that was when his first real case that he decided to take himself and he wanted to prove himself to Batman. Hey, look at Batman. I figured out what you couldn't. 
And even to the point where it's weird because if you want to even go deeper, it's kind of almost like a Tim type of deal. Uh, it is Terry, but that's something Tim would do. Like Tim yeah, trying to search out. out. Yeah, and yeah, go yeah. like Tim found. So you're getting – they're really forcing this Tim they and Terry really connection. Um, at the point of this, if we did not know that that was Terry, if we had no idea – me and you both knew. Oh, if yeah. you didn't, all you're getting is the story of Barbara starts, and yeah, he did it. And yes, you're learning a lot more than you would have. You're learning it pretty much through Terry's eyes. You're, you know, this stuff yeah, that's yeah. happening is not stuff that Barbara would have known. So it goes past that. But you're getting to the point where Tim finding Rewire is kind of like Terry, Terry trying to look for Tim. And it's getting stretched. ambushed by Jokers. But it ends up there. Yeah, and... The whole thing is supposed to be a wild thing where they end up at the same spot where Tim – I'm kidding. Terry That's was looking for Donnie. Tim, thought when it was we were, a joke. We were talking about there. it earlier. I couldn't even write it properly. Yeah, yeah. It is crazy. But, Tim uh, and Terry. Yes. And uh, so you're getting this like juxtaposition of the past where Tim is <laughs> – Terry is doing that and all that. And it, I, it's supposed to be a cool scene where you're like – at the point of that, it's like, boy – it, Tim, it's just like when Terry was trying to find him, but in fact, it's even the it's the opposite as well. Because then we find out at the end that it is him. There's really not much to this issue. No, now you, the whole it, thing that threw you yeah, off this... to me was that you were wondering why Terry would fucking go back to that place, and I just think that when he went and went with the suit, he fought the suit, he did that. It just was like, huh? And he just was kind of going to somewhere where he first started and in fact when he does fail and bruce tells him like they set you up you fucking asshole it it isn't that bad he doesn't he doesn't yell at him it's almost like a binding a bonding moment with him and batman to me because he's like hey bruce just like wrestles his hair up a bit yeah man it's like bruce is like Uh, you know what i told you but you know what you'll learn you'll get it's not like god damn it i told you he is not you know, he's not horrible to Terry. It's no, and to me, all. it's almost to me. He was more horrible in the last issue. Yeah. Well, that's what files. I'm saying. To me, this to me, it seems like in Terry's mind. Now, again, I'm jumping to conclusions because we're not seeing tons of stuff. I'm getting in my mind that that is where Terry finally felt like he was being accepted. Like, yes, he failed. But Batman was uh, Bruce was giving him like, you know what? This is why you failed. You, you'll learn. You'll get there. It, it was a little more. It's still forced. This is very forced. This is forced to get you to you need to be have shocked that at the connection. end. And yeah, and to it's supposed to be shot. like the, the the same deal. Like, oh my yeah, god, that was so that was so similar. Uh, yeah, it's forced, and it's weird because I'm looking through this, and I was looking through. We have I have my book up digitally. Yeah. And as I'm looking, I have the single page. Boy, it is tough to follow. I know, right? And that's yeah. what I came off to. I tell you, and I, I we just went to two. Like, hey, yeah. split page. Asshole. I just like, went okay. to split, and I'm like, yeah, I see. It's still not the easiest. No, but it is a lot better, I, I and it goes you. real quick. I mean, I, when you do that, it seems like this issue is is nothing. They're at five pages. Yeah. I'm telling you, when I was doing it, though, I, I eventually got on the trolley a few pages in. I went back and made sure, like, okay, am I reading this properly? Yeah, okay. Yeah. But it, it initially threw me off because I'm like, why are they telling both this story at the same time? Because there shouldn't be this connection right now. Even though I knew this was Terry by the end, 
But like before we got to the and reveal. And that's the other thing too. Do you think that he has a way to tap into the audio of the suit as well? Do you think that maybe he has that? Because I'm thinking, because maybe he knows that. You don't get the full idea that he knows it's Tim. No, it's a telepathic but thing. May, where, yeah, like he wants just, to take it out. Yeah, it's weird though. Like his touch, I don't know. Maybe he knows it's Tim. Maybe he studied Tim so much that he knows his moves and it's freaking him out. And that's I, no, why I, I, I don't that's why he went back. But even so, like that's why he would have went back. But yeah, t- t- Tim just goes there because they see Rewire. But even there... I think that what's his name? I always forget his name. Spellbinder. Spellbinder. Spellbinder is definitely feeding him a lot of lines. Oh and yeah, he no, even he's says the one pulling the strings completely. And he's pulling him. He's like, you know, Batman was always done. He he has told that the big reveal to now is going to be where Terry. Yeah, and you're right. He doesn't know because the big reveal will be when he rips off that mask and it's Tim. Yeah. Because he thinks Tim was killed. He Spellbinder has told him he killed Tim. And Terry, that it's all fucked because he says Batman has always done his best to persecute you, even to the point of killing your predecessor. And no, he's talking about rewire. It, no, he said, I uh, maybe I got it that he was talking about Batman Beyond. No, I'm t- it's completely where he thinks he's rewires protege yeah. and he's taken it on. Yeah, the yeah maybe I, it's weird. I actually got the thought that he was telling that's why he became rewire because of what Bruce did to him. I actually took it different. Uh, but yeah, then he's really fucking gone. But he, he remembers being Batman Beyond. I don't think he does. But he says he. Well, yeah, because it, you're right. Because then when he's fighting the suit, he says to me that that's the problem because I knew it was him. Yeah. And all that I'm reading more into it because he said that suit. Well, he says that suit destroyed my heart. Where he has this thing taken, I have no choice. Where where does he? It's weird because you're you're also getting a duality there as well. Agreed. That I actually thought that was him remembering being Batman and that he's just I think pissed. he has no memory whatsoever it's of Spellbinder's erased his mind. It's weird because when you say that about Spellbinder, I got the idea that that's how he was pushing it to him was that the predecessor was actually Tim. And it really, it does work both ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's, and that, to, you know, that he would have thought that uh, Batman, but you're right, with the persecution, it, it does seem like he, he's talking. But then it's weird because he's like, he persecuted – what Batman persecuted him as Rewire? I, I'm saying the mem- – I think all, all these freaking uh, – You think it's all thrown like these are false memories and, and, and he's stuff? He's going off with like you know Batman Beyond going after Rewire. Yeah, but it's – yeah, it's weird because that would have been him. Yes. It's weird to me. Like I really, really thought that it was spelling out that he became Rewire – to battle Batman because uh, Spellbinder has really told him and that while the... he was Batman, Batman fucked with him and even killed Tim. That that's what he found out later. It's so, weird that this I is took actually that the, whole deal. This is actually the the biggest problem with the book for me because we keep like we spent like the last issue in this one talking about you don't understand him. You went missing and this and that. Nobody is talking of anything about what happened to Terry. Yeah, and why is yeah, Terry? Did being... Terry go back in time in this to yeah. try to stop? I don't know. Nobody or, fucking yeah, says a goddamn word about what happened that, yeah. to Terry. And yeah, you don't know. Again, that is weird. That and it's weird because it spells out to me that even that stuff that Spellbinder's saying, I, I, it could be that could be I could be f- so uh, dumb that that's the twist. That the twist is not that he's talking about him. He's actually has fucked with him, and, and he blames Batman for making him Batman Beyond, and that that fucking killed him. And like you said there, and it does. He wants to get the suit. And he's got to keep you know the. I batteries. just figure if Terry knew who he was, he would go after his brother. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It, it is weird. I I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Again, I, you have a whole and issue where you go book. you don't go much. I no. it's weird though. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it that much. Yes, you don't get much. You get the big nothing cliffhanger. happened except for that goddamn cliffhanger. But and how we Dan all Jordan's went this. trying to force that connection. Yeah, and that's the whole Terry thing. That's what everybody wanted. Oh my God, Terry McGinnis is back, and I think it's funny that he's like, yeah, he's not back fully yet. You know, this isn't the yeah. Terry that you thought it was going to be, and he's fucking you know around with it. And I I do love the fact. And I, uh, it was Mark that said, I do love the fact that it explains why he could shut down the suit. And I like yeah. that failsafe. That because, yeah, if fucking somebody put that suit on an attack, you want to be able to just shut it off. And it, that's what he did. Um, we saw that like uh, with a, like a voice command that Bruce had in yeah, the back. Yeah. He had to shut it down when Terry first stole the suit in the animated series. What was uh, what was that uh, command that uh, his Matt said? C-U. <laughs> C-2. C-2. Fucking C2. Nuts. Everybody's was just taking CU control of the goddamn be, suit. I know. But even then, that's weird to me that he a did it. A vocal like, command that anybody really? can do and a telepathic command. So. At one point when I looked at the back, I'm like, oh, I, sa- I sent it to you. And I'm like, oh, because I'm thinking you're like, that's Matt. He's older now. <laughs> like, am I, I don't know what's going on in this book. But yeah, uh, there's not much to it. No, that there really is isn't. It. But uh, I don't like know. Every other issue, I am reading this for the cliffhanger I and like, the art. I well, like the art. Uh, I liked it how it was, but yeah, there, it was confusing at that yeah. one point. There was a lot of, like, that was very unnecessary just to show the back and forth between them. Because we're having it at the same place, so there's no differential, like, you yeah. know, because they both are in the Batman suit yeah. at this point, telling this, so I'm like, all right, what, which fucking part am I yeah, reading I'm now? Like a, I, yeah, obviously, you see Bruce, you're yeah, like, you okay, I understand yeah, Bruce, yeah. but I'm like, what? Oh, wait, he's got a Joker. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I don't know, it's like, I like the art because I... I was really happy we got a new artist on the last issue because I just got tired of that Bernard and Mayalo yeah. fucking terrible panels that they kept throwing at us over and over again. And I just I just like the actual the di- a little bit different. But this we get the, that creative team back. Yeah. And they did not do those panels. It's, Everything looked I'm great. I'm telling you, it's almost like they were in detention. They Agreed. got punished. They got sent to the corner. They no put more. the dunce cap off. You get somebody that people are like, hey man, I I like this change. And now hey, you can go back. And let's see what you can do then. And yeah, I liked it. I I actually liked they were the they were on the chalkboard. We will not do yellow and red yeah, panels yeah, anymore. Yeah, had yeah to do you have that times. orange. But yeah, that, that was so stressful. Like I said when we were talking, and I said before uh, when Mark loved the cover. But to me, that was just like the now we get them on the cover. I like, think it was it, a striking cover. It was, but again, you have that. It, it was. I think it was just the yellow. And you even see, you don't get a lot of yellow covers. No. Like that, and I just think that it threw me off a bit. But yeah, what did you give it? I gave it a five out of ten yeah, because I'm I, telling you, I was just I, might I was have just even, done with it. I, again, I might go as far as a six. I think that a lot of my part was first off, I'm an idiot. Second was just I I looked at the back, I knew, and we knew, and yeah. it, it's almost like Dan Jurgens is is thinking that he is being so clever that nobody could figure it out. Uh, instead of going the opposite and thinking, hey, they know that this is Terry, so let's play around with that a little. Instead, you're going to get this like juxtaposition, like you said, a duality of it that twists at the end. But in the meantime, you're just like, why would Terry go back there? Because you knew it was Terry. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and I think that if we had no idea and then it was gone, by the time the cliffhanger would be like, holy shit. And 
the scene with the duality of it would have been more centered on Tim. Yeah. But because we knew it was, uh, to me, uh, we were centering I, it a lot on Terry and why I he was there and what happened. I want to know what happened to Terry, why nobody fucking talks well, about it. That's, uh, again, we might have up to three or four issues left. I'm not sure. I think we um, have two more issues. It's weird, though, but most of them stop when the book starts up yeah. again and they have, and maybe that it is September. I don't know. I don't, I couldn't find when Batman beyond, but, uh, it, usually these end the month before the next, right. you know, the rebirth starts. So we'll see. But even if we have, I think you're going to, that's the next thing is Terry. Uh, and I guess maybe finding a way to heal him. I hope that he gets, I don't know how, but I hope that battery, you want that battery. No, I have some. It's, it's so fucking Iron Man arc reactor and, and shit. Yeah, and at least that he has it, and it's done with. Yeah, you can throw it out there. This seems to be like every two and seconds. Honestly, I'm telling you, I think that's just Spellbinder put this on him to keep control of him, yeah, and he doesn't be. really need it. Yeah, it, I hope. I hope, though. It looks like it's really embedded in there. <laughs> It really you gotta does. get in there deep, man. Yeah, he's gotta get in there. Yeah, <laughs> I see, but yeah, maybe it's just like there, and it's 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 yeah. a ruse. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, it's that would make ruse. sense. That would make sense <laughs> if it's controlling him. But yeah, we have one more book, Doctor Fate number thirteen, written by Paul Levitz with art by <laughs> with art by Ibrahim. Okay, it's not that bad. I'm trying. I actually made more of it than it was. Ibrahim Mustafa. Mustafa wasn't Mustafa in freaking. Uh, uh, Austin Powers, he was the guy, you know, freaking no, Will Ferrell, who ended up. He, I, I thought he was also, what, <laughs> wasn't was. that? He's like, Mustafa. <laughs> He's, I'm barely hurt. <laughs> it's, you know what? It has been so long since I watched that movie. Uh, it, it's been a long time. Ibrahim Mustafa. When was the last time you watched, uh, like, a Wayne's World? Even longer. <laughs> Fuck. Way it's probably back. around the same time. Yeah. That's, uh, that's tough. Lee Lowridge and Seda Temefante. Oh. We've yeah. got the Golden Age Doctor Fate and our current fate working together in this book, and initially it works really well, but as soon as Khalid goes off on his own, we're right back to the nonsense that this series has given us throughout its run, and remind me why Khalid cannot, cannot hold his own book. Yeah, he's not much of a superhero. I do... Not uh, much of a character. I, I get the... Uh, I really was thrown off a little at the beginning. Yeah, you know, I he's like Quadir. That's all he is. He's yeah. Quadir from Batgirl, I, I, and like yeah. instead of a doctor, you yeah, know what he I'm saying? he's just a doctor instead. I, uh, you're being racist, my no, friend. No, I'm not. Now, it's just, uh, what it's threw characters. me off really at the beginning, and we said we like like the half of the book. Yeah, I do not like the art of Khalid. There, he seems to go from being like a uh, 35 year old guy. <laughs> like it really, if you look at look. it. That oh my flood God. aged the shit out of Holy him. Holy shit. When he says, please, I'm, who is that? It does not look like him anymore. Uh, I, and even then, there is a, a fun uh, playfulness to it that we really haven't gotten. And I really think well, that this book needed, even if it wasn't Kent, it needed – Kent's perfect, though, for it. He – Kadir uh, – what is Khalid. Now I'm going to call him Kadir. I'm sorry. Khalid needed somebody to bounce shit off of. He and especially something. because of Kent knowing what's going on. He's just talking to Naboo the whole time. Naboo's I, not giving him yeah, anything. Yeah, no. And why I really like this is it is one of those like, hey, uh, you know, Uncle Kent. Yeah. You are a super. Look at you. You got that deep voice. You're like a superhero. He's and awe. I like that. I love sorry, it. I was shocked at how much fun I was having at the beginning. I was. Just, just I, having I, Khalid I actually, and Kent hanging out and shooting the shit. I started this up. And I'm like, holy shit. And I, I already had known kind of your score. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I'm, I'm loving this. I'm like, this is like a 10. 10 out of 10. Get the fuck out no, of here. No, but it was fun. I'm telling you. And that's my, all I want. My biggest issue going into this actual issue 
was I'm like, well, how could Kent Nelson have been Doctor Fate? And like, you know, the 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 helmet was in the fucking museum when Khalid uh-huh. got. Yeah. And in this issue, we just have Kent turn into fucking Doctor Fate. He's all like, I retain the magic from when I was Fate, and I can just do this stuff. That simple explanation, it was it's enough fun. for me. I'm good. I'm okay yeah. with that. Thank you, Kent. Let's and go. And even there, it's like, hey, you know, uh, I didn't know that you had the blood of the pharaoh. And he kind of like again, it's a half at, but I, it was okay. Yeah, it worked. He's I'm like, you, now you know, we different it's things. Not, it's not convoluted at all. It's just thrown out there for you. And you know what? I grabbed a hold of it and I went with it. And yeah, it worked. I'm with you. I I liked all that, and then I go. even like when Ken is teaching Khalid how to use his powers to their full potential. No, like they have a fire this, start. This should on... have been, like you said, third issue, fourth, I, I whatever. Say at most, issue six. Yeah, I think even I think that what would ha- what would have happened if we really would have had our druthers? We go back. Khalid fucked up. I mean, this whole thing at the beginning. There's the fl- the flood I'm itself. The flood itself, right there. I think that lasted eight issues. Yeah, Kent should have been there within two issues. The, there's this flood. He kind of, maybe that, but if he can retain these powers, there's something to me that's saying that it's telling him this would be like a Green Lantern ring, like, hey, shit's going oh, wrong know. the it's other a way. Goddamn alarm going and, up. Yeah, I knew and this I was think bad. that oh, he shit. should have been back over there and like, oh, I wonder, you know, even if it was one of those where he would have shown up here pissed off like he thinks that this dr fate is fucking the whole fucking shit card up oh my god and he shows up yes and he's like whoa wait a second you're my nephew god damn it you're fucking up Uh, that would have been so great last time i saw you were in diapers you're still in fucking diapers. really and then he'd be like you know what are you doing and and khalid would basically was i don't know i don't don't know can you help me and yeah and he would because he's family and that and perfect i'm in and I am in too. You this this being say second or third issue, that fucking it, it changes everything for us. Changes the I whole think. dynamic. Even if by forward. now he's gone, like Kent, uh, hey, there's shit I got to take care of. We got rebirth. I got to show up and tell him about the blue beetle scarab. Oh, dude, tell me, I spent like a fucking a paragraph in my review talking about how I had all these fucking imaginings going on where I'm like, this is like the dynamic duel of fucking magic. Yeah. They're fucking kicking ass and but taking names is, on a this is the, and I'm like, this is the This would have been the Batman and Robin of of the magic. furious fates and when yeah when when are you getting that when have you gotten that in the new 52 when did you when would you have had a Batman and Robin of magic Fuck it, I don't know maybe on that awesome. goddamn uh, what was that Anderson Clarion the witch boy no he was by I don't his, even he fucking was by know. himself making his he didn't have bots and his friend he no no that was oh, the that's big right thing. that was the whole big thing remember right. he was dead in a fucking jar he was pickled uh, but yeah but, this this uh, instead of having a potential. mysterious fucking you know voice telling him what to do that we were well, not connected with so we have you this... get everybody like holy shit this that's my doctor exactly He's that's back, what he wanted he from when his book was announced i'm telling you and what we got with the before we have naboo telling him nothing him seeing a goddamn sphinx that's telling him nothing yeah and i'm like why have we dealt with this for so yeah. goddamn long when we have kent nelson waiting like, in the me, goddamn wings to me really if this this could have been a rebirth issue if they were it continuing really doctor fate you have the you know, you have the legacy deal of, of Kent, and he's there, and yeah, he's there, and he should be there the whole time, and the rest of this whole goddamn thing, he should be training him because he could say, wait a second, even if in this issue all this shit went down, he shows up and he's like, hey, you know what, hey, look what we can do, they're, you know, they're having fun, they're walking yeah. on air, they're doing that, and he's, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, he is at the one point, he's got a rainbow coming out, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna show you how it's done, I'm gonna explain this, and then I'm like, hey, let's go do that. And whoa, 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 what the fuck? What, you don't know how to do this. Nobody's showing me. Okay, I'll have to show you. You can go from here, end the series, 
with Kent doing this. He trains them, and then off they go. Uh, but yeah, and then Nabu set... shows up and fuses yeah. their helmets together, and they can only use it when they're together. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it might as well. But yeah, the second half, then when he's on his own, I'm telling you, it. I was. It's not all fucking RC Cole and pinatas here because something evil is setting fires around New York, and Kent believes that the thing yeah. responsible is using an effigy to do it, which immediate, immediately leads Khalid to the 1964 World's Fair model of the city. Because as we're told, when Kelly gets on his own. It would be ridiculous for someone to build a model on their own. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. We talk about? And then we jump in. It's a fucking, they call it an Afrit, which apparently an Afrit is a little monkey, djinn, or demon. Yeah, yeah. And he's burning the city for no real reason. He was set loose when uh, Khalid went to the other side in the previous issue to take care of his dean. Yeah. You know, and so this this Afrit came out of nowhere. And I'm going to set fires using a city. I, I don't know. It's some fucking nonsense, but... Khalid goes after it. shrinks down to a tiny size, which makes it very convenient for Khalid just to go and stop it. Yeah. He opens up a little globe, and he puts it inside. And for some reason, this globe is made of iron, which iron burns. Well, again, uh, that's, that, that's part of the model. That's a big thing in New York, I'm just saying, that, though, that like, globe. It's this whole thing. And Beastie little, Boys hung out near that globe. I'm sorry, that little tiny little fucking model thing? Yeah. That's what it is. It's the globe on the model. That that little globe is a big uh, attraction in New York that they Apparently, made for I don't that. Know shit. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't they know. They for some that. reason, he, did, okay, he but yeah, shrinks but it, down to But the again, size. that's why that model is there. It's only to end with that. You know what I mean? It, it is It is. It's oh, I, stupid. You know, I fucking went over a bunch of shit. And before that, when Cleed's on his way to this model, rockets come to life to stop him, and it's fucking nonsense. Just yeah. throughout, it's just the filler of the book to him to get to the goddamn effigy and immediately stop the Afrit. Yeah, it's it's just it's I'm, the unisphere. I'm, I'm sitting here like, is. what the fuck is Ken up to? Because yeah. I want to see that guy. Yeah, I just again, you had a lot of and it's it's weird too because. Yeah, there you have Paul Levitz. He's writing this. He's right. All of a sudden, he gets to write a character that he knows. That's his own you would age. think it's, it's his age. <laughs> That's basically what I'm saying. That is an older character. It's a legacy character. That, and then he just goes back to being a horrible writer for Khalid, and yeah. it just it it is awful. <laughs> the first half of the book works so goddamn well yeah. for me. But as as I'm Khalid telling you, off the first own, half of the book, I'm I would give that almost an eight. I would as well. Yeah. And then the second half goes apart, but uh, what did you give it? Uh, I forget now. I, well, I, gave, it it, a, I, I gave it a 5.5 5 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, I think that I would because give it about that or a 6. I did art, like the art. The art in this is a step above what we got yeah. before. And I'm sorry, you had a little bit of cartoony moments, like when uh, when Khalid was going after the Afrit and he shrunk down. It was very cartoony, but it was in this other, like, elevated style that made it seem more serious, which I yeah. appreciated with this. And I really wish we would have had this for a long ass time now. But as soon as Khalid hands over the the Afrit little globe to Kent, and Kent's like, "I gotta go," I'm like, "Don't you go, old man? Don't you fuck leave me? <laughs> Please don't go. Please don't go." But, but no, yeah. I I like the art, but and that's really what elevated my score because as soon as Khalid got his own, like, say that let's jump right at the half of the book, I was yeah. angry again. Yeah, yeah. I again, it it just it's one. Is it one of those where? Um, you get a an inkling of something better, and that's what makes you more angry because you're like, God oh, I'm damn telling it! You, I th- I really thought initially it's going to be nonsense when I went into this because it's just going to be Ken- they're throwing Kent Nelson out there to get the fanboys all like up in a tizzy, be happy and shit. Yeah, yeah. It fucking worked. Yeah, I, it did. I, 
and I don't know if it's just because of the fanboy of me said, you know what, this is what you want, you're going to be happy. But again, or, it's, but I it's, think it just really works so that's, much better. Again, when you had Khalid, you're forcing that in. If you would have had Kent right away with that, it is a passing of the torch then, and you can accept that because you, he is going to be, you know, hey, hey. And then we say, hey, if you need me anytime, you know, when Supergirl leaves in that fucking – uh, last day of Superman. Just call me if you need me. Oh, no. See, that, that globe you're talking about there, I don't think that's the same globe yeah, because the Afrit is tiny and it's only like, you know, in his palm of his hand. Yeah, but I'm saying it. it was in the model. That was the model of the thing. That was part of that World's Fair thing that he went to go see. I say, but the thing he actually uses is like in, he could fit in the palm of his hand. But yeah, it wasn't that the model that he was on? It was a model of that. It, okay, yes, yes. I'm yeah, sorry. You know, I, I mean, I, I've confused what you're talking I thought you were talking about this is actually the part of the model. Oh, no, but no, no. no I, I get you now. Yeah, yes. that's, it's just a model of that. I don't know why they have the model around, but yeah, it's definitely that. Then, yes, like it's I definitely said, that, I, that's the only reason I know. Beastie Boys. They're Beastie hanging Boys. out there. It's a cool picture. It is very uh, cool. Yeah, picture. I like that picture. But, uh, yeah, it's, again, that was just a forced way to, like, it, it, to me, it was like, uh, Paula, you know what? I know that glow. It's just weird. And I again, have the it's like boys such a, where they were it's, freaking. It's, yeah, he's like, I heard of those Boste boys. <laughs> it just was such a thrown in thing. boys. Yeah, it just is such a thrown in thing. And this whole book is just nonsense. I know people, you, Ken, people like it. Taking care of fires was interesting because we were seeing him how yeah. he was going to do it. Again, like I said, it got me more angry at the end then. Because, yeah, then I'm like, boy, this whole thing could have been like that. Yeah. But, yeah, even so. Probably one of the better issues. It's one of the best <laughs> issues in a long time. 5.5, yeah. and just because of how angry I was at the end, and I'm telling you, the art elevated it, and I was happy as hell. Even but... the part, I'm looking at it now, and the art, especially, like I said, Khalid looks a little yeah, off you had a problem the with that, yeah. But when Kent's telling, like, his his past, with the, it's so good. Yeah. When it's in, like, that pseudo-black and white kind of brownish Bluish thing. And blue, you know, so yeah. good. And yeah, and then, you know, like you said, he explains it. That's all you need. A lot of time you just need an explanation. They threw out the goddamn Tower of Fate and they didn't go into it. I'm okay with it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm okay, too. But yeah, then you start throwing monkeys in uh, fucking balls. You know what? The thing is, you know what actually angered me, which it really shouldn't have? You know what that fucking monkey Jin reminded me of? Remember the little Zulu fucking uh, killer in uh, Trilogy of Terror? Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded me of the whole like, goddamn time. Like, what are we doing anymore with this book? Yeah. The Zuni, not Zulu, the Zuni fetish doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's just weird because, again, you have this whole thing and then, yeah, you get that. That's what you're leading to. You're going to have Ken Nelson that and you're going to lead to a monkey gin that sets fires stuff. and you're going to put him in a model fucking ball. That's yeah, it? That's it. That's it. And then he's like, Done. I wonder if I can Done. get him to give me lessons. Yeah, really? I hope, God, I hope God so. God damn it, I'll pay for them. <laughs> Just send me the bill. My kids can't get piano lessons, yeah. but I'll fucking pay and for them. And then he's like, first pay. lesson, take that hoodie off, you son of a bitch. And I'm telling you, I didn't mind the hoodie. No, I don't mind. The, I never did. I did at first, but I've gotten over it. Yeah, it's, no, honestly, I, it's I don't mind. because of that Martian Manhunter. Because yeah. I know what it could be. Yeah, and that was the hoodie that just looked great. Maybe it's the – in this issue, it doesn't look bad. I, no, like I don't it. mind it anymore. Yeah. I, I actually like the, the way the hoodie looks with the helmet on, especially. Yeah. I like it. And, yeah, it's, but it is kind of like a hokey, like, look, he's young. He's got a backpack. He goes two straps. <laughs> it is a little, you know. I'm from the 90s. And especially, never go two straps. I go one. But uh, you have uh, Kent show up, and then you, it, it is kind of like, boy, that backpack is a little silly when you see that cool-ass cape. 
Damn right. Yeah, Kent looks, looks like a badass. And it's funny though, is that where they were going? Like the hoodie, the hood is kind of his cape. He's a that's a modern cape. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> I'd probably five five, maybe a six. I'm telling uh, I like you, I art. wanted. I'm telling you, I actually sat there at the end of the. You were gonna review. possibly give it a six? No, no. I was going to give it a five because Ooh. of how angry I was by the end, but I'm like, I cannot really do that because I had a lot of fun in the beginning. Yeah, it's weird. I Twist it around, and that Jin is at the beginning. The monkey Jin is what he's doing. That's when Kent shows up to help him. You might have gone seven. I might have gone. <laughs> you would have been know. so excited. But by the end, I was just so angry. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes, we are, are done the podcast. But, we are uh, done, What sir. is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is Superman Rebirth, number one. Superman Rebirth, I think mine, I have a lot of ties, um, but we did talk to Reggie, and I, I, I'm going to actually have to give it to uh, Superman Coming of Superman, which is crazy. I forgot that we were talking about that because we, we talked talk about, about that too. separately. I don't even yeah, know what I gave that. I think I gave it a nine, so I'm going to have to go with that, uh, and I'll stick with it. I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's a crazy-ass book. It's so crazy. It's weird. We, we do Reggie stuff. I gave it a seven-five. You no, know, we do Reggie stuff on Friday night, I always forget about it then by the time we get to fucking 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Bloodlines was good this week, too. Yeah, I like that, too. Those were two of my favorite books. Actually, I don't know if we came off as miserable at all, because really, most of these, Batman Beyond, I know, was a little off, uh, but it was at least the same as what we've been getting. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was never, there was not really an issue where I thought, oh, god damn it, I've been liking this book. Everything, it was either the same or an improvement. I liked all the Rebirth books. This is probably my favorite Dr. Fate book, maybe ever. And that's it's the tallest midget in the circus. Yeah, exactly. But it's still at least I came out of it feeling you know half decent. At least I could say I love the first half. Yeah. Yeah. So I really think that that's you know what I mean. A positive week. We nitpick and yell and scream. Sure do. I'm pretty sure. I I wish I could actually knew what I gave the other Doctor Fates, and I I actually talked about on the podcast what I'd give other Doctor Fates that I never ended up reviewing. Yeah. But I have no idea what that. But I know Ibrahim Mustafa did do one issue before in this run, which I I liked his art as well there. Mm, Really? Yeah. Yeah, I I like the art. Now I'm trying to pull up what's next week, and my my phone, the thing that I get. Uh, the thing, Fresh Comics, that we get it from, yeah. it's all fucked up. It's giving me, like, crazy shit that is not coming out. I look for next week. Oh, you know why? Because next week's not next week now. It is no. now the week. We went too long after midnight. I always forget that. So Too far. I'm too a far. dummy. The week after this one's crazy. We have eight books, uh, and not all of them are actually books. Uh, this next week, Eric, here's what we got. It's going to take me a long time to get used to saying this. Action Comics number 957, Eric. Jesus Christ. 957. We have Aquaman Rebirth number one. Uh, Black Canary number 12, another one that's going to seem so I'll odd. I'll say, Reggie's taking over Aquaman, too. Yeah, yeah, he's doing Aquaman. Uh, Constantine the Hellblazer number 13. These are all Reggie books except for Action, yep. which is mine now. Detective Comics 934, that's mine. I've read it, Eric. I have read it. Hmm. I wonder I what I thought tomorrow. of it. Earth 2 Society number 13. Gotta get on yep. that. Uh, Green Lantern Corps, The Edge of Oblivion. And this is where I'm looking forward to talk about this. Now, also, after this, we'll explain something about next week's podcast as well. But um, it's going to be weird doing that book, already talking about the Green Lantern. You know what I mean? Simon yeah. Baz is back and all that. Odd. It's really odd that they didn't push that to get finished before all this stuff. But uh, then we have Harley Quinn and her gang of Harleys, another Reggie. We have Justice League 51, 
that's just a like an not even an oh, ep- I didn't it's kind of like an speak. epilogue, but it's it's really not anything involved. It's a one shot story. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow number four, which I don't even crazy. think they have it on the DC site. What the uh, uh, Justice, the Justice League. League? It was one of those where that was the one that got squip, uh, got reversed and taken back and whatever. And if it doesn't come out, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I'm so saying it's I'd not on the DC look. site. Um, Red Hood at Arsenal number thirteen. Okay, that uh, bl- that ends that. It seems. It's not believe so. I have read that as well, Eric. That tomorrow. Yes, and then we have Flash Rebirth, number one. Rebirth there, that's Joshua Williamson jumping on. Yes, uh, Wacky Raceland, number one. I believe I'm going to review that. You had been saying, but you have more books. I don't have many books. Yeah, you're taking I, uh, the uh, – will you decide you're going to do the Wonder yeah, Woman? Yeah, I'm going to do Wonder Woman, and that's the, le- that's the next one, Wonder Woman yes. Rebirth, number one. I have Wonder Woman, then Wacky Raceland, Flash, and uh, Detective. Yes. And you have a bunch. I have four other books then. Yeah. Oh, well, five including Justice League. Yeah, but also down. that's the thing is you're not taking into account two books that you have with Legends of Tomorrow. That's pretty much two I, reviews. I don't count that. But like yeah, that. but it is two reviews. You yeah. have to, you know what I'm saying. So you have a lot more than me. Reggie has, I think you and Reggie have the same amount. And it's a lot. But yeah, next week we're still trying to figure out how we're going to do the podcast. Because well, you are not going to be around some... Uh, you, you, like I said, we usually do this till five in the morning on Saturday, and you can't do that. Well, into Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got to figure out some shit. I'm telling, and the thing is too, I actually, we, I forgot all about it because I've been talking about the different weddings and stuff coming up with me. I've got the week after that, I go to the Poconos to put flowers in my really? dad's grave. So yeah, so you won't be on the podcast for two weeks. You are gone. Well, I'll be on next week's podcast. I just can't do everything. Like I can't be up all night like that type of thing. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know what we're gonna do. We're I don't know do, yet either. I said that at one point. I said because Reggie is all excited. He he's all fired up. But I thought <laughs> that possibly we would do a reverse where we do your books on Friday, like we usually do Reggie's. That makes sense. And then just do that. But you have a lot. And at one point, he was just like, "Ah, oh, we'll talk about them." There's some of these books, like in Earth Two. I'm telling you, I need you to talk about it. He's saying I he, Reggie hasn't read it. Yeah. So it's really odd for me to be, you know, because yeah, I've read them with it, but boy, half the time I'm freaking just looking at Lois, robot Lois, <laughs> and I'm tuning out. But yeah, and also it, it would be a shame. Red Hood and the Outlaws is you're probably one of the biggest fans. It's the last issue. Eh, I'm saying I I enjoy the book, but yeah, lately but it's been. You don't think bad. that next week you're going to be the only one who reviews it? There's going to be two reviews of that yeah, book, probably. and you're going to be one of them. And it's a shame to go all this way and not deal with the last issue, and uh, on the podcast and I get you. just things like that. But yeah, uh, the other stuff, like I said, we have your rebirth stuff. We'll we'll talk about it, and then the next week we'll have to figure it out because that's even different because you leave on Saturday. So, but uh. Here's the deal, just to even go ahead, just to be crazy. The only Rebirth book I have next week is Action Comics. Uh, is it? I thought, oh, because I'm doing Wonder Woman. Uh, I only have two. It's not like I have ton. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have I have three because I'm doing Wonder Woman. Um, the next week after that, where you're not going to be around as well, we have Batman. We have these books that we had tonight. Batman, Green Arrow, oh, yeah, Green Lanterns, uh, Superman. And Titans, but that's nice. it. There's no other books. We that week we have no uh, new 52 oh, characters. I look forward to all of those. So. Yeah, but that's something we'll deal with that you could do on a Friday. That's right. not many books, so maybe we'll just get the whole thing done. 
uh, that week because, yeah, we have a couple books and we'll see. But that's the start of the actual series. And again, what I said to you, if, is this like convergence where we're getting, we get this first round of Rebirth titles and I really like them. I, I liked everything tonight of Rebirth. It would, yeah, I was well. I was very happy with what we were what we were given in, on all of them, different reasons, but I really liked it. Um, I've read most of the next phase this next week, and I don't know. I have to sit down when we review them and stuff like that. But it it's more of like a huh, yeah. you know what? It's more of this, and yo, we're getting this. I wonder when we get to the actual. You know, Batman number one, if that's going to be like, holy shit, now this is what we're talking about. And that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I hope well. that we don't get like a convergence where we're like, oh, god damn it, here we go. And But everybody seems positive. Like everybody's fired up. Everybody has their own little favorites. But this was a good – they really uh, did a good uh, way of uh, – the books they picked for to go right away. Oh, I agree. You know what I mean? Like they, you have the big Batman and Superman. The Green Arrow was really good with it, and the Green Lantern. They both seemed to kind of go together as well. You know what I mean? I, I really liked it. I, I, think it I worked did very well. Yeah, I, say, if you can't start with Justice League, start with Batman. And yeah, Superman. it's weird. It's weird the Justice League, but yeah, you, you start with Batman and Superman, and I I liked them. So we'll see. We'll see how Action Comics is. Those are weird. Because yeah, there can. It's weird too to continue the numbering. I know what they want to do. I they know want to get to a thousand. So, um, but it's weird because it's gonna fuck me up so bad. It's weird because yeah, then you're like, oh, is this a? Re-? And it is a rebirth. But you're like, eh, you know, why? It doesn't continue from the, the before. It's weird. It's really odd. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they want to get to that thousand. But when you get to that thousand, is that gonna be big to you then? Are you gonna no. be like, holy shit, they got to a thousand? Aren't you gonna be like, yeah, they kind of fucked that in. Sure they did. fudge that, baby. <laughs> I just that's how I'll be. But yeah, the the birds are chirping here. I'm looking out the window. It. It's light. I think I'm not. This is what happened before. I didn't go to bed the last time uh, we did this, and this is all our fault. <laughs> Everything of us being up this late. We did not have that many books. We ended up fucking gabbing, yelling, and screaming. Who knows what all keeping the podcast. <laughs> if at one point you if at one point you hear like you know what Eric. And what's next? You know, and you're like, ooh, they edit it. Because I don't like editing shit, but yeah, shit got dark. Real <laughs> dark, Eric. I couldn't believe what you were saying. Yeah. You surprised me. It's like All a Jekyll that. and Hyde. Oh, uh, yes, but yeah. <laughs> I, I think we're done, right? We're done. All right, yeah, we're, we're done. We're done just yelling. No, nobody can yell. Jess nope. is not yelling. Not it is 5.15 now, and there's no comments. I'm going to go cry. Uh, I'm going to go make a cheese omelet. I don't know. I this is the weird thing too. We have the whole time. I don't hear any traffic because it's mid, you know, all through the night. I hear fucking trucks going by now. People fucking heading out, hitting the road. I'm gonna go get me a coffee. I'm gonna hit the road myself. Go to McDonald's. I'm gonna hit the sack. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking exhausted. But and yeah. it's so fucking hot in this room. It is hot in this one too. I'm gonna get yelled at by my family so they can yell at my wife and kids because boy, <laughs> I'm gonna hear about it when when. If I do go to bed and they wake me up, I'm going to hear all this shit. I got shit leading up to the podcast about how I wasn't paying attention to people. I said, listen, I got shit to do. And then I was given the whole thing. You making money on that? Oh. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. So nope. then there's a hint for you guys. <laughs> Start giving us money. Do but it, yeah. Doug. Yeah, do it. But yeah, let's finish. Okay, everybody have a great week. Great week. You keep it weird out keep there. Keep it weird, we'll... baby. Keep it weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> proud. Proud. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, there we go. Oh,